All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard, and uh, we're going to uh, cover uh, some very interesting shit that has been happening. My initial thing that I wanted to cover was Tim Pool discussing the Osama bin Laden letter with Dave Smith and um, the Liberty Lockdown guy, Clint Russell. And, um, and then uh, what worked out perfectly is uh, Sitch and Adam are actually covering the same video. And I figured, well, why don't we go in fresh with this? Because Sitch particularly uh, has been uh, on Twitter doing the whole Bush era, they hate us for our freedom kind of propaganda campaign. Um, so this is kind of interesting. Tim Pool got my attention just because of like the, the vehemence of his position didn't seem to, it just seems a, a little, it's just weird. It's very weird how vehement he is, um, uh, but, and we'll, we'll get to that. But, um, but then what was like next level was the resurrecting of the, they hate us for our freedom, uh, talking points from the Bush era. And this whole thing where if you, it's kind of like um, they, people do this with um, Hitler. They do it with the Unabomber. Okay, um, uh, you know, sometimes it's because people have no emotional control. Other times it's because they're trying to shut the conversation down. But what usually happens is adults, because uh, I've said this before, I don't really care what side of uh, this issue you're on. I don't care about disagreement. It's the Internet. You're going to have every opinion on the Internet. Um, I, I point out people who I think are arguing dishonestly or who are using uh, propaganda tactics. That's basically... Uh, uh, my whole thing. Um, but what you're going to see here, which I'm assuming, I have not seen a lot of this because they're currently doing this live, is, um, is a tactic that I see used with Hitler and the Unabomber, which, which is this. There are people who will say, hey, the Unabomber, that was fucked up. He blew people up and put mail bombs in people's uh, houses. That's fucked up. He shouldn't have done that. When you read his book, he has some very interesting things. And then other people start shrieking, how dare you? I can't believe you support the Unabomber. And that's not an honest argument. Um, it's the same thing with, with Hitler, right? Um, you know, uh, they'll say, yeah, I was fucked up. Hitler rounded people up, put him in camps. Uh, and then some things that he wrote, you know, he seemed like he had a point. They're not arguing that the Holocaust was good. They're arguing that a guy made a point. And here's the thing. Anyone can make a point. Anybody can make a point. Okay? Now, if you disagree with the point, no problem. Okay? If you say, well, I don't think that was a good point. I think that was a bad point. Um, prime example. The books, apparently, that the Nazis burned were these, like, fucked up books about gender transition. Okay? So a person might say, well, you know, I could at least see why they burned the books. It's probably not a good optic. I don't agree with what they did overall. But, you know, those books were fucked up. Okay. Now, if you disagree with that, no problem. If you say, well, I like those books, they were good, or they should have done this or that, no problem. But, but what is bullshit are the people that try to shut down the conversation using dishonest tactics. For example, saying, oh, you like Hitler, you're pro-Hitler, oh, you're pro-Unabomber. And so that's basically what Sitch and Adam are doing here, where, um, and Tim Pohl's not even doing this, which is fascinating. But what they're doing is they're saying that you are simping for Sharia law or you're simping for Osama bin Laden for simply pointing out that American foreign policy in many instances has been fucked up and it unnecessarily exacerbates 
the situation with the muzzies. Um, multiple things can be true, okay? Osama bin Laden, crazy motherfucker, okay? Uh, but also foreign policy, uh, things like the Obama drone strike program unnecessarily inflame the tensions. People like Osama, they want a global caliphate. Uh, they want people to be converted in mass to, to Islam. Uh, that can be true, but it could also be true that um, there were grievances related to foreign policy that were not unreasonable. It doesn't mean that he was a good person. It just, again, multiple things can be true. Adults can have disagreements without getting all emotional and freaking out and being like, you're, you're sucking Osama bin Laden's dick. That's a tactic. That's a bullshit tactic. Uh, honest people don't use tactics like that. Uh, so that's basically the deal here. Like I said, I don't care which side of the argument you're necessarily on here. Um, I think Osama can suck a dick. I've said this before. I don't know who the fuck wrote that letter. Do I think Osama bin Laden wrote that letter? Maybe. But do I also think it's possible the CIA wrote that letter? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have no idea. I don't trust the government at all. I don't trust the CIA at all. And also, when I, act, when I see people acting like they're trustworthy, that is also very suspicious. I haven't seen that yet here on either of these guys. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. Uh, they, they, oh, no, was that Destiny? Let me, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I might be getting my regime propagandists mixed up. I think Destiny is the one that promotes the trusting in the FBI. Uh, I don't know. Did Sitchin Adam do that? Did they do that with the Hunter Biden laptop? I forget. I'll have to go back and look. It doesn't matter for right now. All right, so we'll, we'll get into this. Here is the uh, conversation that Tim Pool had uh, with the Libertarians. Uh, and then you'll see Sitchin Adam. At least I saw a little bit of this so far. Uh, they they straw man a lot, but that's what they do. The Good Faith Sitchin Adam show. Oh, because they always talk about good faith. Oh, yeah, it's very good faith to straw man people. That's, that's David Pakman levels of good faith. Oh, actually, I don't think. Am I, let me put the speakers on here. One moment. All right, here we go. Speakers on. Very good. And uh, we will begin here. Okay. Everyone's favorite wrangler of cats, Adam Friended. What's up, everybody? Here with my little friend. Look at that. Adorable. Uh, so we'll be watching... There's a very interesting conversation that Tim Pool had uh, with Dave Smith, who we talked to in the past a couple of times, um, about the recent, there is a recent story, if you guys haven't heard, where some leftist primarily influencers on TikTok started promoting and blowing up Osama bin Laden's letter, where he lays out kind of his justification for, you know, attacking America and what he wants America to do to prevent further attacks. And we've, you know, I covered this in the past because Dave Smith actually brought this up on Joe Rogan. Uh, I think it was like a year ago or so. And Dave Smith kind of gave the same line that we're hearing a lot of people on the left give. Uh, bullshit. Uh, bullshit. Uh, to conflate what Dave Smith has talked about with what retarded leftists on TikTok are talking about that's very dishonest that's very dishonest which is oh well you know and glenn greenwald is the primary one of the primary people promoting what i would consider a lie which uh, is again very bad faith this idea that oh, but i'm not going to use bad faith or good faith because ultimately uh that's people who are trying to frame they're trying to control the frame of the argument uh it's a tactic um the audience ultimately decides who's arguing in good or bad faith um, anytime I've seen a person 
talk a lot about good faith or bad faith. It's people like David Pakman who are trying to control the conversation. Another person that uses a similar tactic is Cenk Uger, um, uh, but he doesn't say good faith or bad faith. He always reiterates, um, oh, we're the fairest show uh, on the internet. This is the thing. If you, any time a person makes a declaration, for example, of like, you can only get the truth through me. That's usually, that should be a red flag. People will ultimately decide whether or not you're honest, whether or not you're arguing in good faith. You don't have to keep saying it. If you keep saying it, it's suspicious. It's because you know in the back of your head you're not really operating in good faith. That's why you keep have to telling people because it's not something you would have to tell a person. It would be evident in your argumentation. Oh, you know, Bin Laden had some sort of like, you know, just he just had like legitimate grievances. Like, yeah, what he did was bad, obviously, but he had legitimate grievances against America intervening, you know, in the Middle East. Which is a simple concept. Uh, it's a simple concept. And and by the way, if you if you if you disagree with that, no problem. But but it is it is a dishonest tactic to claim that someone is pro Osama bin Laden or pro Sharia law for simply pointing out that they believed that he had a valid grievance in this one instance. It's the same tactic people use when people try to talk about uh, the Unabomber or Hitler or any other person, you know, it, whatever, through, through history uh, that people, that adults want to have an actual conversation about. You get the people on the internet who want to do propaganda and shut the conversation down or, you know, pretend that, you know, their opponents are arguing for the atrocities that the person committed. Again, very, very dishonest. And putting base in the Middle East and blah, 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 blah. And they kind of point to this letter, which to me feels very dishonest because, you know, half the letter, 60% of the letter, 70% of the letter is kind of about America adopting Sharia law. And, you know, they always leave that out of the conversation, obviously. And I was just really... Right, was, but you're leaving the grievances out of the conversation. You're doing the exact same thing that you're accusing your opponent of doing. Someone who obviously people listening know, you know, I've, you know, been very critical of Tim in the past, and I was incredibly pleased, and I give Tim, you know, very big props for doing this, and, and high praise for doing this. He brought up the letter, and he and he was talking to Dave Smith, who's promoted this, and he's saying, no, this uh, is bullshit again. The, to conflate Dave Smith as a promoter of Osama bin Laden, or conflating his arguments with retards on TikTok, very dishonest. It's all BS. You know, Osama bin Laden wanted Sharia law. You know, instead, why don't you uh, dismantle Dave's argument and explain where he's wrong? Why do you have to resort to these propaganda techniques? I don't know, but that's my question. Why do you have to resort to these tactics? Well, promoting this are just... You didn't use these tactics when you did Rittenhouse. You seem to do good coverage of Rittenhouse. But when it comes to this kind of shit, you engage in the propaganda tactics. And he calls out Green, Glenn Greenwald directly as a liar, which was very impressive. Now that I found to be uh, not organic. Um, he really went... He went so overly hard to Tim Pool against Glenn Greenwald. I just thought it was... I was like, what's going on here? This is... Like, he really went unnecessarily hard on Greenwald and uh, it's just and look hey maybe Tim's passionate about this subject but uh, it just seems weird I don't know I will at least say that Tim did a better job arguing his position and facilitating the conversation than Sitchin Adam do 
Uh, and I will say that I watched about half of the next day. And, and I will, again, I will give credit to Tim for facilitating conversations and having people like Scott Horton on his show, Dave Smith, people like the, the Gray Zone guy. Um, he had on Horton to debate Will Chamberlain about Israel. I'm about halfway through it. Um, it seemed to be, I mean, yeah, it was two on one, uh, uh, you know, Tim and Will against Horton, but it was ultimately, so far at least, it's been cordial and pleasant and interesting. So, you know, the fact that it, I wish as much as I try to be fair, because I was very critical of Tim Pool when he had on Kanye West, because he wouldn't let Kanye West talk. And I really wanted to hear who the fuck specifically would he name as the people that he said were trying to kill him. This is one of the most popular people in the world. This is a mega celebrity saying that there are people that want to kill him. I would at least expect a follow-up. Well, who exactly are you talking about? You know, because, because he was giving names. Uh, he gave the name of the person that drugged him and put him in a mental institution against his will, and that guy's name was Harvey Pasternak. And then it turns out that, and by the way, he delivered receipts, he delivered threats from Harvey Pasternak via text message, that if you don't stop criticizing the Jews, we're going to take your kids and, and put you in an, in an asylum. That's a hell of a fucking thing right there. And, um, and so, you know, I would, so, so I was critical that Tim would not let Kanye West talk, whereas with this Scott Horton debate with Will Chamberlain, he is allowing people to talk, and that's a good thing, and I like that, you know, but, uh, you know, it's a shame you can't, I mean, I guess no use crying over spilled milk, I guess we're never going to find out the exact names of who Kanye thought was going to try to kill him, but uh, I thought that was at least something that should have been followed up on. Yeah, Dave Smith is a libertarian, he was thinking of running as the, a presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party. Sitch, did you know that the Libertarians were in favor of Islamic theocracy? Okay, so again, uh, very dishonest, uh, very dishonest. And again, these people are constantly talking about good faith. Oh, you're not arguing in good faith. Well, they should call this the Good Faith Podcast with Sitch and Adam. Uh, I did know that, yeah. I did know. <laughs> I, I, I am aware of that, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. That's such a crazy turn of events. I don't look. I don't see a lot of freedom. These these are the places where the women have to run around in beekeeper suits, right? Yeah, uh, uh, the libertarians are not arguing for Sharia law. This is highly dishonest. Uh, it is a propaganda tactic that you're using to try to smear a group of people and de deflect from their argument instead of actually taking on their argument, which people can do. People can do. And they don't have to, you know, look, as much as I criticized Will Chamberlain for being a propagandist on Twitter when it came to DeSantis shilling, uh, he wasn't using those tactics in his argument, uh, in his debate with uh, Scott Horton, at least so far I haven't seen it. And uh, it was it was what I think some people might uh, uh, describe as a good faith debate. But again, I'm, I'll, well, actually, I'm the viewer of that. Like, I'm a viewer of that show. Uh, uh, so I, I would say my vote so far in that debate is that it was a good faith debate so far, uh, and we'll see what happens. But uh, very interesting that they use these tactics against the libertarians. Right? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean that's what he it's, wants. There's not a lot of freedom. That's what Bin Laden wants, right? And it's just it's annoying because, and we'll talk about it as we watch it. But it's annoying because, like, yeah, you can say that there were some obviously, you know, Bin Laden and other terrorists don't like America's intervention in the Middle East, but the... Well, it's not just them. 
uh, a lot of the civilians don't like it, especially the ones who have had their family members killed. Reason for that, which they always kind of neglect to and, mention. And, and if, if you want to take the position too bad, no problem. If you want to say, well, it's collateral damage, too bad, we need the world police. Okay, we'll, we'll just say that. But don't act like the libertarians are being supportive of fucking Osama bin Laden. That's stupid. That's stupid. You'd be better off calling them pussies. It is a more honest argument to say the libertarians are acting like faggots caring about people in other countries and we should only worry about our own interests. That's the thing about that argument. It's honest and you're not wasting my time with tactics. So this, that's all I'm calling for is people to stop wasting our time with tactics. Just come right out with your fucking position. Okay? And stop strawmanning the other side. Just make your arguments and stop strawmanning. It's just, it's, it's just, uh, it's unseemly, quite frankly. It's just unseemly. It's not because, and it's weird, because I feel like libertarians, including the guy, I forget who, what his name is, the guy who's there with Dave, kind of fall into this trap of thinking like, well, you know, these people... They just believe in like some kind of right of self-determination. I was like, no, they don't. <laughs> you know, Ben. I, I don't. Did they? Did they make that argument? I don't think. I don't think they uh, made that argument. Aden and, and these other like you know fundamentalist Islamic organizations, they don't at all believe in a right of self-determination. If I, I don't think Clint Russell argued that they do believe in that. He believes in that. America was a, a country that was exporting fundamental. His point is, it's hypocritical for. Americans, especially in the government, to argue uh, for the right of self-determination, but then then uh, completely ignore it in cases where it's not, you know, expedient. That's, I think, the ultimate point he's making. I don't think he, again, he's not pro-Muslim. This is, like, ridiculous. Islam to the, to the Middle East or anywhere else in the world, they'd be doing backflips. They'd be they like, would. oh, my God, you know, America's like the great savior. It's, it's not about the intervention. It's about they just don't like. Well, they, they don't. They don't. What do you America, if the government, for the most part, hasn't done that in, in their uh, wars and all these places where they supposedly were supposed to spread democracy. You know, secular democracy. Yeah, you have the self-determination to adopt Islam or die. Yes, that's your. That that's the self determination that they're doling out. Right, right. Okay, so let's jump into. Let's do it. Let, let me let me pull this story from the Daily Mail. We got a lot of stuff to uh, point points to make. TikTok will scrub videos of anti-Israel Gen Zers fawning over Bin Laden's vile 2002 letter to America because it clearly violates our rules on supporting any form of terrorism. I want to show you this image. In this image, can you switch over, Serge? It says TikTokers. Uh, are now justifying, this is from Libs of TikTok, the 9-11 attacks and praising bin Laden because he was just the resistance. This man, in, in one of his videos, it, sh it says, 2011, me finding out we got him, and he's cheering. Then it switches to this. Reading his letter to America, knowing he was right. Full stop. The point? TikTok is doing what we have seen social media companies do quite a bit of. They are creating a trend, and these people have not actually read bin Laden's letter, not even a single word of it, and I know for a fact, I think any sane person can see that. What they're doing is instead, oh, this guy got a million views by saying that? Let me make the same video and get a million views. There's, there's definitely a lot of that. I don't, I, I, know, I, don't, I don't think it's a lot. There's, I don't know there's no way sure. woke leftists read a letter saying ban homosexuality and then said he was right. So you're telling me that- So I, I wanna give, again, Tim a uh, big praise for this because to me, when this... The libertarians don't disagree with this part. 
this was what I was first seeing with people promoting this. It, that's my that was my initial impression, and I'm like a hundred percent sure that's exactly what's going on here. Is that this one person, this one you know a hole, you know who's either radical leftist or you know whatever who makes this letter. Or makes this TikTok video about how, oh, I read this letter, and oh my god, I, I made a meme out of it. Here I am, like, cheering 2011, and here I am going, oh my god, he's right. And they make this meme video, and a bunch of idiot children, and a bunch of, a combination, I think, of, like, leftist socialists and a bunch of, like, actual uh, people that are just radical Islamic people that are promoting this shit on TikTok and taking advantage of the socialists and leftist, you know, naivete on, this, on the subject matter. You know, they all watch the video, and they promote it, and it gets a bunch of views, and then you have a bunch of other horrible people on TikTok, you know, some of them who are true believers and some of them who are not, who just say, oh, this video got a million views. It's this very easy to do stupid meme. And they just repeat it. And then it's just like the meme just grows. And all these zombies and all these idiots just repeat this stuff. They just regurgitate this stuff like NPC talking points again and again and again, even though none of them have actually even read whatever the sources that they're talking about. Yes, uh... AIDS commie leftists are fucking retarded. Uh, no one disagrees with that. Now what you're going to do is conflate the AIDS commie leftist retards with the libertarians who are actually making thought-out arguments that you are free to disagree with. But just disagree with their actual arguments and don't do the dishonest conflation. Well, Yeah, it's a way to get views and... Grow your platform. That's exactly what's going on. Tim calls it out perfectly. In views, there's there's definitely a lot of that. I don't know. I, 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 I don't think it's a lot. There's, I don't know there's no way sure. woke leftists read a letter saying ban homosexuality and then said he was right. So you're telling me that you don't believe in woke leftists' ability to contradict themselves and like no, I'm saying the drop of a dime. I'm saying that some of these posts that are prominent come from Muslim activists who are saying, look, he was right. And they, uh, do you see the video where uh, it was it was Billboard Chris and the Antifa guy goes up to two Muslim women and says, he's trying to stop kids from being trans. And they're, uh, yeah. and they're like, we agree. What happens then is because people are getting millions of views, but, these other young people are like, I want to get millions of views and just make a, a fake video claiming they read the letter when I, they not, did not. I'm not denying that. I'm sure there are people who are doing that. Bro, I'm, but I'm, I'm just, no, no, but I'm no, just no, making dude, the point they that- can They can contradict themselves, but I will no, not- No, but I mean in the most- no, This is weird because Dave is agreeing with Tim and Tim is acting as if Dave is disagreeing, which is odd. And, and I get like that. Like, they can, no, they can contradict not. themselves. No, I mean, I, I've seen it over and they're, over they're, again. They're Where not, the woke leftists... Now Tim is denying woke leftists contradict themselves. They absolutely do contradict themselves. I think it's a combination of all these things. TikTok is total AIDS, and a lot of it is clout chasing and trying to get views, combined with AIDS commie leftists and lunatic muzzies, some of which who actually read the letter and don't care that uh, there's the homosexuality part because it allows them to further their political ideology. It's a combination. Uh, so to just, it's just weird to like vehemently deny one of those obvious things. It's just, it's strange. Can literally sit here and say like, um, they go, there's no such thing as gender. And also, I knew I was in the wrong gender from the moment listen, I was listen. born because it's in we, my brain. And we like, had, these are the complete yes, contradictory ideas. We had Lance from so, how do you feel about this? Because to me, this seems like it's way off. I mean, obviously, I think, you know. How is it way off? Let this have created philosophies and ideologies that are inherently contradictory. 
themselves. But I think that's completely missing the point here. Yeah, he's not even addressing the point. Yeah, he is addressing the point that this is part of the phenomenon that they are they 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 don't actually process information and uh, develop consistent beliefs. They constantly contradict themselves. How is that not true? Leftists contradict themselves all the time. So yeah, is it true that some of these people are just doing this for views? Absolutely. But some of them uh, are doing it f uh, more from the political angle and are contradicting themselves because they're fucking retarded. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's the problem. Like Tim makes a good argument that people are just doing it to get views, garner views, follow the pack, follow the algorithm. He doesn't even respond to that. He just goes on, look, it's basically changing the subject to woke <laughs> leftists are bad because they contradict themselves, which, I mean, I've heard many contradictions out of Dave Smith and his buddy, Scott Horton. So, right. Well, the argument is, so, so Dave is saying that he, so Tim is saying he doesn't believe that any of these people that are on the left actually read the letter because if they read the letter, I mean, explicitly says, right. you know, at one point to, you know, he is against uh, homosexuality and dave's response was that i'm sure that some of that is going on so that's a that's agreement and he's against you know women working right and he's against women being able to dress how they want to dress like like things he's that against are so, women on tiktok yeah like literally yes well he's literally would be against that and you know and he's a, and he was in favor of sharia law and all this other stuff and it's like there's no it's almost inconceivable that you can imagine even like the dumbest of leftists reading this, right? And being right. like, oh yeah, like Osama bin Laden was right. Cause like, well, wait, wait a minute. He just he said he doesn't like gay people. What do you mean he's right? Like you're supposed to be all. What are you talking about? Leftists have, have uh, picked and choosed about Muslims for years. They've always ignored the, uh, the anti-female, anti-women's empowerment shit with Muslims. They've always ignored the hijabs. I'm sure it, a very large portion of the leftists involved in this did not read the letter. But this idea that it's impossible for any of them to read it. Like, how would they just, this is just unnecessary. It's just an unnecessary place of disagreement here. How would you know for sure that none of them read it? This is, and it's like, this is almost like semantics. And again, Dave Smith agrees with Tim here, but they're acting like, I guess this is the, you know, they're going to just uh, uh, go after Dave Smith's every argument as dishonestly as possible, which is just, it just makes you look bad. It makes you, it's just, it's just, it's just silly. It's very silly. For like LGBT stuff. And I don't buy, to me, it's what Tim is saying seems like a thousand percent more likely that just a bunch of people never read it and they're just thumbing up the meme because we I've again dave smith said i'm sure that there is some of that happening i've seen this i've seen this a million times on twitter if anyone's yes. ever yeah, I, uh, we've seen that and we've seen the other thing too both of them happen it's impossible for it to only be one or the other it would be just as insane for me to argue that all of them read it and there's no way a single leftist just was looking for views or clout that's that would be fucking retarded that would be a retarded argument uh just in the reverse it's just again unnecessary this is unnecessary never like like had a twitter interaction that goes viral or semi-viral where a bunch of people on one political sites are attacking you they all just say the same thing 
It's like a they bunch do. of NPC bots just sort of like flooded your replies. Yes, and just... like when uh, you replied to my tweet and said I was simping for Sharia law, then I had a bunch of people, some of them with uh, like accounts that were brand new, that were repeating the talking points verbatim. Oh, you woke up today and decided to simp for Osama bin Laden. And that's all very interesting. Now, I am not a leftist bitch, and uh, I enjoy the interaction. Uh, I'm not going to hold Sitch responsible for it, because that's a bullshit argument that people try to do, where they try to hold the person responsible for, oh, your viewers. No, no, no. It's everyone. Everyone is out here, and they can say w w what they want. It wasn't like a ton of people, but I. But it was an interaction that I that that's interesting that I was like, wow, like, I haven't heard this type of talking point since the Bush era. I have not heard the, so my issue was, I said that uh, they hate us for our freedom is a uh, um, propaganda talking point. And I said, add this to the four or five times that Sitch and Adam have completely repeated verbatim, verbatim regime talking points. So his response was that I was uh, simping for Sharia law. And then I simply responded with one word, reasonable, you know, obviously being sarcastic, uh, This is uh, th that I would simp for Sharia law. I want a lot of Muslims deported. I've said this before. If you're like a based Western Muslim, I got no beef with you whatsoever. If you're a conquering Muslim that wants to put Sharia law in America, if you're a conquering Muslim that wants to play that call to prayer shit throughout the neighborhood, you got to go. You gotta go, okay? So that's funny that I, the, the person that wants to deport Sharia law people uh, is simping for Sharia law. But again, it's, it's a bullshit tactic. It is no different than calling someone an apostate in the Jehovah's Witnesses when they said something that, uh, that was against the leaders. It's the same thing. If you're not sucking the regime's dick, then you are, you know, pick, pick, pick your era. Uh, we just happen to be going back to the Bush era where you're simping for Sharia, simping for Osama, which what does that mean? It means you're a terrorist. Um, but that's okay. I'm used to being called a terrorist. I've been called a terrorist by many people because I like Trump and I don't want to suck tranny cock. Okay, so I'm used to it. It's not really, it's, it's fun. I enjoy it. But I will point out, it's not honest. It's not honest. It's like going like... And you don't, you know, you can do what you want on the internet, but when you suck your own dick about being good faith, and then you do shit like that. It just makes you look like a fool. Beep, boop, beep. Here is like automated response, you know, like 7.3 that I heard from streamer, <laughs> you know, Hassan or streamer, you know, Vosh or whatever. They just say like the same thing again and again and again and again and again. And this is just such a clear example of what's but going on. But you have people in your audience that do the same thing. Now, I've said before, half their audience uh, is reasonable people. You can see them in the chat. I always see when they're doing this, I always see a solid portion of people in their chat calling out their bullshit. And I think why that is, because you know, you look at like the David Pakman chat, David Pakman is all, they're like little uh, baby birds waiting for David to just vomit into their mouths. The reason I think Sitch and Adam draw at least half their audience as reasonable people is the one thing they don't do um, is they don't, as far as I've seen, and if you've seen this, let me know, because I want to be fair and accurate. I've not seen them demonize Trump supporters and conservatives the way people like Destiny and David Pakman do. Remember, a few weeks ago, we covered that uh, video where Destiny was, was debating a bunch of people and made the argument that he would be willing to have uh, millions of uh, Trump supporters slaughtered 
um, if it meant preventing Trump from getting in the office. And then his his I don't think he was his debate partner, but a guy who was on his side was like, well, take a step back, make sure you understand exactly what you're saying. And he doubled down. I've never heard Sitchin Adam do any shit like that. So that's probably why they have like a, a halfway reasonable audience. And that's good. That's good. Because, you know, the, the demonization and dehumanization of conservatives is a major fucking problem. And, and it's continuing to escalate. And now we're in the phase where conservatives are being uh, 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 indicted over non-crimes, which is what I call the roundup phase. Now, they're not rounding up every conservative or every Trump supporter, but there has been enough political prosecution, even if you want to just not even count Trump. I think you should count Trump. I think what they're doing to him is ridiculous. But if you could put Trump aside, there is a long list of people who have been politically persecuted slash prosecuted uh, for their political beliefs. And um, that's not good. That's a fucking horrible thing. So... I, I will say that's usually one of the hallmarks of a regime propagandist is that they do dehumanize the Trump supporters. So I will at least say they don't do that as far as I've seen. Now, maybe that'll change at some point. They do seem to go along with some of the bullshit uh, novel legal theories against Trump. But I haven't seen them. Uh, I, now, it could be that I don't watch a lot of their shit. I generally only watch when like it, when their bullshit gets to a level to get my attention. Um, I didn't really cover their Rittenhouse stuff because their Rittenhouse stuff was good. I remember watching it. I'm like, God, oh, this is pretty good. This is, uh, they, you know, they're realizing that the media is lying. They had a whole thing with like pointing out how Joy Reid was lying. And I was like, that's fantastic. Um, but, you know, with this shit, they're just, uh, for some reason, they do the uh, regime propaganda. So why that is, I have no idea. Going on, as opposed to like leftists reading this thing that says it's against gay people. And they're just like, in their mind, they're just like, well, I guess that's fine because it's coming from, you know, an Islamic terrorist. Yeah, they didn't read the letter. It's pretty obvious. Well, again, I'm sure plenty of them didn't read it. But how could you argue none of them read it? How would you know? That just seems to be a, an unnecessary area of disagreement here. Why would they? They yeah. just copy the other video. Exactly. Look, I'll just well, say the yeah. same thing you said. Right. Right. Because yeah, because copying the video is what gets you the views. You know, reading the letter doesn't get you the views. <laughs> yeah. Saying that Osama bin Laden. You're assuming that if they read the letter, they would come to your conclusion. Um, but they're gonna, they're gonna just ignore the parts they want to ignore. They're, they're, they'll, they'll selectively pick out what they want to focus on, just like they do with Muslims in general. They ignore the fact that a lot of them don't like homos. They ignore the fact that uh, at least the fundamentalist ones make their women, uh, you know, dress up like Jawas. Um, and they and and leftists have been ignoring that for years. So that's a refutation of your bullshit argument right here. It was against LGBT people doesn't get you the views either. Right. right. And their just, argument, I want to be clear, is that none of them read the letter. How would you know that? That's just stupid. Look the other way on that part. It's about the views. Tim Pool knows about the views. Sitch, yes. don't you think? Of, yeah, of course. Of course he does. Of course he does. Yeah, he understands how it works. Sure. Yeah. He's hyper cognizant of how views work. I don't think Dave is. It's kind of funny. Well, there's an interesting <laughs> thing here, and we'll kind of as we watch this, you'll you'll notice it. So, this is a very weird conversation for Dave, because, as I said, Dave Smith went on Joe Rogan, and he's literally made 
he literally made the exact same argument. Bullshit. Dave Smith has not made the same argument that the leftists are making. You are totally full of shit. Totally. That Tim Pool is going to say Glenn Greenwald is lying. Full fucking shit making. And I. Yeah, we called him out on it. Yes. There's videos on this channel of us calling Dave out on that. We brought the Osama bin Laden look. We did. And I believe that video got struck because it had Osama bin Laden's letter in it. Oh, really? We got struck for reading it. Yes, we did. Oh, that's right. That? I forgot about Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, Tim's video isn't struck, so hopefully this will be okay. But, um, so, but a lot of people don't know that, like, that's kind of the background to this conversation. That's the subtext that's underlying this conversation. As part of why Dave is sort of arguing the points that he's arguing right. is because he his own reputation is sort of on the line here. How is Dave Smith's reputation on the line? That's totally made up. On the line with who? What what does who, who you? Who fucking cares what you think? That would be like me saying that right now Sitchin Adams' reputation is on the line. What who why? Because I mean, I I have a small channel. I have absolutely no influence. No one's fucking reputation is on the line here. Now, they have a larger channel than I do, but they don't have a channel uh, 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 at a point where that would matter. And Tim Pool has a large platform. But who who exactly is watching this like, wow, Dave Smith, his reputation, if he doesn't get this right and say what we want, I'd... what are you talking about? Dave Smith's reputation is not on the line here. Why? Because if you're made up conflation, because of your made up bullshit, your bullshit argument that you can't take the Osama bin Laden letter and have a nuanced conversation about it. And Glenn Greenwald's not allowed to focus on what he wants to focus on. This is fucking stupid. It's very stupid. Uh, people can focus on whatever part of the letter they want to. And, and what and Tim is a little bit weirdly hysterical about the fact that Glenn Greenwald on Twitter outlined the parts of the letter that he thought were interesting and it's completely fine if a person disagrees with that and says well i don't you know uh, this is the part i find interesting you know let's say you want to focus more on the the uh the is islam part of it rather than the intervention part of it yeah great no problem but what is weird is this idea that glenn greenwald did something wrong glenn greenwald didn't do anything wrong dave smith's not doing anything wrong this, it's, it's a bizarre thing happening uh, that you are called a terrorist or a terrorist supporter or a Sharia law supporter because you have an opinion about a fucking lie. This is just not organic. That's really the bottom line here. Tim's behavior here is not organic. Sitch uh, here is not organic. And I don't, know, I don't know why. Maybe it's just how they argue. Maybe they just go to the dishonest stuff because it's easy. I don't know. I don't know. But it's not organic. And I'm curious. Or maybe if, they're just like women and they don't have emotional control in order to have conversations about emotional things. Maybe that's maybe that is ultimately what the issue here is. Tim is aware of that and he's just kind of doing this in a like a kind of subtle way. Or if he just doesn't have any idea that that Dave Smith said the exact same thing Glenn Greenwald's saying, it's just a coincidence that this is all happening. That is a great question. I'm not sure the answer to it, but that would be interesting if he's putting the thumb screws to him. Cool. So now we are in conspiracy land where Tim Pool somehow has the same bullshit opinion as Sitch 
that Dave Smith committed some sort of uh, grievous atrocity on the Joe Rogan show and is now trying to hold Dave accountable. <laughs> Overtly? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in the future. The show, who said you can get abortion whenever you want. Then he said, but, but a woman can't do meth because it intentionally kills the baby. Right? We, <laughs> yeah, we've seen right. these things and yeah. everybody loved that clip. But... I People are asking us to to trash Lance, because I guess Lance is just a fountain of horrible takes on Hamas Palestine. So yeah, well, I mean, he, we might want to check in on him. You know, I, I I follow him on Twitter. He hasn't blocked me, even though I know he's blocked you. Um, and I see like all he does is just whatever, like the like whatever the simple like anti-Israel talking point is. It's just like that's his opinion. He just retweets it. Or just right. restates it and then you know retweets it so you know it's i haven't seen him say anything unique about the situation i haven't heard from a million other people he doesn't seem like he has a lot of i mean i haven't really heard lance have original thoughts on most things to be to be honest they came so out with a bunch of they came out with a bunch of evidence on the hospital thing because everyone on the left is up in arms that they can't target the hospital unless mm -hmm. it's some sort of hamas base or there's hamas militants there they published the video today from October 7th of them taking the hostages into the hospital in a stolen IDF Jeep. So, right. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. So I will say this, and I, and I think there is there's a fair point to be made, which is that if Israel is bombing a hospital or a school or some, you know, something else that seems very should be off limits. Yeah, they of course. should. Yeah, they should provide. Uh, to the world yeah. yeah strong evidence that there's like a good reason to bomb the hospital and i agree that to, for me i don't think that evidence has been provided as of yet because i don't the, i agree yeah i agree with that because that because the claim was that this hospital wasn't just holding um you know ha uh hostages but that this like underneath this hospital was one of the main large Hamas, uh, you know, underground secret facilities or something like that was kind of the claim of going after this hospital. And, you know, when they first attacked, you know, captured the hospital, you know, they showed they had like a car that was part of a kidnapping. And, you know, now they've released a video that shows someone was kidnapped and they showed they had like a bunch of, you know, uh, guns and RPGs and, you know, other equipment. So like, obviously, yes, obviously Hamas was using the hospital. I believe there were witnesses. That said that they knew that Hamas was using the basement, you know, in other areas of the hospital to hold, you know, hostages and things of that nature. Um, but I do think that they were lacking on the evidence that this was some kind of massive base. Now, I think today they just released a video that's at least the first part of them going down that hole. And you can see it actually is. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it actually is a hole and it actually has a corridors that is an underground tunnel. Um, okay, I haven't seen that. Look, they, I, they. Well, let me just. Last finish, time I saw, they say didn't one have last the... thing. Let me just say one last thing, which is that. Um, but I, but they only show like the beginning part of it, and I understand that this could take time because, you know, these tunnels are obviously booby trapped. They don't just like leave them, you know. They don't just run away and leave them. They try to put bombs, explosives, whatever. So it may be time take time for Israel to like very slowly kind of disarm the tunnel in order to film it. But I do with 100% certainty believe that Israel needs to actually film them going into the tunnel, showing 
that these are the rooms, you know, that, that Hamas was using as some kind of command center. They do need to show that evidence to the world. See, that's what I thought was bullshit because yeah. they can send a drone down in there with a camera on it pretty readily and use that footage to vindicate to the world. And if they had that footage, they would do it immediately. Mm -hmm. Well, they don't need to send a human down there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the logistics because I've heard that as well. It's like, why can't they just send a drone in? And I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe it is uh, BS. Look, it seems like bullshit to me. They'll go yeah. in there and they'll find that there is anything. Or maybe it's that the tunnels aren't so easily navigatable by drones. Like if it's, it's like not just like a flat, you know, straight shot. They're kind of off topic. Up with it. Yeah, but you and there is well, there is a concern though because you're in a tunnel. The evidence it might take them time. The situation is so bad. <laughs> um, but to me, like that's kind of what makes more sense than kind of what you know we had the conversation with Jenk uh, just now. Is that like... Oh, by the way, they said they had a conversation with Cenk Uger. I've not seen that anywhere. If anyone knows where that is, let me know. I didn't see it on their channel. Maybe I missed something obvious. Or maybe they already had it. Maybe I, maybe I missed it. Maybe it was on their channel. Because I saw the tweet uh, earlier. They said they were going to talk to Cenk Uger. Uh, and I responded. Now, this I would not expect them to, uh, to uh, ask. But... I did, I said, uh, oh yeah, no, no, here it is. Oh, it is there. Okay, so it is on their channel. Okay, I guess we'll check that out at some point. I, I said, uh, I'd love for someone to ask Chank Uger if he still believes that unvaccinated men, women, children should be kicked out of hospitals and ICUs. I would love someone to ask Chank or Anna in any of these <clears throat> ball washing sessions a question like that. But uh, by the way, if you have a clip of that, if anyone did actually ask a question remotely challenging, let me know. I'd be interested in seeing it. You know, if Israel is bombing the wrong targets or they're not doing the correct due diligence All to right, bomb correct targets or they're just bombing targets that here. are just... I do not believe go. you can take a statement, ban homosexuality, put it in front of any leftist and say, would you agree with this? I think if They'd I... Say they would not agree with it. Well, me. look, I, the... the, the the issue well, here no, they probably would ignore it if they knew it was about muzzies always is and i've i've been struggling with this myself over the last uh say month or whatever is that i think when there is uh when there is a reasonable point to be made and then it's put into the hands of left-wingers to make that reasonable point they will make it in the worst way possible um, so I think that what's going on, obviously this has to do with the context of what's happening with Israel and, and Gaza right now, right? Like and, that's, and, the, that's and, the, a part of the listen, reason listen. why this is going so bad. 16 year old. So, so what Dave is saying essentially, because he's made the same argument <laughs> that they're right. making now is he's like, well, leftists are taking my argument and they're just making a bad version. <laughs> uh, uh, again, bullshit, totally, uh, 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 completely dishonest, totally. Dishonest. What is the reasonable argument that he's, he's making such? Retard, the argument is that there were some grievances that you are free to disagree with. That's it. That is it. That's all it is. Just like people point out that Kaczynski had some grievances. You can say, well, you know what? I don't agree with his grievances. I think he should have accepted the fact that they were building on his land. And I thought he took it too far when it came to the bombing, obviously. And he took it too far when it came to, like, automation. And that I think the Industrial Revolution was great. See, that's what a normal adult that's not doing dishonest tactics. That's how they would respond to that. 
you know, a person that's in full control of their emotions, who's able to just have a nuanced conversation about something. It's very easy. It's like the easiest thing ever. But instead, we got to do this like demonization of people like Dave Smith, which is interesting. It's just all very unnecessary, but uh, fascinating. What's the, what is the reasonable argument here? Well, the argument he made, Joe Rogan, is that so he's motivated, I'm guessing, from what he says in Joe America says bad. here. So this is another uh, propaganda tactic that they use. They label the libertarians as argue, arguers of America bad. Okay, so uh, that they just, no matter what, they're going to argue that America is bad. Again, it's just, it's lazy, lazy propaganda tactics. Well, he does have some of the American bad lens, but it's coming, it's like a different place than like the leftist perspective. Because um, like, like the leftist perspective of America bad is more of, you know, America is the evil empire that's, that's preventing communism from essentially blossoming in the world. Right. And I think Dave and other libertarians' perspective is more like they just don't want America to be involved with foreign countries because they have a very non-interventionist or isolationist attitude. You know, they don't want to spend money necessarily on America doing all these other things overseas. To them, it just seems like a big waste of time and that, you know, the American citizens are not gaining something back uh, from it. I think that's kind of the intuition that people are operating from here. And so I think you know, Dave's position when he was on Joe, Joe Rogan was essentially that the whole idea that, you know, bin Laden hates us for our freedom is not true. Um, and that if we were just kind of... It's not that it's not true. It's that it was a propaganda phrase from, frankly, one of the most notorious propaganda campaigns in the history of the country, the Iraq war. Um, it's a meme. It's a fucking meme. It is a meme. And to like seriously argue it is hilarious. It's just amazing. It's an amazing thing. To, to simplify the whole thing is that they hate us for our freedom. Just absolutely. It's just, uh, it's hilarious. You know, look, if that propaganda campaign worked, I would totally understand resurrecting it. But it was an epic failure. An epic failure. Anyway, whatever. Do what you want. It's, you can, you can do it however you want. If you know, hidden our cave and we didn't involve ourselves. So now, again, very dishonestly uh, uh, says people who don't want to have interventionalist policies are hiding in caves. Again, uh, you, you might recall when they would say, like, if you were against giving all of our fucking money to Ukraine for that period of time, they would say you were appeasing Putin. Again, these are propaganda phrases straight out of the corporate media. This is not how normal people talk. How did, they, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Maybe one day we'll find out why people who are supposed to be independent YouTubers are talking like this. Um, but it's very interesting. It's very interesting. In the Middle East or in other parts of the world, that we would just be left alone. And so I think that's leading him down this pathway to justify or to make an argument, not justify is the wrong way to say it, to make an argument that I think is untrue about sort of what bin Laden's stated uh, goals were. But, it, but he didn't say anything untrue. Um, uh, you've not demonstrated where he's saying anything untrue. What your argument is, is that somehow he has a, I'm surprised, and maybe at some point uh, they will use the, you have a responsibility 
uh, uh, propaganda uh, talking point that uh, leftists use that all the time. You have a responsibility. That basically means you must say the things that they want you to say because you have a responsibility. I don't know if they'll make that argument. It would be pretty much uh, hilarious uh, if they did, but they just don't like the fact that Dave and Glenn Greenwald are covering parts of the letter that they wouldn't have covered if it was their time to talk about the letter. And uh, But they're just, again, unnecessarily smearing uh, the libertarians as these like non-interventionist kooks that just want to hide in a cave. And look, if you had a great track record of America intervention, then I can maybe see it. But it's been fucking ridiculous. There's a lot of goddamn unnecessary carnage that has happened. And it's amazing to watch people defend it. It's incredible. It's absolutely... It defended to the point where acting like the people that are non-interventionalists are like they're acting like they're unreasonable. Holy fucking shit! Unbelievable. Mans were in that letter. You know, when he, that's why he wants to kind of downplay all the fact that he actually does hate us for our freedom and upsell all the parts of like, oh, well, you're intervening in the Middle East. Because, but they are intervening in the Middle East. Okay, but what you're saying, listen to what he says here. Listen to what he says here. This is like incredible. You know, when he, that's why he wants to kind of downplay all the fact that he actually does hate us for our freedom and upsell all the parts of like, oh, well, you're intervening in the middle. Right, but you're downplaying the intervening and you're upselling the we hate us, they hate us for our freedom meme. So you are accusing your opponent of doing the very thing that you're doing. Because like he just wants us to not intervene. So he wants to make the argument that if we didn't intervene. Yeah, and why does that bother you so much? That's so fascinating. And why does it bother Tim so much? I will say Tim is less of a propagandist with this shit than Sitch and Adam have been. Tim is just emotional. But Tim is facilitating the conversation and he's not really using propaganda tactics in his argumentation. He doesn't usually do that anyway. He's just weirdly emotional about this. But, you know, maybe, you know, th there could be an explanation for it. We won't be attacked on 9-11, we'll be left alone. I think that's what he's kind of trying to push here. Right. Okay. I mean, there's some truth to that. Right. So, okay, now there you go. Uh, Adam basically points out that there is some truth to what Dave Smith's position is. Okay? Which is true. So why make such a big deal out of it? Isn't it? It's just very fascinating. There is some truth to that, but I think it's overly simplistic because, like, if, if theoretically if America, like, pulled out of the Middle East... You know, or let's just say America like didn't involve itself in the Middle East at all, like going back in the forties or fifties. You know, we'd probably have a situation where but I don't think they brought that up. Sure. See, now it's the all or nothing fallacy. We either don't inter intervene in anything at all ever, and what would the world look like, and no one has any fucking idea, or we must continue doing what we're doing, which has been a, a clusterfuck. Again, these are regime talking points. These are regime talking points. This is like Bill Crystal. Essentially, the like I don't know if the Soviet Union would have ever fallen. Because if Russia was basically just allowed the Soviet Union. This is like when uh, who was that lunatic Harris Sam Harris? He was like, well, guys, you know, if uh, if COVID had actually been airborne Ebola, and had a ninety nine percent death rate, well, I would have been right. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. If the Jedi were real and they came down to Earth, they probably would fuck shit up around here. But, like, what what is the point of all this? This is just, why don't you deal with the reality on the ground? 
USSR back in the day was allowed undue influence in the Middle East and they could basically just seep their hands into whatever they wanted. I mean, so that they had a lot of control over oil markets, you know, Middle Eastern oil markets, and they could have been leveraging that the whole time to keep the Soviet Union afloat and then also spreading communism to the Middle East because there was a, you know, a lot of these, you know, countries, you know, have communist movements or even communist sympathetic governments. I mean, Saddam... Saddam's Ba'ath Party started as a communist party. It became, you know, a more religious party, but it started as a, as a, as a communist party. I think the world, yeah, maybe wouldn't have been attacked on 9-11, but what would the world look like if the Soviet Union still existed, if half the world was communist, you know, if the Middle East was communist? Like, I don't know if we want to live in that world. Yeah, it's a battle between democracy and authoritarianism. Yes, yeah, that's why we have to keep regime changing and intervening, because it's a battle... Uh, a good versus evil, democracy versus authoritarian. Again, these are regime talking points. Like we're either on the field or we're not. You're all right. right. Of course. It's all, guys, it's all or nothing. That's totally not a tactic at all. Holds chanting from the. Is why they're saying bin Laden was right. They don't know anything about what they're talking I, about. Come, listen, I'm not defending left wing 16 year olds. They're going to say a lot of stupid things. But this is the point. I think that, but I think what the, what, what the point should be. So I'm, I'm with you completely. Left-wing 16-year-olds are stupid. That's not, the, that's the, my, my point is, it is not just 16-year-olds. We have 37-year-old millennials who are indoctrinated in the exact same way. Yeah, they're all going on Joe Rogan. Who have stupid. no idea. So again, very dishonest. Uh, good faith, Sitchin Adam just conflated Dave Smith's appearance on Joe Rogan with a retarded 16-year-old leftist. Again, very dishonest. And it's hilarious uh, 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 when the guys who are constantly talking about good faith use those ridiculous tactics. Amazing. Yes, yes. No, sure, <laughs> sure. But listen, these are people in the intelligence agencies. How old is Vindman? These are people who are at the CIA who are removing Donald Trump from the presidency because they believe this crackpot BS. I, I mean, I think, sure, I, think sure the people, I think the people in the intelligence agencies, even the ones who are removing uh, or trying to remove Donald Trump, are much more on board with Israel than Bingo. against Israel. Uh, but I would say this. Look, I think the kernel of truth here and what a lot of these guys just are trying to get at but do a horrible job of, of getting at it is that, look, in Ben Laden's letter to America, obviously he's an Islamist and he's saying all types of crazy things that a lot of us don't agree with. Well, Seamus maybe mostly. <laughs> but the rest of us don't agree with that. Uh, but there are stated grievances in this letter that you have to admit, okay, he probably has a legit grievance here. You understand why this would be why this would be fertile ground for recruitment, and why almost any people would probably resent this if this let, was. Let happening me read, to let them. me read the first one. As for the first question, why are we fighting and opposing you? The answer is very simple. Number one, with a bullet, because you attacked us and continue to attack us. That's the first thing he says. So like, uh, no, no, look, no, 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 full stop, full stop. I, I am, I, I'm sorry, dude. I, I, I reject this outright. You can't just read a sentence. I can read. I read the whole thing, Tim. I know exactly. So this is a bizarre argument that you're, you, you have to read the whole thing at once, and you can't talk about it point by point. It's that's just. Uh, and again, he's weirdly emotional. He's like, he's like upset that Clint simply points out the first part. It's just, uh, it's, it's just very bizarre. It's very bizarre. And so you says. need to understand what attack us means. 
and he outlines very clearly in the entire second half attacking us means stopping sharia islam from taking over the well, world yes he yes. also yes <laughs> but what are they disputing that i don't think they're disputing that <laughs> so good. again two things can be true that these are lunatic sharia muzzies and that unnecessarily bombing civilians doesn't help the situation both of those things can be true the only people denying uh, 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 anything th th like okay Sitch and Adam are arguing that th the the interventions have been good because you have to you know spread democracy otherwise the, it's good versus evil and the evil will take over okay so they they I guess it's all collateral damage to them whatever but it, it's just bizarre that like he, he, he's doing the thing he did with Kanye West with Clint Russell right now he's not allowing Clint Russell to simply make his point about the first part of the letter. He's doing the Kanye thing, which is weird. Which is weird. Good. That's so good. Look, if you don't, if America doesn't become a Shari the land of Sharia, you're attacking us. Why are you attacking us? It includes 1.5 million kids that, that starved so in Iraq because of the sanction regime. And my you can't discount this. that either. My point is... It's like a guy saying, I, I, am, I am attacking you because you kicked my dog. And we're like, wow, you kicked his dog, why? And he goes, because I was trying to, to eat it. And you're like, well, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> this, so what's happening is you gotta- no, I, I, get it. I give Tim mad props for just having a very no-nonsense yeah, approach. Yeah, but you're completely ignoring the carnage. And I don't care, like, just be honest. Be like, yeah, we did those sanctions, fuck them kids. That's an honest argument. It's the internet, I'm not gonna moral fag. But to just ignore it and not allow people to even talk about it is just very interesting. Very interesting. I said this like, no, you, this entire idea you're pushing is just BS. It's all. It's a, it's an absolute fact. If you're saying it's BS, it BS, then, then what, what America does is perfect, right? If it's BS, then then all of the things that America's done is no problem. And look, you can take that position, but you should just say it, and you should allow the other side to talk. Stop smearing them. Stop being dishonest. Stop conflating them with 16-year-old retards. And just come out with your goddamn position. All just Total BS. completely BS. Because, what, you know, when he said, when, when bin Laden says, because you attacked us and continue to attack us, and... Like, the first half of it, you know, he's just, like, him just railing about Israel, which, you know, Bin Laden's not Palestinian. <laughs> he's not living in yeah. Israel. Yeah, not living there's in no, Israel's perfect. Israel is perfect in every way. Palestine? Like, like what the he's hell? Saudi Arabian. Yeah. And, like, and, you know, and then the second half of it is mostly all about him talking about, you know, why America should adopt Sharia law. And how all these horrible secular, you know, decadent things we do in the West—it's like complete BS for someone to kind of profit the argument that, like, well, he was really concerned about like military bases in the Middle East. Like that. It's like no, that like he mentions it. It's like one sentence or two sentences. You know, you. This is similar to when they argued that NATO. There was no provocation of uh, Putin at all. That there's just no provoking. Putin did what he did for no reason at all. A more honest uh, position would be, yeah, 
yeah, we are enforcing our will. NATO is righteous. Fuck Putin. And we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. That's at least honest. But they, they don't, you know, I think they probably know that that won't come off good. Okay, so they got to play these games. And it's really interesting. Can't ignore 80% of what he wrote and just fixate on the, like, the little tiny parts that you want to fixate on. That's dishonest. Yeah. yeah. It's also annoying, too, that none of the people that make that argument, they bring up the fact that whenever someone like bin Laden, who's a terrorist, or even someone who's like a world leader, like our president or, or Putin, if they put out a statement, a public statement, any public statement they put out is going to operate as a form of propaganda, obviously. Of course. Right? Yeah. And so, Biden like, called uh, she a dictator, and it was a big hubbub. Right. You know, so like when Putin puts out his reasons for war, you know, this is going to be, this is propaganda. Like, that's the yeah, point. But that doesn't mean that there's not things in there that are true. And adults who have control of their emotions, who are not dishonestly using propaganda tactics, they can talk about those things in a nuanced way. Propaganda to try to forward a cause. And it's the same thing with bin Laden. Like when bin Laden goes on and on and on about how much, how horrible it is that, you know, Israel exists. Is that because he personally cares about it? Or is it because he knows that that's like such a hot button issue for a lot of people in the Middle East and he's trying to recruit more people to his cause? Oh, yeah, you're talking about specifically putting out some piece of, like, a press release. They're so close to making the you-have-a-responsibility argument. Uh, uh, because what, what, what is the argument here that uh, you have to focus only on the portions of the letters that you say that advances America's interests, that advances the regime's interests, so you have to kind of do your own version of propaganda? Is that the argument? This was kind of a press release, a letter to America type deal. Of course. That's exactly yeah. what this, like, Biden bin just Laden's... called she a dictator, like, offhandedly. Yeah, right, right, right. But like, that's a much different scenario. So obviously, Bin Laden yeah. putting out this public, this piece, this written right. statement, this publication yeah. about to make why... you hate America. Right. It's to make not. Middle Eastern countries hate America, rather. Right. When he makes these demands, he knows that America's not going to be like, well, you know, we got to go to Sharia yeah. law because Bin Laden's, you know, <laughs> like he knows that, like, that's not the point of the letter. The point of the letter isn't for America to give in the demands. The point of the letter isn't even really for, for like Americans to understand what's motivating him because it's not written in a way that's pers or persuasive to. Mo it also could be total propaganda from the CIA. That's also very possible. Most Americans, it's written as a statement to try to get other people who might be sympathetic to fundamentalist Islam to join his cause. That's the point of the letter. Yeah. And it makes a nice excuse for 9-11. Sure. And yeah, and then now then we get, you know, uh, decades later, you know, leftists and some libertarians getting suckered into, like, holding up this letter like it has some, like, legitimate grievances in it or something. Uh, again, again, uh, it, it, acting as if libertarians are arguing that 9-11 was justified is extremely dishonest. Right, yeah. They look, ironically, they're using it to rally people to their cause. Right, right. A lot of these leftists, and Glenn Greenwald did this too, Bin Laden was mad about U.S. foreign policy. Bin Laden was mad about U.S. foreign policy. Yeah, he, he was. Why, 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 like, why can't you just deal with that? Um, it doesn't mean he was a good person. He was a crazy muzzy. Again, if he even wrote the letter.
why the emotion? Um, I might be the freak because I have I very I don't get emotional. I think on the internet it's an asset. In real life, it's definitely not an asset. But in uh, you know, it just it depends. So maybe I'm it, look. It's very possible that the issue here is I am the one with the problem because uh, I just don't understand why you get emotional about this. It just seems odd. Policy Im Im imposing it's 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 a Western viewpoint and well, preventing well, look, Islam. It's all Tim, in his letter. Uh, well, look. Okay, again, there's no question. He's a radical Islamist, and that's all. That's that's uh, all throughout the letter. You can see that there. But I think that the issue is that so these left wingers take it in this direction. That's like, well, he was right, and you're like, no, of course that's not the conclusion. The conclusion is he was an insane madman who's obviously like an e he's obviously an evil figure there's no getting around that the point is that obviously within this islamist rhetoric there are also these grievances of and look that you have attacked us that you have bases in our holy land that you uh you prop up brutal dictators in our region that you support the israelis who are are, are have ethnically clean, uh, cleansed the palestinians that you uh and then the, of course the sanctions campaign against uh, the iraqis and all the kids who died now i'm not saying obviously let me read, his let me read. wishes his wishes are that they would be under sharia law and and, and muslim control but it's still here's the thing right when it since uh from 9 11 and the years these have slowed down a little bit I, I keep waiting for him to say it because he's basically saying yeah but he was right about all those military bases and stuff that's his argument that's dave's argument yeah so i yeah. don't know why he's look did, did he say that he's saying look the leftists are saying he was right and they're wrong about that but then i'm saying he's right about this other thing so well he's trying to, i think he's trying to draw the distinction like again can you demit without smearing him and using dishonest propaganda tactics? Can you explain piece by piece what Dave is factually incorrect about? They can't. They won't. Like, oh well, the leftists. He he's kind of acting like the leftists are saying like he was right to attack or something, and he's saying he wasn't right to attack, but he had legitimate grievances. I think is that the like, leftists are saying he had legitimate grievances. They're saying know, this I is agree, a foreign agree, agree, like they're saying the exact same thing that No, they're not. You're totally full of shit. Abe is saying they Bull are yeah. shit. Yeah. Bullshit, very dishonest. Very dishonest. Most of them. I think this comes down to the fact that uh, they still have a problem with Dave because he embarrassed them. Uh, he went on the show, completely embarrassed them with um, Jimmy Dore and uh, and uh, Kurt Metzger. And uh, so I think they they have like an issue uh, with them. But whatever. I mean, you know, that's not that's not Dave Smith's fault. That's your fault for being fucking retarded. And so but, what is this all about, Dave? Look, you're the one making excuses for this nonsense. Again, total bullshit. He is not making excuses for 9-11. Uh, absolute dishonest bullshit. Well, and the, even the way like Dave Look, is you framing... have legitimate grievances. You are that's self-defense, right? Sure. Of course. Okay. okay. So now they're pretending Dave Smith is doing the Hassan Piker. We deserve 9-11. Totally dishonest. Hey, look. Go ahead. But what even... a bunch of bitches. See, this is bitch behavior. This is this. You know, you get to a point in your dishonest arguments where you become a bitch. This is bitch behavior. This is not the first time they've engaged in bitch behavior dishonesty, but this is bitch behavior. The way that Dave is framing this is, I feel, wildly naive, if not dishonest. Because, again, not only is he leaving out, you know, the huge majority of the letter that's about, you know... Yeah, but you're leaving out the parts that he wants to focus on. You're doing the same thing. Living under Sharia law and all these things. 
Um, but right. even if we put He's that as... How many times does Dave Smith have to acknowledge that part? I think, is this the third time that he's acknowledged that part? How many more times does he have to suck your cock on this? Once is not enough, twice is not enough. I think we're at three times where he has acknowledged all that, and now he simply wants to make a point about American foreign policy, which you're free to disagree with. But uh, no, it just has to be that nonstop, nonstop cocksucking of the regime. Side, we just address kind of the things that he's saying here. It's like when he's like, "Oh, you know, he was upset that we have military bases. He was upset that we're propping up brutal." Well, I, well I, I, he said the brutal dictators. I didn't. I don't. I didn't hear him say anything about bases. Dictators. It's like, well, no. He's upset that America is helping uh, leaders in countries that are fighting against, you know, radical Islamic. Uh, yes, movement. and some of the things that they've done in that fight are extremely counterproductive and ridiculous like the drone strike program that's all that they're pointing out now they i don't know if they would defend it they probably would defend it they defend the regime a lot i'd be interested to hear their defense of that it's just it's unnecessary to kill a ton of civilians and piss these people off okay that's really the it's just unnecessary it's ridiculous and uh and but apparently you, you're a supporter of terrorists if you point that out. So I guess we have to suck Obama's dick as well. Like right because and this is kind of what annoys me when a lot of people. This is really more on the left thing, but I guess I, I guess some isolationists on the right do too. Isolationists had this attitude of like America colonialism or American empire, whatever American influence in these countries. Like, it's usually what's going on is that there's a country that's in the midst of some kind of civil yeah, war. Yeah, we have to... They're, they're a flourishing democracy. Like when they argued that the, uh, the coup in Ukraine, where they first were like, there's no evidence of that. And then, of course, they acknowledged the evidence and said, well, we had to do it. It's a good thing. They were a flourishing democracy or whatever it is. Yeah, this is how we spread democracy. And America views that one side of the, of the conflict is better for the region and better for America. And so then like, okay, we're going to support, you know, that side. And you, you know, you can be a favor of that or be against that or whatever, but that's very different than this attitude that like, oh yeah, we're just coming in and, you know, slaughtering a bunch of uh, innocent people who all just want the right to, to self-determination. It's like, no, there's a civil war because no one agrees on what the form of government is. Okay. Uh, again, again, they still slaughtered innocent people. So what's the are you making the like Israel argument that like well you know there for whatever reason you come up with it's okay to do that that's basically what this all comes down to defending the government in their atrocities whether it's the Israeli government or the American government that is ultimately what this propaganda comes down to and they smear the people who simply criticize the regime whether it's the Israel regime or the American regime at right. all yeah, and if we Look, were on the I, side I don't know that, of radical I don't know that Islam, we make the right decision. In, us. I don't know that we make the right decision in a lot of those cases. Because okay, so there you go. So you agree with Dave Smith and Clinton Russell, because that's their position. Is it's just it's so it's so fascinating. Sure. Look, I would like to think that we're siding with the Democrats against the authoritarians. I'm not sure that we are. I think you know if the authoritarians are going to give us favorable trade terms we're going to side with the authoritarians which just i mean that 
bugs me, but it seems like a yes. reality. No, that I mean, that's definitely something that happened. I mean, definitely happened a lot more in her past. And it was usually, you know, because a lot of times it wouldn't be like, oh, well, you have the liberal Western democracy versus, you know, the authoritarian. Very often it was it two be, authoritarians. Yeah. Yes. You had two authoritarians. One would be generally communist and one would be like not communist. You know, and we would support the not communists because we, if they became communists, it was like, well, then they're under Russia's sphere of influence because Russia was supporting the, you know, sending money and arms to the communist side, right? Because yeah. they wanted both you know, authoritarians, the, one communist right. and one corporatist. Sure, sure. Um, and there's definitely room to criticize that. I just wish that, like, people. Well, no, there isn't room to criticize it because that's exactly what they're doing, and you're and you're smearing them over it. You're likening them to AIDS commie leftists that are 16 year old that have a 70 IQ. So there isn't room. You're lying. There isn't room. People need to conceptualize what was actually happening. Because if there was room, you would actually be addressing their arguments. Happening there. Because like even in Bin Laden's letter, you know, he's complaining in one, in the same sense, he complains that America was involved in like the conflict in Somalia, you know, in the Somalian civil war. Where we were, you know, the, the UN was involved with that and America was involved with that, trying to, you know, save people from being, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. uh, genocide. Guys, their intentions were good. Essentially. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't go very well. Right. And then the, the literal next. But it, guys, it's the thought that counts. They're just trying to spread democracy and save people. Sentence is or the little next, literal next words he says are, you know, you supported Russia's atrocities against us in Chechnya. Which is like, well, America didn't support Russia doing that. We just didn't, you know, stop Russia from doing that. And so one breath, he's criticizing America for intervening. And the next breath, he's criticizing America oh, for not intervening. And it's just right. like, oh, so it doesn't, you know, he's not. And what do those things all have in common? Like their, their people took it in the ass. Now you can say, well, fuck them. They have to take it in the ass. We're America. Okay. That's more of an honest position. But to be like, oh, I just don't understand why these people are angry. Oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe And Dave Smith is like a 16-year-old. That's just a very dishonest. And this is what kind of annoys me with the kind of libertarian analysis of this, is that, no, 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 he's a radical fundamentalist Islam. That's what he wants. He doesn't care about the right of people to self-determine in these regions. Uh, they've acknowledged that like three times. Right. And we shouldn't spend it that way. Right. But for at least 15 years afterward, the FBI did all of these, um, you know, sting operations. What they what are really entrapment operations where they claim we foiled another terrorist plot. But then you find out yep. that they created the whole thing. Yep. Every time they did it, every time they did it, go look at how they recruited the person. Listen, they listen. never read them the Quran. They always said, how do you feel about U.S. foreign policy in the Muslim world? The point mm -hmm. shouldn't be that Osama bin Laden's a good guy. The point should be that this is why he was able to recruit people sure. who were willing to go and, blow themselves up and, and sacrifice and, and, and let me, themselves. And let me point this out. When Glenn Green... Well, before Tim says, uh, let me just say, if that's Dave's point and that's other people's point, you can make that point and that's fine. Well, that, I mean, but that is their point, and it's obviously not fine for you. And there can even be truth to that. But just, you have to acknowledge what the letter says truthfully. You know, you... He did three times? Can just, you can say, you know, don't say, oh, it's a lie that they hate us for our freedom, because they literally do hate us for our freedom. It's, again, it is a propaganda phrase that is oversimplifying the situation. And they're literally, they're afraid that we will export that culture to their countries. Okay. 
whether it be through direct action or just, you know, the popularity of, you know, Western culture kind of just spreading throughout the world. That's what they're really afraid of. Yeah. The popularity of freedom. Yeah, yeah that's how it works. Let me pull up Glenn Greenwald's tweet. It says... His three main grievances are U.S. sanctions on Iraq that killed the hundreds of thousands of Iraqi children, two, U.S. support for Israeli violence, and three, U.S. troops on sacred Saudi land. That is, this is what pisses me off. That is, I'll tell you what that is. That's Black Lives Matter. That is Michael Brown. That is BLM saying they shot and killed Michael Brown. That's why we're mad. That's why we're rioting. And no, no, no. That's, that's a terrible analogy because there is an a, a, a integral lie to um, Michael Brown. The integral lie was that his hands were up. What's the integral lie of what Greenwald said in those three grievances? You can you cannot like that, you know, like uh, the argument from uh, Sitchin Adam is that uh, Greenwald and Smith are focusing on parts of the letter that they don't want to focus on, and instead they should be focusing on the parts of the letter that support the regime, fine, whatever, um, or focus on the fact that they hate our freedom. But uh, uh, when it comes to Michael Brown, there was an integral lie in that whole thing. Then you go, well, hold on there a minute. Michael Brown robbed a liquor store and then attacked a cop. Right. Okay, so if, if you're really saying you're mad that he was shot, what you're actually saying is your intention is to be able to freely and willfully rob and, and attack cops. And guess what? It's actually happening now. So you're saying it's lying through omission. Uh, well, He's not I'm, including the full context of the letter. When we get when we get people like Glenn Greenwald coming out and saying, well, look, bin Laden said they were mad about U.S. War. He was mad about foreign policy. No, 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 no. BLM comes out and says police are attacking us. So we want to abolish the police. We're now three years. Yeah, but again, again. The uh, foreign policy grievances have happened. Many of the uh, uh, things that they point to in regards to the unarmed black men being shot are a lie. And if you look at the actual numbers of the unarmed black men that are shot, what is it like every year, like nine or something? You know, they lie and they're like, oh, it's a genocide. It's in the thousands. I think it's like eight or nine. Now, granted, you know, there shouldn't be eight or nine unarmed people if they're truly unarmed, and that's fucked up. But uh, this is a terrible analogy, Tim. Past the summer of love and what's happening? They're, they just released two guys in New York who mercilessly beat a cop without bail. We had a woman who was just... And Glenn Greenwald had nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> ...just killed, and I, I think it was in Georgia, I'm not sure where it was, because the guy got released without bail. Everything they said, they said, these cops are killing us, so we need to stop this. They weren't actually mad cops were killing them. They were mad that cops were stopping criminals Look, from doing extremist I, things. I, okay, so I, I just don't, I don't think... So I think it's very dishonest to conflate Glenn Greenwald's argument with Black Lives Matter. I think that's a bullshit. That's, so that is a propaganda tactic from Tim Pool right there against Glenn Greenwald. I don't know if Glenn Greenwald would ever go on the show, but I'd be interested to see them uh, talk about this comparison is perfect i get your point on the me, blm I, I stuff of that but okay sure Go so you, you read the first line you attack us want me to read you the first line of what he defines i want to read the whole as? thing you gotta i'm not gonna read the whole thing on the show because yeah, it's long okay. <laughs> but he says uh in the first section under your supervision consent and orders the governments of our countries which act as your agents attack us on a daily basis one these governments prevent our people from establishing islamic sharia using violence and lies to do so Okay, two, they humiliate us, three. So when you ask him, what does it mean to be attacked on a daily basis? He is not saying, I can't believe that you're shooting at us. He's saying, we want Sharia. He goes on to say the whole second half, number I mean, two. It's almost like Tim's arguing that all of the atrocities that have been committed by the regime 
in the Middle East were, were, were warranted and were fine because they want to spread a caliphate. And, and look, if that's your argument, make your argument. But don't, stop killing Glenn Greenwald. Like, that's just, it's just, it's not honest. Tim, Tim what he's clarifying there is that you're, you're toppling the leadership that they want. You're basically, you're in, they, they're asking for autonomy. I, I disagree with them. I get it. But, but if they want autonomy, they want, if they want sovereignty, then they can have it. So my, okay. So we'll he does with, not get it. No. He does not get it at all. Right. So I guess your argument is that we need to um, conquer all of these Muslim countries and uh, just enforce. If you disagree with Clint Russell here, then we're enforcing democracy in all, in all these countries. And uh, that doesn't work. The problem is the cost of that has been insane and it doesn't work. It's been a waste. It's been a total waste. And so, you know, if you could just like snap your fingers and, you know, you don't have to send our own people to die in order to do this shit, then, you know, I could see people making the argument. But that's just not how it works. But it, but apparently you're supposed to ignore all that and just say, no, it was a good thing. This is all good. Everything's fine. But this is and this is why this narrative drives me crazy. And it's the same thing, actually, with Iraq. Like, I don't think people understand that. The reason the Iraq war went the way it did was that, you know, America literally won the war quickly. Mm -hmm. It was like, what, was it like two weeks or something? Like, literally, America just, like, won the war. Uh, you know, Saddam's forces surrendered. And then they couldn't come to an agreement because, you know, uh, Saddam, uh, I, he was Sunni, right? I always get them confused. Um, I yes. believe Saddam was Sunni. and that was Sunni, the yes. You, the the population majority was Shia. Yeah, right. Saddam was Sunni, and he was in the minority, and the Sunnis were in the minority, and the population majority was the Shias. And once Saddam was, you know, killed and removed, and they were going to try to establish this democracy, uh, the Sunni minority, who primarily was the makeup of Saddam's military forces, okay, and generals and all those people were concerned that if it was just a straight, you know, majority rule situation, that the Shiites would just totally screw them over. Because, you know, the Sunnis basically ruled over the Shiites under Saddam in a very brutal, unfair way. And now they were worried that the Shiites were going to be like, ha ha ha, now it's our yeah. turn to basically subjugate you. And so they were basically, tr the Sunnis uh, were basically trying to get America to force the Shiites um, to come to some kind of power sharing agreement or to you know offer some kind of protections in the new constitution they were writing and my understanding is america was not willing to really do that it was just kind of like well you know you guys just kind of deal with it yourselves you know you know do whatever you know it's not yeah we're not going to tell you what to do or we're not going to force them to do this and so what happened was the sunni uh the sunni military that was Saddam's military, since they, they couldn't get these protections or these guarantees to their liking. They basically took all of their weapons and all of their military equipment, and they left, and they went to the hills. And that's the entire Iraq war, is a civil war between like the remnants of Saddam's army after we won the war versus the Shiites. That's my, and, right. and people don't understand that. They think, and he even says in this, in this stream, he acts like America invades Iraq. And, oh, there's just, like, these Iraqi 
all the Iraqi people came together as freedom fighters because they were like, we don't want America to control us. It's like, no, that's not what happened. There was a civil war between the populations. Okay, there's not. It's not about this, the right of determination. The majority of the people didn't want to live under um, Saddam Hussein's rule in the first place, whatsoever. And so when he he's acting like, oh, Bin Laden just wants like the right of self determination. It's like, no, he doesn't. Bin Laden doesn't give a crap. He doesn't care at all about the right of self-determination. That's not a principle that he values at all. That's not a principle anyone in the Muslim world values. So we have to force democracy on them, is what you're arguing then. So we have to force them. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, well, people... So what, what should have happened? We should have invaded Iraq and then been really brutal and just uh, had like a brutal democracy that completely immediately executed the uh, the group that went into the hills? Like, what's your, what's your argument? Are you arguing that, like, are you doing the Sam Harris thing about the Iraq war? It's incredible. That subscribe to, like, you know, fundamentalism and things of that nature. Sure, exactly. So. My point is this. These leftists, it all comes down to, have not actually read the letter do not actually understand what his, his I, goals I agree were. with you that they didn't read it, yeah, but so it doesn't change the say, fact that he has some all, legitimate yeah. grievances. Well, let's say they're all wrong, right? And obviously, any leftist who's going to say, realizing Osama bin Laden was right about everything is like beyond stupid and just, it, it's insane. Obviously, forget any of that. If you're so This is, I think, the fifth time Dave Smith has granted Tim Pool and, by extension, Sitchin Adam here their argument related to the other parts of the letter. Okay, so now he is again attempting to talk about the parts of the letter that he uh, at least finds interesting. And again, they act like he's committing a mortal sin. And it's just, it's just, it's fascinating. Conclusion from any of that is that therefore it's okay to slaughter innocent people. Yeah. Then F you, you're a horrible person exactly. you're a bad, and you're a madman. But I think the point is what should like, like not the leftist interpretation of this, but say like the, the Ron Paul interpretation of this, which I think he was completely right about and the Pat Buchanan, like I'm talking about the most right wing and the most libertarian, not left wingers at all. And the point that they would make is that it's like, look, there's a, the Pat Buchanan quote that I love, which I think nails it always, right? Is he says, terrorism is the price of empire. And if you don't wish to pay the cost, you must abandon the empire. So and I think what you're dealing with here is that, listen, these are a group of people who have a different way of life than us and a different belief system than us. And I'm not. So. OK, that Ron Paul quote is really dumb. So first of all, it's, I believe, Buchanan. And secondly, that's a hell of an argument, guys. It's dumb. All right, well, there you go. Case closed. That's a dumb, it's a dumb quote. All right, well, there you go. It's dumb. Sitch finds it dumb. Therefore, there we go. That's a hell of an argument right there. Way to dismantle the argument. Dumb. Is it Ron Paul or Paul or Buchanan? I think he mixed he, it he up. He said Ron Paul. Oh, I don't know. It could be. I'm just saying that's what he said. It was Ron Paul. I don't know. Whoever said that. Yeah, the, look. I thought I, he said it was Buchanan. Did he get it wrong? Was it not Buchanan? I don't. The quote is like dog shit. Oh, yeah. well, that's even that's an even better argument. It's dog shit and dumb. Well, there you go. Case closed. These guys. I mean, what an amazing uh, channel of analysis and debate. Good faith debate with Sitchin Adam. That's an amazing argument.
Yeah. <coughs> okay, you want to call them racist? Why don't you call them racist? I mean, you, you have an you have an opening here, Pat Buchanan. You can call Pat Buchanan a racist. Go ahead, make your point. Well, no, it's just saying because it's like it. the price of empire is terrorism. It's like, well, no, that <laughs> terrorism can exist for a million reasons. Okay, terrorism is just when there's a group of people who are very violent, who are very ideologically motivated, and they are in the minority and they have a minority power position against wouldn't that it happen in the empire scenario a larger are you splitting hairs over the term empire you want to call it something else for the sake of argument that's all that's how terrorism comes to be it has nothing to do with whether there's an empire or not you know whatsoever right. you know and this is why I, I'm saying, like, their conception of, of the Middle East and what's going on there and, and of America's involvement in other countries is wildly naive. They act like, you know, whenever someone calls America an imperialist country or a colonizing country, you should probably just throw that person's opinion in the trash. Oh, there you go. There you go. So uh, that's, the, um, that's the tactic that they were trying to do with uh, what they – now, they called it critical thinking – um, if this was a while ago, but uh, they, they, there was an article in the New York Times about this new um, kind of uh, program they wanted to do in the schools. Now, they called it critical thinking, but it obviously was not critical thinking. And what it does is it, 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 it employs the tactic of uh, identifying uh, uh, an argument a person makes and then just completely dismissing the person outright, not actually addressing their argument. Now, I don't like the people that use the colonizer language. I don't I don't like that. But I would never make the argument that you should just completely dismiss them outright. That's total bullshit. If they're making a bad argument, then you could easily refute it. And who would do that, it, especially on the Internet? What person would ever pass up the opportunity to dunk on someone hard? on the internet see th th that's a tactic to take this and it, david pakman does it uh, this is no different than when david pakman talks about oh trump supporters they're just lost there's no point in even engaging this is the same bullshit. amazing so they don't actually have an argument so the argument is it's stupid it's dog shit, and then if you hear someone making that argument you can just ignore them these are propaganda techniques straight out of Jehovah's Witnesses telling you, hey, oh, if you hear someone talking against the brothers, well, they're an apostate. You can just ignore everything they're saying. That's not how any of this works. America is not like England, you know, where like and actually they bring this, but it's kind of fascinating. I'll be back After in World a War Two, you know, they were carving up um, the Ottoman Empire and they're trying to figure out like who to get you know to run everything and america actually said like you know why don't we actually ask the people what they want <laughs> right it is actually funny typical americans yeah like it was actually super based america's like well why don't we send like a commission to people in like what is now syria or saudi arabia or you know these large chunks in the middle east why don't we send a commission there to like try to like figure out what the people want yeah themselves. they're gonna do some polling <laughs> Yeah, and and it's funny because like both England and France, who all wanted chunks of the Middle East, were kind of like, no, we don't support this solution. <laughs> like, get out of here. And so, you know, anyway, so the the American Commission like kind of does this thing in Syria, and they're like, oh well, you know, according to our information, 
you know, they essentially want, you know, they would be, they'd be more inclined to have like America rule the area because the feeling was at least from the, now, of course, it's an American report. So maybe it's a dog show, right? But I'm just saying, you know, what their report was like, oh, there was a feeling that if America like had regional control over Syria, it would like America would honor its word that it would be for like a temporary time period in order to promote it to be like a, like a democracy where people didn't really trust England or France, which has a long history of colonialism um, to do that as opposed to just right. keeping it as like, you know, part of their empire. Um, and so it just, it just, and, and oh, so, and, and the only reason, or, or one of the reasons America wasn't involved in any of this stuff was because after World War II, either because we don't believe in doing the, this colonizer stuff or just because we saw the right in the wall, America was essentially like, you know, we don't want to be involved in any of this. <laughs> we, we politely decline, you know, looking over any of these new Middle Eastern countries that are propping up after World War I, which was probably, which may have been from mistake or may have been like a really brilliant uh, thing for Woodrow Wilson to, to, to say, like, let's not involve ourselves in any of this stuff. But so it just, it's very frustrating and disingenuous when people act like America is, you know, some British empire of yesteryear that's going around colonizing all these countries when like, that's not even remotely the situation in any of these countries that we were involved in. Yeah. Not defending that way of life or that belief system, but when you go over there and you impose your own brutal dictators on them, you slaughter their no innocent civilians. And you, so, but I'm saying, but so that's what I think should be gained from and, this and, letter and, and by, and by my, Bin Laden. My, and my issue is that this: those parts are legitimate grievances. And my issue is, no one disagrees, but. Well, when, some do. But you know, my point disagree. is, here in this room, okay, we sure. get it. Yes, U.S. Okay. foreign policy has been a disaster. Yep. Afghanistan is the latest in a long line of disasters. I think it would be unfair to say every single thing ever done was a disaster. But boy, did the U.S. lose a lot of wars in the past 70 years. Lose, lose, lose. Is South Korea like a disaster? I feel like it's uh, no. doing pretty good. Yeah. South Korea, Japan. I mean, you know. It, it, it's annoying. I, I get it because, like, yeah, there was a lot of involvement where America did a lot of bad stuff. Don't get me wrong. Sure, America look, did, you can't bat a thousand. Jesus. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But and America did prop up uh, dictators. But again, it's like okay, it's a dictator versus a dictator or potential dictator situation. You know, and you can make an argument. Well, then we shouldn't be involved. It's like okay, well then you're handing more control over the Soviet Union at the time. You know, would that, you know, what would our country look like if we had let the Soviet Union kind of run roughshod over the rest of the world, I don't think it would look like a good place. If all of Korea was controlled by the North Korean government, would that be a better world? Okay, what about all of the times it did not work out? How about that? How about that? Because uh, that would be the majority of times. I don't South think Korea so. Korea is like a thriving economy, man. Right. <laughs> nah, I don't. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a good world. Same with Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we So guys, you can just ignore all the times that it was uh, terrible. Just ignore all those and focus on the good ones. That's all. There you go. Made mistakes, obviously. And then we'll just pretend that why are these people mad at us? It's just for no guys for no reason at all. Just like the Palestinians, they're mad for no reason at all. No reason at all. Iraq was a huge fuck up, but there. Just to say all of America's foreign policy has been a disaster.
I don't know. That's so cool. so again now now good faith Adam here is mocking the idea that American foreign policy has been a disaster. So if, so if you think it's uh, uh, a mockable position, then obviously you think American foreign policy has been good. Am I being unreasonable? So your position has to be if it's laughable, if it's mockable for a person to say American foreign policy has been a disaster, then obviously you think it's not been a disaster. That's an incredible position. But again, that's why I call this regime propaganda. This is regime propaganda. This is no different than what you would find on MSNBC. And it's interesting coming from people who are supposed to be independent. It's odd. It's just, it's something is, you know, like I said, it could be me. Maybe, maybe there are people out there. I've, I've talked before about the different possibilities. It doesn't have to be paid propaganda. It could be, maybe they, they have family that is like in the FBI that love the, you know, like you see these FBI people, they love the whole, you know, for example, you know, Frank Flaguzzi, that crazy motherfucker, that guy loves the FBI. He sucks the FBI's dick. And I imagine there are people just like, you know, with like police and firefighters, uh, uh, and firefighters, I have obviously way more respect for than fucking FBI agents. I just want to be clear. But, you know, I know families, for example, that they were firefighters and they really take pride in their work and and they love that shit. Well, there's people in the FBI like that. There's people in the CIA like that. It's possible that maybe it's uh, the explanation is as simple as it's almost like a religious ideology. And maybe it's just like a family thing. Maybe Sitch has some sort of family who's in, in the CIA or the FBI or used to be in some sort of regime, maybe the military industrial complex, maybe something, but I don't know any of these companies. And maybe through that, and because you know they have a positive view of it, maybe that's why they are totally subscribing to the propaganda hook, line, and sinker. It could be that. It doesn't necessarily have to be nefarious, but it's just, it's just, it's, it's bizarre. It's completely bizarre. But anyway, we'll see. Well, hyperbolic. Well, yeah, because people are thinking of the last two, obviously, because Iraq and Afghanistan uh, ended so poorly. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know enough about Afghanistan. Well, Vietnam and, wasn't great, but. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, like, Iraq and Afghanistan is like, what's fresh and what's mine? That's usually what people are talking about. I, I don't know enough about Afghanistan to say otherwise, but I really do think that Iraq could have actually ended uh, well if they had just yeah but, but it didn't end well okay if i had a 90 inch cock i could fish for for food i could have my cock i could sit here and unfurl my cock it's like right now i'm kind of hungry i'm not going to eat on stream because that's I, that in my opinion if you eat on stream you're raping your audience you are raping your audience now if you mute yourself fine i don't do it but you're raping your audience if you do not mute your mic while you eat okay that's just my opinion but I'm a little hungry, okay? So it would be so convenient if I could just unfurl my cock out the window and it could just go into the McDonald's drive-thru and it could just get me food and then I would reel it back like a fishing rod, okay? But see, I don't have an, a 90-foot cock or I don't know how long the cock would have to be for that, but I don't have that, okay? Uh, this is like the Sam... If you want a more reasonable analogy, we'll go with the Sam Harris uh, when he talks about COVID. 
Sam Harris is like, well, you know, if COVID had was was had like a ninety percent death rate, then I would have been right. Yeah, yeah, that's if it was completely different, then yeah, you would have a point. But it wasn't completely different. So if you want to just deal in the fantasy world, I mean, we could just make up anything we want. If if that's the standard, you could just be like, well, you know, if it was the complete opposite of what it was, yeah, well, we can come up with anything then. You can defend anything if you if you want to do that. It's not reasonable. It's just not reasonable at all done different things and forced the Sunnis and Shiites to play nicely with each other, I think it could have actually worked. But it wasn't. And a lot of fucking people died. A lot of people died. Potentially. And it would have been this, like, massive trophy that Bush would have, like, held up for all time. <laughs> but, you know, that's not wasn't. what happened. Right. We kept the light. It was a goddamn bloodbath. Touch, and it devolved into civil war. We packed up and went inside the green zone and just hung out. Even, I mean, there was a debate over the strategy to use. And late in the war, remember, they were doing the community building, like venturing out from the green zone and trying to maintain peace and order in certain areas. Mm -hmm. The surge, I think they called it. Right. Yeah. That seemed to have some positive effect. Yeah, guys, the surge was a positive. Uh, the surge was positive. I remember that talking point. Again, they're resurrecting the Iraq war stuff. I remember the whole propaganda campaign surrounding the surge many years ago. They're, they're repeating it. It's incredible. That's incredible. A lot of the military guys were very upset when they pulled out because they felt like those years of struggle, they actually made a difference. Or what, yeah. You know, they don't want to see... Yeah. They don't want to see common criminals killing kids on the street. Look, of that's course. so anti-American. Yeah. It's hard to build those institutions, though. It takes time and a lot of grit, a lot of true grit. Lose, lose, lose. But for these leftists to do two things. One, claim bin Laden was right and actually be activists who are pro-Palestine who read it. Well, they're lying and they're manipulating and they're trying to obfuscate what his actual goals were. And sure. two, the other leftists who are claiming they read it and they thought he was right, they did not read it. That's yeah, just I, a, I agree. But I, I, I don't, I don't yeah. disagree with My that. My point yeah. that bothers me is people who are arguing that, like, like Glenn Greenwald's tweet is irksome. That is not Bin Laden's grievance. It, but it is, though. It is. It is his grievance. And you don't have to agree with it. That's the thing that's so bizarre. You don't have to agree with his grievance. You can say, fuck that, Muzzy. And fuck them kids. But why won't you do that? Why are you killing Glenn Greenwald? It's just, this is all, it's just not, this is like, it's just bizarre. It's very bizarre. They are, they are, they are, they are single facts of things that he's using examples of, of how we stopped him from having Sharia. And let me, let me read section sure, three. Sure. I read you. Some yeah, but like, again, uh, you stopped him from implementing uh, Sharia. But the, the point is that uh, some of the ways that you went about that were insane. And that's all anyone is saying here. You know, it's like if you have a headache, okay? Normal thing to do, take a Tylenol. Abnormal thing to do, the insane thing to do is to put a gun to your head and pull the trigger. That's a bit much. You're going to kill yourself, but your headache will be gone. Okay, so that that's really, that's all it is. They're just pointing out that some of this shit exacerbates the situation. Everyone agrees the fucking fundamentalist muzzies are crazy. Of course, the AIDS commie leftists don't agree with that. But everyone here... Okay, agrees. The AIDS, they were not the AIDS. The fucking jihadi muzzies are crazy. Okay, they are fundamentalist religious zealots. Okay, but pissing them off unnecessarily. Okay, trying to spread democracy in places where the sand people don't want it is counterproductive. 
it cost an incredible amount of American lives and American money. Okay, that's the argument of the people who are against doing this. That's a reasonable argument, okay? You don't have to agree with it. If you want to take the pro-regime spreading democracy position, you can. All I'm saying is be honest and stop with the goddamn gay tactics because it's, it's homosexual, okay? And it, and it wastes people's time. I love when people actually fucking debate shit, okay? That's why I do like the... Uh, again, I only saw half of it so far, but I, I have liked this uh, Scott Horton versus Will Chamberlain debate. I, I was expecting it because Will Chamberlain's done some propaganda uh, uh, with this claiming Trump was mentally ill because he did his uh, mocking the women lifting weights routine. And so I was expecting like a lot of propaganda and like uh, I was expecting them to, to shut down Scott Horton a lot, but they're letting everyone talk. See, I like that. That's what I want when I so when I see people debate. I want people to be adults and actually debate their points. I love that. Now on this show though, because that that uh, Scott Horton debate is on Tim's other show, the the uh, whatever Culture War, and Tim is letting them talk. On this show though, he is not letting Dave Smith and Clint Russell make their ultimate points. Which is weird, because he's, he lets Scott Horton make his, his, his points, and Scott Horton's very critical of Israel. But on this show, Tim is just not allowing them to make their points, and he's mad at Glenn Greenwald for making his points. And then, of course, Sitch and Adam here are um, smearing Glenn Greenwald, Dave Smith, and Clint Russell as uh, people who support 9-11 <laughs> and support Osama bin Laden, because they are critical of the regime. Very, very interesting. It's, and that's a waste of everyone's time. Section one, section three. You are I mean, a it's not a complete waste of time. It gives me something to do, but you know what I mean. ...that permits the production, trading, and usage of intoxicants. You permit drugs and only forbid the trade of them, even though your nation is the largest consumer of them. He says, uh, where was it? You are a nation that... Right, so, so take, that, take that as a prime example, okay? Obviously, fuck Osama if he wrote that, okay? And it wasn't the CIA. But is that contradiction that he's pointing out about drugs in America true? Yes. Now, the angle he's approaching it is religiously, you know, ridiculous, not to a Muslim, but to, to but the fundamentalists, you know, they're, they're against all drugs. And by the way, you can be against drugs. I, that, I don't even care about that. But that like, you know, he's talking about like the CIA being involved in all these fucking drug cartels and shit. A lot of that shit's true. That's a, how is that not a valid criticism? Okay, how is it not a valid criticism? The war on drugs is ridiculous. Just because Osama bin Laden said it doesn't make it automatically untrue. Same with anything that, that you find that, uh, that uh, Kaczynski said. Kaczynski said some things that were true. And Kaczynski said, uh, did some shit that was fucking ridiculous. Okay, again, both things can be true. We don't have to be homosexuals about this. We can be adults. We can just be like, yeah, well, that's a good point. That guy was crazy, but he made a point. And then there's this point. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. That permits acts of immorality, and you consider them to be pillars of personal freedom. You have to sink down the abyss from level to level, et cetera, et cetera. He goes on to say, uh, if, if I go uh, into the earlier sections, you allow fornication, homosexuality, gambling, and usury. Yeah. So when he's, no alcohol, when he's, when he's mad about U.S. foreign policy, that's like it's starting to sound like Kanye. When when he's mad about U.S. foreign policy, it's not for the reason the anti-war Americans are. I don't, and that doesn't change what the regime did. 
That's it. That's it. I don't agree with that, Tim. If you've read the whole thing as I have, yes, you're right. He makes a whole bunch of points that I I disagree with, but he also makes a ton of points that are totally legit. He says, you have aggressed upon my people for decades after decades. He talks about how how Israel was foisted upon the Arab world and that they they opposed the UN declaration that made it come to pass. I, I get it. I mean, like, he, like, yes. But my he, point, he has a bunch of shit that I disagree with. But then he's got to still. Yeah, he's a murderous. He's a murderous psychopath. Yeah. Person. But and he's my, also my breaking. Is, he's also raising some grievances. You know, what, what he's just like Ted Kaczynski. Oh, and just to be clear, so that's sick. How is when, that sick? You are you are a child. If if you think that's sick, you're a child. You are a child that cannot accept basic fucking reality. If that makes you sick, you're a child. I'm serious. You're a goddamn child. Okay, you're the, one of these people. I saw it with Cassandra Fairbanks, and granted, look, Cassandra Fairbanks on Twitter, she can be, you know, she can, she, she, uh, she, she trolls people and does shit. But let me just give an example of what I'm talking about. She, when Kaczynski died, made the point that, uh, uh, you know, like what he did was obviously ridiculous. Okay, everyone agrees on that. You can't just blow people up. That's fucking ridiculous. But he had some points. Okay. That you can, there, anyone on this earth you could point to, other than an AIDS commie, obviously, well, they're not even people, but like regular, normal human beings, anyone can make a point. To pretend that this is not reality is childish. That's very childish, okay? Like, it is amazing that they, that that freaks them out. That's incredible. Actually, that's very similar to leftists. Leftists are the exact, this is like the Hitler drank water people. That it's like, well, Hitler drank water. Well, what, what does that mean? Okay? Like, for example, I, I bring this up all the time. Um, the books about mutilating people are fucking crazy. Okay? Magnus Hirschfeld was a Dr. Frankenstein. Okay? Now, we can, we can argue about the tactics, and is it good optics, because it turned into like a big thing of like burning books is a bad thing okay so you can certainly say that they went about it wrong okay but are you going to argue that what was in those books was good that Hirschfeld was a good person do you see what I'm saying like it, now if you want to be a child about this shit and you want to read about Hitler and act like oh I can't believe you, you can do that but that's fucking ridiculous that's fucking ridiculous, okay? Multiple things can be true. It can be true that you shouldn't mutilate people and chop their penises off and tell them that they are women, okay? Okay, you can you can have that position, and you can also say, yeah, you shouldn't round up everyone in mass, including the children, and do whatever whatever your, your interpretation of what happened was, whether it was to kill them or to move them, whatever, okay? And I know it's the internet, and some people were like, are going to be like, yeah, I like to round people up. Yeah, okay, that's fine. That's, that's not really, you know. I'm talking about, like, the general consensus, okay? I'm under the impression that most people are against rounding up, but whatever. Okay. Anyway, my point is, just could you stop being a goddamn child about this? Holy shit. And, and, and again, instead of saying, oh, that's sick. I mean, it's really no different than when leftists are like, that's disgusting. How about instead... Where is Dave factually wrong? Why can't you just outline that without the moral fagging? It's amazing. Because I, Dave Smith has said shit in the past that I, that I think is wrong. I think, I think he's overly harsh on Trump. But am I like, oh, how de- Oh, my, that's disgusting. No, I don't do any of that because it's fucking gay. When, when he says fornication, he's against fornication. 
He means sex before marriage. He felt that was important. Because yeah, he's a fundamentalist, of course. Of course. Enough to put in his letter of why it was justified to attack America. Is that, you know, we lost he that. doesn't have a justification to attack America. That is not what this is about. It doesn't justify his attacks on America. It doesn't justify 9-11. How many times do they have to fucking say that before you will be honest and and actually represent their position honestly, good faith, Sitch and Adam? Sex before marriage in our country. So, you know, this yeah. is obviously not a person. Like, this is what's, like, so frustrating is that you read his letter. How can you say that a guy who's literally against freedom and personal freedom why do you think he's in favor of like self-determination of people that live in the region at all? Again, they have they don't want their people bombed. That's the argument. Okay? And you can disagree with that. But but handle the material and take the position of fuck them kids. And that's fine. I'm not moral fagging about it. I don't want America involved in this shit. And if you're like, "Well, then people are going to die." Well, then people have to die. People die all the time. I don't want I, I it the cost to the country and to the American lives doing this insane spreading democracy throughout the world is preposterous and I'm completely against it. If another person is for it, then make your position. But stop smearing people who who are making reasonable points that again you're free to disagree with. Yeah, he's not. He's not at all. That's what's so I mean, this is so gaslighty. It is. And to kind of use this language of like, Israel was foisted upon the region. <laughs> was it not? Was it not? I, I'm sorry. Do, do I have... Look, I'm not a historian. Are they arguing Israel was not foisted upon the Arabs? It, that's a... I've, have I... Have you, I've never... I, okay. All right. That's a hell of an argument. That's a hell of an... I don't believe that's accurate. Um, and even if you believe that it was slid in there like, you know, succulent lubricant, okay, right before penetration where all the Arabs were like, oh, yeah, this is, oh, of course we'll give you our land, no problem. They don't view it like that. So let's say you view it like that. Or like if you're Jewish and pro-Israel or you're Zionist and you want to take that position, fine. But is it honest to act like you don't understand why the Arabs are pissed off? This, wouldn't this be like if you just took someone's house and then the, the people that you took the house from were standing outside yelling and you were like, I don't know why those people are yelling. Is that honest? Is that honest? I don't think that's honest. The honest thing to do would be like, look, this is I want this house. We're taking this house and they can get fucked. And then it's like, well, OK, you have the house. What are they going to do? They can't do anything, especially if you have guns. You took their house and, and then, you know, the, the police in the neighborhood in this analogy, they're going to give you the house. They're going to roll up and be like, no, you can take this house. That's no problem. Um, but that's a hell of a position to take. It wasn't foisted upon. So you don't like the language. So so what does, does Dave Smith have a responsibility and an obligation to make the Zionist uh, 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 um, uh, make the Zionist argument that Israel was just smoothly slid up in there like like a lubed cock is that how is that how this is supposed to work okay i i, I don't uh, that's a hell of a thing all right amazing that's amazing that's amazing. by the u.n Ooh, it's like, you like oh, that you like that was that not true is that not what happened what? like yeah as if that would be a justification for any of this he, he didn't say that though he didn't fucking say that or anything when it's like okay well you have an you have an immigration crisis 
you know, you have a third of the country uh, is a, you know, a different religion, you know, and, and par partially different ethnic groups in the other country. We found, which has been clear as day, it's just what's so annoying is that like everyone acknowledges this except when it comes to Israel, like all oh, suddenly like, their brain shuts off. We look at how after World War I, when Europe like cut a bunch of countries out of the Ottoman Empire, it shoved a bunch of diff different people together and shoving those different people and those different religions together created a whole bunch of conflict and a whole bunch of civil wars within these countries and a whole bunch of instability. Right. Like everyone acknowledges that. He said, oh, that's why there's all these problems going in the Middle East. Like we. Sh all right. So then what's the issue? Shoved a bunch of people together. That don't want to really live together. And then you have like the one place. So, so now you're acknowledging it. OK, so now you're acknowledging it. OK, so he's not wrong about that. Where they're like, listen, let's not do that. Let's split it up. And I was like, no, that's going to cause that's what caused all the instability in the region. You, you split it up. You have to shove them all the people. Well, yeah, because you took it from the Arabs and they're pissed off and they're like, what do you mean split up? This is our land. Amazing. Gather like all these other countries that are all having all these civil wars and all these problems. What was the thinking there? Why did they, why did they draw the map like they did just to make it look pretty? I mean, there were certain ethnic enclaves that they could have easily clumped together. I mean, this is the problem of the Kurds. The Kurds ended up in like three different nations. Right. Yeah. Minor. I don't know the, the exact specifics for each country. I think a lot of them had to do with natural borders. Um, a lot. And they're of like, oh, there's a river here. Yeah, like, no, literally, yeah, like, they're, like a lot of them had to do with natural borders, a lot of them had to do with just sort so of, like, stupid. what, like, how, like, geographically the regions could be controlled by foreign governments and things, you know, by Europe, like, the European governments and things of that nature, so, I mean, yeah, there was some effort to, like, try to get groups of people together, but that, that was just one out of many concerns, and there's one of many concerns, you're going to get a lot of countries where, you know, a lot of people living together don't want to live together. How do you know all this stuff? I never have read anything on the Middle East. Well, I, look, I've read one book on the Iraq War, so that's kind mm -hmm. of about the Middle I mean, East. I mean, I haven't. I've just read a bunch of different history. source material about it. There's not like a book I read about the situation. I just because I remember right. whenever you know the stuff about Israel comes up, whenever any of the because I remember like when the Kurd stuff was coming up, when any of this stuff comes up. You know, and you go back and just it all stems from like, you know, the fall of the Ottoman, fall of the Ottoman Empire, World War One. you know, it's constantly the thing that gets pointed to is like the focal point that started all the current conflict that exists now. And I just think it's ironic or hypocritical that when it comes to every place except for Israel, they point to shoving all these groups together that causes the conflict. And then with Israel, it's like, well, splitting the groups up is what caused the conflict. Yeah, but again, you took someone's land that wasn't theirs, okay? And then, and then you're gaslighting them about it. Why can't you just be honest about it? Like, for example, if you're Israeli, especially if you were a Jew back then, I could totally see a Jew being like, look, we were just almost holocausted, and now we need land, and we're taking this land, and that's it. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, it would make sense to make that argument if you're trying to survive, right? But just don't pretend that you don't understand why the people whose land you took are upset. That's all. That's really all it is. The gaslighting is preposterous. It's absolutely preposterous. You know, it's like, okay. Right. World War One end, ended in 1918. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. The Holocaust was around World War Two, though, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Right. That, that was later. Right. Saying, like I compare this to BLM, okay? The U I, I don't think the U.S. should be going to foreign countries and doing these things. But the argument is, is from the left is essentially 
let us do horrifying things to people, slave trade, uh, uh, child marriage, all these awful things. That's what he's saying. Right. So how he dare should, you stop us from so doing he's, So he's wrong. And, and the, the, he's a bad guy. And I think that's the sixth time now Dave Smith has granted Tim and Sitchin Adams argument. Now we'll see if again he's allowed to make his point. I mean, that should, really be, bad that should be the conclusion of all this. But I will <laughs> say this. My point comes down to. Nope. So if, if, nope. You're not allowed. This is Kanye West mode. If he's a bad guy, we all acknowledge that Osama bin Laden's a bad guy. Why do you have to bring up him or this letter at all? Because it's a news article that they're talking about on a fucking news show, Sitch. That's why. Because apparently it got the retard's attention over on TikTok. That's why they're talking about it. You can just, you can... Guys, why are these basketball players playing basketball on TV? Well, it's a basketball game, genius. Okay, so that's what they do, okay? afford a lot of arguments where you're like well i don't want america to be involved in the middle east you know for xyz reasons which we've made on this show i agree you can't force a country to become a democracy it doesn't want to become a democracy right you can't force a country to adopt you know individual freedoms and and personal values of of liberalism if they don't have a culture that they don't want that like you can just make those arguments why do you have to muddy the whole conversation they're not muddying anything you're not allowing people to make their point and you're not offering a rebuttal you're just smearing them by bringing in this untrue uh, thing about osama bin laden it's not untrue what 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 part of it is untrue it serves no purpose it doesn't have to serve a purpose that you th they can come up with their own ideas like people are allowed to talk about whatever the fuck they want to talk about this is essentially the you have a responsibility argument, which basically they want um, Clint Russell and Dave Smith to argue their talking points. And uh, and now now they're like, why are they even talking about this letter? Because it's a news story. It's a, it was a big news story that the retards on TikTok just discovered it. And it had been around for like 20 years. Because it gives some bite to their argument. It gives some stakes to their argument because they can say, look, September 11th wouldn't have happened if we weren't over there meddling in the Middle East. Well, there, I, there could defi there's definitely something to that. Uh, or do, you, do you deny that? That's right. why they do it. I mean, I think it also didn't help that I, I believe Bush put the shields down. Um, you know, but I don't know. I don't, I don't really know for sure what the hell happened on 9-11. There's a lot of shit that just makes no sense. You know, why, why not release all the footage of the Pentagon plane hitting why only release that like very choppy video where i'm like is that a plane is that a missile what the fuck is that and then there's people on twitter pointing out like where's the wreckage and then then i see arguments instead of showing uh pictures of wreckage although i do think there were a couple pictures of like very small I think there's like a seat cushion with like a tw or whatever whatever's united i forget um, so I'm not saying there's zero pictures of wreckage, but there's not enough to satisfy my my uh, tastes. But everyone has a different threshold for evidence, no problem. But then I saw what happens usually online is whenever people start pointing this stuff out, and I don't think it's definitively like a missile. I know there's people that say, oh, definitively it's a missile. I have no idea. Uh, I think it's interesting. But they're like, where's, you know, like where this doesn't look like a plane crashed in here. 
Now, I do think there's something to that. Now, I'm, I, I am not an expert on planes, but what I'm pointing out here is anytime that happens, you get people on Twitter who start attacking the questioner. And then this was a hell of a thing. People, multiple people making the argument, well, I know someone that was there and they said they saw this and that. Okay, but I need pictures. They said is not an argument. I don't accept that as an argument. I don't care who said a thing. Anyone can say a thing. I can say a thing right now. Okay? That's not, like, what kind of argument is that? Can you get, where are the pictures? Where are, like, the definitive pictures? How are there not definitive pictures? Did I miss them? It's possible I missed them. You know? Because I don't know. Same with, like, the, with, the, with the buildings. Those buildings look like they were controlled. It was a controlled demolition. Doesn't mean it was a controlled demolition, but it looks like it. Because then people bring up, well, what did they rig it with explosives before? I don't know. It just, as as I understand it, no buildings with a fire have ever fallen like that before. So here's the thing. I'm completely open-minded to the explanations. I don't have a definitive position. I find it suspicious when people who ask questions are attacked. Usually, usually, that the people attacking the questioner, that's, that's not a good sign. They're not, that, that means they don't actually have, now it's possible maybe they just don't have an explanation, maybe they're uncomfortable, you know, it, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean a conspiracy. But a lot of the people that question 9-11 are, uh, are, um, are attacked, which is, that's usually the sign of a person that you're being dishonest. There's no reason to attack the questioner, especially, you can't tell me, like, you think it's unreasonable for a person to see Building 7 and not go, that's weird. I mean, isn't that reasonable to be like, you know, that's really weird. That's a building just, uh, and what's the deal with that BBC footage that, like, called it before it happened? Isn't that weird? It's at least weird. Anyway, whatever. I don't know how we got on 9-11, but uh, it's interesting. Maybe one day we'll find out. Yeah, no, you're right. That is, yeah, that's exactly why. That's the point. Look, and it's terrible. I, I look, I completely, I think it's stupid. I think bringing this up is, is, is dog shit. To yep. make that tiny little point. Mm-hmm. It's not a tiny point. The Iraq war was a goddamn disaster. It, it, it was absolute carnage. Which, uh, it's bad. It's a bad point to make. <laughs> That's because you're regime propagandist and all you do is prop up the regime and you don't like it when people criticize the regime. And that's why uh, you're going after Dave Smith, Clint Russell, and Glenn Greenwald. And that's weird why Tim's going after Greenwald, but he's not really going after Dave Smith. And he's vehemently arguing, but he's not really smearing his guests, which I appreciate that. Sitch and Adam are smearing everybody. Good <laughs> faith, Sitch and Adam. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. So what, people have to say the things you want them to say? You're like leftists. You're arguing like leftists. ...on TikTok claiming he was right when his message is he wants Sharia law. So, okay, so the leftists are wrong for claiming that. He's okay. wrong for... This is now the seventh time that Dave is granting Tim's argument. Let's see if he's finally going to be allowed to make his point. ...wanting Sharia law, but I just think... look. So let's, again, those people are wrong. But let's just talk about what's right. I also look just on a moral on a moral plane if we know people are out there doing dog shit in the world like like tim is saying right subjugating people child brides all this horrible shit throwing gay people off of buildings dave's argument is that we should look the other way we well, well, well if 
Well, what do you mean? What do you mean we should we should get involved militarily? What's the option to get involved militarily? Fuck that noise. I'm not getting involved. I don't want to get involved militarily. Look, I'm sorry they're throwing faggots off of buildings, but I'm not... What, we're supposed to sacrifice our lives and our money to save the faggots in fucking Saudi Arabia or wherever the fuck? I'm sorry, I'm not interested in that. Because here's the thing, and you might say, well, that's very harsh. Listen, listen. If you're going to save the faggots in the Middle East, you're going to have to save the next... Whoever the next Tutsis are. So you're going to have people in Africa, and you're going to have these fucking warlords with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirts who are chopping off arms, then you're going to have to intervene in there. You can't be the goddamn world police. Now, if you could easily be the world police, I wouldn't give a shit, okay? I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not trying to moral fag here. If you could easily do this, I'd be like, fuck it. Yeah, let's make everything America. Fuck yeah, America. But it is, first of all, it doesn't seem to work, okay? Maybe like a couple times it worked out of the many times, okay? The other times have been total atrocity. Uh, a complete, I mean, the amount of, uh, of money and and blood of our own people okay fuck that shit i'm not interested okay so so yeah that's crazy so you're saying that that you, you want to get involved anytime a homosexual is thrown off a building that's ridiculous that's completely ridiculous and and then and then how about russia you want to fucking go to war with russia because russia they're, they're kind of hard on the homosexuals they, they they don't tolerate that shit you're gonna try to regime change putin how about China? You're going to fucking go to war with China because of the homosexuals? It's ridiculous. We should ignore that. Mm -hmm. That argument offends me. Well, it's too bad. Too fucking bad. You're a child then. Bad things happen in the world, Adam. What are you going to do? You're going to be the police? That's fucking crazy. Oh, look at virtuous. Good faith, Adam here. He cries for all of the homosexuals being thrown off buildings in the Middle East. Oh, what a good person. He's one of the good whites. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. I don't... Does it offend you? Look, the world um, becomes a shitty place when good men stand by and do nothing. <laughs> this, is, this is not real. This is fucking propaganda. This is... Come on. This is absolute... This has to be some sort of fucking government gay op come on give me a break with this shit give me a break with this shit this is not real these motherfuckers are not real you know that hot chick with the big tits that said that shit on the plane i'm declaring it i don't know what it is i don't know what the fuck how it all works i am telling you there's something here this is not organic this is not organic there's no fucking way this is organic no goddamn way so not only do you got a regime change, you got a regime change with the small shit, like homosexuals being thrown off buildings. Holy shit. This is straight up regime propaganda. Holy shit. Wow. Wow. Holy that's shit. Fucking, yeah. That's what's wrong. Bob says 100% Mockingbird bird YouTube. 100%. Absolutely. 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 With these places. <laughs> It offends me if there's an alternative. Um, and what I mean by that is like, you know, if you have a country that's devolved into a civil war and one side of the civil war is like actually in favor of, you know, a Western democracy and the other side's either in, either in favor of... 
what you call Ukraine a democracy, and they're not a fucking democracy. They arrest political dissidents. They arrested Coach Red Pill, for Christ's sakes. Coach Red Pill, he's completely harmless. He's completely harmless because of his opinions. They didn't like his opinions. They arrested him. You know, they tortured that motherfucker. If what he's saying is true. I, I don't, he looked, when he made those videos, he looked like he had been through some shit. So I, I think it's probable that they did torture him. Um, but you never know. Look, it's the internet. You never know. People fucking... But he's gone. He, I, he's probably dead. I hope he's not dead. Hopefully he hopefully he comes back and he's like, hey, you missed me, hmm? You know, however he talks like a weirdo. Uh, I, I like that guy. He's an asshole. He's, it's weird. He's like an asshole. <laughs> but he makes me laugh. I don't know. I've, I've always kind of liked him. Even though he was probably, when I used to have guests, he was like one of my most hated guests. I think because he was, he was unreasonable about Trump. I, I didn't, his Trump's, Trump takes were a little, he, he had a touch of the TDS. But I didn't really, you know, it's just, it is what it is. The guy, he was like a character. He would like have like nine cameras going with different camera angles. And then he talked funny. The guy was entertaining. Anyway, hopefully he's alive. Um, but, uh, they shut down the fucking Christians and they arrest people that go against the homosexual cokehead. That's not a democracy. You don't have what examples of a democracy or what? How about American democracy where a, a fucking uh, uh, the Bidens and the Democrats completely in 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 broad daylight well, it was actually at night at night steal a fucking election and then everyone pretends it didn't happen, even though everyone fucking saw it on TV. All of the swing states simultaneously were like, oh, we're going to stop counting. And then they wheel in ballots that magically go at impossible levels for Joe Biden. And we're supposed to go, ah, no, that's totally fine. The safest, most secure election in history. We're supposed to eat that shit. That's a democracy. That's what your idea of democracy is. It's total bullshit. And we're supposed to go to war over this shit. Get the fuck out of here. Of communism or in favor of some flavor of authoritarianism or Sharia law or something, you know, to me, then I say, okay, well, there's a faction of people in this country that wants to live like a Western democracy, wants to live in a stable, like, good place. And you can support those people, and I think they can make that happen. I Unfortunately, I think the problem is if you have a situation where people are have slaves or child brides, or throwing gay people off roofs, and like there's civil war and there's always factions. But if all the but none of the factions want anything good, right? They all just want different flavors of horribleness. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. I don't know what you do in that situation. I don't know. We haven't, to my understanding, we haven't necessarily figured out how to fix that problem through military force. And we've tried, and it doesn't seem to work. And so I'm more like as fucked up as it is, I'm more like, okay, you know, I get that you don't want to be involved and look the other way in those situations where there's like no good guy. Okay. Just to counter, right? Like, look, I agree with you. And a lot of times in these places, it is just a different flavor of terrible, right? People by their very nature want to enslave other people and subjugate right. them and take advantage of them. So where we can jump in is where there are some good guys. There are some people who are have more freedom, individualistic, democratic principles. You know, they look to the West and they say, that's something we want to emulate. We, we like that culture of individuality and freedom. Mm -hmm. In those cases, there are clear people that we can side with. And sure. I feel like we should side with those people. We should take our shot when we have that opportunity since it is so rare. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Um, when it happens, when those situations arise, we should. 
Um, but then even to counter what I just said earlier, a part of the issue here, which I brought up, is that in a lot of these conflicts, it's not just our own personal moral positions of, you know, one side is bad and one side is good or less bad. A lot of it is, well, if one of the bad sides wins, does that fuck us over and our country over in the long run? And how much do we want to be involved in countries? And this goes back to the Cold War era. You know, like, do we want to just let the Soviet Union basically sweep its influence over all of the Middle East and all of and over all of South and Central America, and we just kind of sit idly by because you know it's like communist versus a dictator. Like you know, it's, it's like both sides suck. Do we just sit there and twiddle our thumbs while the Soviet Union basically just expands its power until it's surrounded us completely? Right. So you're saying even if it is two flavors of awful, if the Soviets are going to saddle up, well, it's not the Soviets anymore. If Russia is I'm going just saying, to saddle like, up. Right. That was when these conflicts yeah. were... Yes, Russia is going to take Poland and they're going to be like Hitler. ...really happening. It was like in the Soviet right. era. Right. Um, yeah, well, I'm not saying they, that we should still... 100%. I'm just saying that that's a consideration you need to think about uh, before you say, well, we, we can only involve ourselves if there's like, you know, the, the morals, uh, you know, operate correctly. Because I, I, the example I always bring up is like, imagine a world where China... Like that, where the socialists had their runaway to Taiwan, and the people that run Taiwan ran China like they're running Taiwan right now, and so Ch right. so China, the massive country of, of China, was like a, a Western democracy, capitalist country. Imagine how yeah, different, entirely different world over there. Right, and it'd be a much better world. And so I'm it just saying, be. like, you just have to keep that consideration in mind. You know, you can't make these absolute judgments one way or the other about intervening or not intervening. <clears throat> right. The critics. Let me uh, let me uh, real quick uh, read some of these super chats. We're taking them through Streamlabs link in the description. We're also taking them through Entropy link in the description, and we're also taking Rumble rants on Rumble. Also, uh, we have a book that my homosexual leftist Democrat brother wrote called "What a Bigot Would Say." It is a guide on how to be a virtuous leftist. Uh, you can download that for free if you go into the description of Rumble and YouTube. It's like the fifth one down. You can download that for free. We are waiting for it to go into uh, the Amazon and Barnes & Noble stores. We will see if that happens online stores, not not in person. That would be even more hilarious. But, uh, you know, just, just one. Just one. Even if it's just for a day, that would be hilarious for the memes. But, of course, there is no memes involved because that book, like the Internet, is serious business. And it's totally real, written by a real person that's definitely not me satirizing the left. But anyway, we are working on another book. Uh, it was requested by some in the audience that I uh, do a book about uh, how the corporate media uses the same propaganda techniques as the Jehovah's Witnesses did. Also uh, about different tactics that you could possibly use to talk to family members who are brainwashed uh, by leftist propaganda. And then, of course, I will have various, you know, uh, rantings about the different people that I cover and political things that are going on. So if that interests you, um, uh, you can go to Subscribestar, link in the description. You can go to Rumble, click the red subscribe button, or you can go to the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse. That is on YouTube, the Soft Gentleman channel. You can click join, and then you will be a member of the bathhouse. Um, okay. So what is the date? The 19th? Today's the 19th. Uh, Frag and Bash, it's a regular super chat, no message. Thank you, sir. 
Sincerely appreciate that. Uh, if you meant to send a message, it didn't come through. So if you did, if you meant to send a message, you can you can send it to hardnewsnetwork at gmail.com. And I'll have a look. Uh, some guy says, Dear HB, why are Adam and Rectal Sitch so gay? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an explanation. But it's not organic. There's no fucking way this is organic. Uh, interventionist or gay says to add some context behind the beef sand uh, niggas have with the USA get I'm quoting Muhammad's last marching orders Shura 929 instructs Muslims to fight and subjugate others under Islam adopt uh, Islam pay the jizya or die I mostly agree with you uh, though love your work HB well here's the thing like I don't I don't dispute that and I I think you could absolutely argue if you want to criticize Dave Smith and Glenn Greenwald and, um, and Clint Russell, you could absolutely point out that they minimize this part of the discussion that some of these muzzies are conquering muzzies and they want to install a caliphate and they do as part of the reason that they hate us. Part of the reason is that because we're infidels. That is all true. Okay, so I, I, have, I do not dispute that at all. Um, I think that so, and I, I rarely hear Dave Smith talk about that. Now, I'm not going to be one of these homosexuals and be like, and well, that's because he's, I'm not going to do any of that. It's just a part of the argument that he doesn't highlight. And he, and he's, he can argue whatever the fuck he wants. I'm sure there's shit that I talk about where there's, there's things that other people would want me to highlight that I don't highlight. That's completely fair game. That's completely fair game. So yeah, there is a part of this where you you if if this is well first of all this is why the immigration policy is so crazy because obviously so look there's conquering muslims right okay i don't think every muslim's a conquering muslim but there's some muslims that want to conquer and 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 you're you're already seeing it in the west when they take over neighborhoods and then you hear the call to prayer and they will tell you to your face we're going to turn this place into a caliphate those types of muslims you can't have too many of them in your country, otherwise you're going to become a Muslim country eventually. Okay, that's like basic stuff. Well, the, the West really hasn't really learned that lesson, and they've let in way too many of those types of, of, of migrants into their country. And so then you get places like Dearborn, Michigan in, in America. It's in America too. Um, and so, yeah, that's a problem. Okay, that, that's a problem that, that you know, uh, certainly it's probably easier if they're in their own countries doing whatever the fuck they want to. I don't really give a shit. So that's kind of like, you know, maybe if it starts to get out of hand or something, you know, you would probably maybe try to figure something out. Um, but obviously the way that the U.S. has done that has been a disaster. So you're going to have to figure out a different way. Um, but letting them in to the West is total suicide. So that's a whole nother problem we have on our hands that I have no idea how we're going to get out of that one. Okay, and that's just one type of migrant they're letting into the countries. That's just one type. <laughs> this is like gonna be crazy. Oh, this is gonna be crazy. Anyway, yeah, no, no. I uh, point taken. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's see. V Vegeta Go Goku, nineteen seventy-five, says, "I learned so much from you, HB, on these topics. So thank you. How long?" Do you think I'll take to it'll take to recoup the U.S. if and when Trump gets elected? Being an independent thinker, have you ever thought of a leadership political position? I don't think I. Uh, I, I don't think that I would. Uh, I don't think I can appeal broadly enough to people 
to get into a leadership or political uh, position. I think that uh, my style is not for everyone. And I think if you're going to do the political thing, you have to uh, you have to be able to appeal to a larger group of people. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because Dave Smith's on the screen here. Dave Smith had a debate. Now, this is in the libertarian group. I'm not a libertarian. I do agree with a lot of the shit that they say. I just don't think it's necessarily practical for the current environment we're in. And I could be wrong about that. I hope I'm wrong about that. Because what I think is practical is harsh. And I wish it wasn't the case. But anyway, um, he was having a, a debate with this guy, Jeremy Kaufman, who is much more my type of person gives zero fucks it's very you know profane and and granted a little bit quick on the bitch trigger he uh called dave a bitch a little too quick i thought he was a little bit too much and i was like yeah, i wouldn't have called dave a bitch uh you know and and i believe if someone deserves to be called a bitch you should call them a bitch okay you don't have to call them a bitch but some people deserve to be called bitches i didn't think dave smith deserved the bitch designation in this debate so i thought jeremy was a little bit um a little bit uh, quick on the trigger there. But anyway, the, the debate was about optics in the libertarian movement. Now, Dave Smith is a very good orator. He goes on to the Joe Rogan show and delivers a very good um, description of what libertarians believe. It's, it's, it's very solid. And so he was like kind of their guy and, and he was debating on running for president and then I think he ended up not not doing it because I think he there was something where like his he had like a newborn with like a heart condition and that was this crazy thing where I, the kid had to have like open heart surgery and it was during COVID. It sounds like a nightmare, although I think the kid is fine, so so that's good. So anyway, I think like you just have shit like that happen and you're like and then also quite frankly, you look at what they do to people that get involved in politics. He probably you know he's probably like yeah this is probably not the best idea. Um, so anyway, so he, he decided not to run. But anyway, it was this debate over optics. And, um, and, uh, and I, I, I understood Dave's position. Like, I get the optics argument, and you probably need that, but I couldn't bring myself, like, I'm not an optics guy, and I'm m much more in the Jeremy Kaufman camp, who is like, like he, like he, I, I, some of the shit he said I didn't agree with, like on the COVID vaccine, but like he seemed to understand that race, the whole race narrative is total bullshit and it's like a cudgel. Um, and, and, and that was impressive because like, I, it seems like that takes a while to, to kind of realize. And, and I'm not saying I'm right about that. I'm just saying to see another person realize that there is no spoon, so to speak. I was like, oh, good. For, that's fantastic. And, um. But that that type of language and being like racism is bullshit and, you know, saying whatever fucking words you want to, generally speaking, that's going to turn off normies. And I understand that. That's why I think that, you know, I don't have an issue with people who have a different style. As long as you're being honest, like, I don't care. You know, you take like a Matt Christensen. Matt Christensen has the complete opposite to my style, but I think he does great work. He's very he's very well spoken, very polite, and he, and he does a good job. That's why it's like a good mix on that show, because Blonde gives zero fucks and she's like super based. So it's like a good combination. But yeah, I don't think I could do any political. I just, I don't think I could, uh, I don't think that would work uh, personally. Now, the, getting to your first question, uh, how long would it take? I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. It's possible that it's, it, it's, it's, if Trump gets in there, what would it take to get things back on track? I don't know. I really have no idea. I, I would, I mean, it depends on how you measure it. Um, like, 
how how positive you know if it, like and what do you care about do you care about is it more the economy or 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 do you care about like you know all the shit escalating around the world it, it would depend what you care about i do think like i wouldn't be shocked if like two years in if things go like well that like the economy could turn around like i could see that i could see that i think that would be great I, I could see like him de-escalating things, uh, uh, you know, uh, internationally. I could see that as well. Um, but it's all going to come down to like, are they going to concede? <sighs> I, I, or you see many people, you know, I get a little concerned because, uh, all right, so McGregor, you know, we, I was waiting, this guy, Colonel McGregor, right? I've been waiting to see if this guy was going to be right about Russia, Ukraine. It looks like he was right about Russia, Ukraine. I'm not saying every little detail, but the ultimate, remember, two years ago or whenever this war started, there were dissidents like McGregor who were going out there that are like, Ukraine, this is insane. This is going to be a waste of life and resources. They can't win. They need to come to the table to do a peace agreement. That was his position. Well, it turns out he was right. This is the same guy now saying that there's probably not going to be an election. That makes me a little concerned. That makes me a little concerned. I hope he's wrong about that. I hope there is an election. But you could totally see how these people would just cancel it. Uh, how? I don't know. How would they would go about it? What would they use? Would it be a war? Would it be something like COVID? I have no idea. But uh, hopefully that's just kind of like paranoia. Hopefully it's just paranoia. Hopefully there's nothing to it and that there is an election. Trump wins, and then they concede the White House. So we'll see. Okay, let me uh, let me go here. So yeah, I think it depends on what you're talking about as far as like, you know, how practical is it? And, and then, you know, four years, I think it's going to take longer than four years. So you're going to need like, uh, you're going to need the next guy to hopefully get in there too. And hopefully you get a good... Uh, a, a good heir apparent who is absolutely even worse than Trump. Worse in the way, that, meaning that like worse in the eyes of the, the leftists, a guy that's more cutthroat, that's more fucking savage, like a guy that really fucking kicks ass. That would be fantastic. But, you know, we'll see. Extraordinary Jack. Oh, by the way, this guy, uh, this madman won in, uh, what is it? Not Venezuela. What fucking Argentina? So uh, there's this guy. See, this is the thing with these guys. I have no idea. First of all, this guy says great shit. This Malai, Javier Malai, this guy says, if the, if the, if the subtitles are correct, this guy says the best shit that I've ever seen a politician say. The shit that he has said is up there. I would put it up there with any of Trump's classics. I would put what this guy has said up there with him. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to deliver. But anyway, this guy's a libertarian. He's like a madman. He has like a haircut from the 60s. He is a total character. Says like, I'm going to shove the state up your ass and up your mother's pussy. Like he says this shit. If, again, if the subtitles are correct. Wild, right? He wins, okay? The thing is, though, they also got a picture of this guy with like a yarmulke on sucking Israel's cock. And it's like, OK, like what what's going on there? Is it because like he understands the, the, the game and it's like if you don't suck Israel's cock, you're going to have problems? Or is he like really sucking the cock? I don't know. So is this guy going to be good or is this guy going to be like Maloney? Maloney in Italy, from what I understand, was all like real good on immigration. And then when she gets in the office, she's she's weak on immigration. So then what's this guy going to do? I don't know. And then on, on top of that, 
I think Argentina has similar problems, like deep state problems, as we do here. And, and, and like they have in Brazil, where it looks like they're going to try to prosecute this guy. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen? But at least, hey, the guy won. That's, that's fucking fantastic. Um, and then we'll see if he delivers. But this guy says, as far as a politician that says shit, this guy has said shit that I would love. Can you imagine if in America we got a guy that not only said that kind of shit, but delivered? That would be. I don't know if you could sell that to the normies. I don't know if you could. Actually, it really depends. It really depends. If Trump gets it back in the office and he delivers, especially on the economy, I think people are going to not give a fucking shit about mean tweets. Because what we're seeing right now is a lesson on... Remember the mean tweets narrative? Oh, the mean tweets. Well, look... look. Okay, so look at Biden and compare that to the mean tweets era. Okay? It's, it's like laughable. So if he gets in and he does well, um, and you're not even going to have to do a whole lot to be better than Biden, then I think psychologically normies in this country are not going to give a fuck about, you know, optics and like words. And, you know, I think they're going to care more about the economy. So we'll see. Extraordinary Jackson says example of U.S. meddling in Middle Eastern affairs was aiding the Iraqis in the Iran-Iraq war. A trillion dollar losses for Iran-Iraq, one million dead, all to bleed Iran. Man, why would the Middle East freaking hate us? Injecting cash to bleed an opponent uh, seems awfully familiar. Yeah. Ukraine, that's what they did in Ukraine. And they just sacrifice all these human beings and they act like, oh, it's totally fine. Okay, well, that's uh, it's a hell of a thing. And, and this is the other thing. It's just the, it's the gaslighting. It's like they act like they're the moral ones. They are like sacrificing these people, okay? And then they act like if you don't support it, you're immoral. That's <laughs> amazing. Cooper sees the truth, says, uh, um, Sitchin Adam, I'm Sitchin Adam. Hey guys, did you know the U.S. dropping nuclear bombs on Japan was a great thing? Because the explosion stopped a thief from stealing a pack of cigarettes in Hiroshima. Which means every U.S. global homo war since was righteous. Yeah, and apparently Adam said that, what, what did he say? Like, uh, like, we lose if good men do nothing. Oh my god. That's incredible. That's incredible. Oates says, hey, man, the stream is down on entropy. All right, let me uh, have a look here. One second. Let me let me fix this, and then we'll get back to the video. One moment. Let me just refresh here. From what I understand, Rumble has not been smooth tonight. Oh, I think we're... I, oh, you know what? Entropy is actually up. I think it is... Uh, I think it's Rumble that's having the problem, so that that's unfortunate. Okay. So, yeah, we are streaming on multiple sites, so I guess if Rumble's not working, uh, check any of the other ones. In the description of Rumble, there's a bunch of, uh, a bunch of them listed, but uh, okay. All right, thank you, Oates. Appreciate that. Okay, let's, uh, let's get back to this, uh, get, get back to the Good Faith podcast with Sitchin Adam. We'll say that that's just our liberal Western democratic lens. It is our judgment, but we're right (laughs) (laughs) because it's like when you look at the world and you look at the stability of at least people like obviously, you know, Western democracies have their issues. They're not perfect. We don't live in utopia. But when you compare them to communist countries, when you compare them to authoritarian countries, it's obviously the better solution, not just for those countries. Yes, Ukraine is not authoritarian at all. It's wonderful. For the rest of the world. Guys, they're not perfect. When they're rounding up political dissidents and they're putting Coach Red Pill 
in jail. It's not perfect. Just not perfect. So other critics will come in and they'll say, just because you're an economic and technological powerhouse, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that people are happy. They're still very sad, and and it would be better if you didn't have all those nice. I mean, things. you think people are happier, you know, working in a Foxconn factory in China with suicide nets, like literally, or, on in, or in North Korea, <laughs> like. Every family popping out 20 kids so they can work on the farm. Sure. Yeah. I mean, North Korea is a little bit different because yeah. a lot of their situation is is because of the uh, very strict sanctions and things of that nature. You know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you look at China, I don't think the average person in China or Russia is, oh, like, they're just, these people are so happy living under, like, authoritarian government. <laughs> that doesn't yeah, seem to be no. the case. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. uh, look. This is why I think when people want our system, we should help them out. We should we should be dedicated to being the Calvary. And I do think Dave is against that. Yeah, no, he is. He is. Um, For a minute. And now I'll say this, this. You want to read Super Chats? Yeah. Uh, Android right, 927 for $20. Thank you. Dank can be swayed on. Stuff like this. How do you <clears> feel, Sitch? End of the stream, but has Adam heard of breed between ragdolls and something short like uh in in the debate i did last night with laura loomer for zero hedge but she was basically just like condemn such so uh am i gonna get you to read this book it's only 25 hours and 45 minutes. only 25 hours i mean if it's good uh, i'll listen to it i am interested in the subject it's always like interesting it's always interesting when you get a book that's like longer than a full day anyway <laughs> I mean, Islam I listened, the whole time. And talking about... Listen, I listened to the all the Game of Thrones book, and I'm pretty sure each one is like 48 to 50 hours long. So. Is it really? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, they're very long. So, you know, I don't have a, a leg to stand on here. Nonfiction books, they're usually, you know, six to eight hours. This is like a... Well, I know. That's why I said the Game of Thrones book. So my perception of, like, what is a long book is kind of... I guess. I guess you, you know, were like 25 hours. Oh, that's nothing. I'm like, yeah, what do you mean? It's like half the length of a Game of Thrones book. Maybe this is why I don't. I haven't read Game of Thrones. You should listen to it. It's good. Yeah. It's only 50 hours. And I was trying to ju- just have this moment of being like, well, look, let's just try to be really fair here, okay? So let's try to think this through. And I'm not obviously Bin Laden's a bad guy. But eighth time. think about eighth what time. we did after 9-11 how crazy we went as a country. Like in terms of how, what we would support, what our government did, what the response to it was, that we look back at this now and we go, wait, so we got essentially missiled, bombed with two planes in, in, in the World Trade Center, and we, we created the Department of Homeland Security and the Patriot Act and the TSA and the war in Afghanistan and the war in Iraq, which we almost all universally look back on and go whoa that was wrong john mccain in- this is this is so i mean he's basically just spelling it out here is this did this not happen are you you're refuting this yeah i've constantly say this the government needs to be as big as it has to wow. be to solve the problems in the world that we have <laughs> so he's super chat <laughs> that these problems have been created Bro, he's criticizing Dave Smith for taking issue with the Patriot Act. Incredible. This is incredible. This, guys, this is Nicole Wallace. 
This is this is Nicole Wallace level shit, man. They view the Patriot Act as positive. Incredible. This has to be a government up. This there is no f who the fuck views the goddamn Patriot Act as a positive. The, the, the Nicole Wallace show. The fucking the deep state people. They're the only ones that like it. Frank Flaguzzi. Holy fucking shit, man. This is wild. Wild. Guys, the government needs to be bigger. We need more Patriot Acts. And the government had to expand to deal with those problems. The government had to expand after 9-11. Guys, we had to do TSA. We had to do the Patriot Act. Oh, my God in heaven. This is incredible. This is incredible. Like, wouldn't it be well, so much better if we didn't invent computers? Because then we, didn't, we wouldn't have to worry about cyber warfare, Sitch. The government could be totally smaller. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, guys, if you don't want the government bigger, it means you don't want invention. Oh, yeah, that's a hell of an argument. There, like, I, I think there's a difficulty when you make very kind of simple A to B to C logic leaps when you're talking about, like, complicated historical events like 9-11. So he's basically laying out the argument like, well, if we weren't intervening in the Middle East, 9-11 wouldn't happen. If 9-11 didn't happen, there wouldn't be the Iraq and Afghanistan war. And there also wouldn't be the Department of Homeland Security, and we'd all be living in like a, a far better world, right? And it's like, well, no, like we don't know what the world would look. The world looks so vastly different if we did these radically different policy shifts going back. And you'd have to really, you'd have to really take a keen eye looking at what was going on at the time period to try to determine what the alternate history would be if America was very isolationist. And I don't think it, I don't think we would be living in the kind of magical utopia, libertarian utopia that I think Dave envisions we would. Yeah, it could be. I, I don't I don't think he made that argument. Ten times worse, right? Yeah, guys, it would be worse off without the Patriot Act. That's why we need a new Patriot Act. We need another one. In his memoir, wrote that the war in Iraq was a mistake. So oh, almost everybody like acknowledges like we went a little bit crazy after 9-11 and did a whole bunch of bad things, a lot of innocent people died over that. Now try to imagine, and I want you to really try to imagine this, that 1,000 9-11s happened to us and what that would look like, how crazy we would go. That's the reality in the Muslim world. Now I'm not saying this justifies any of this and if your takeaway of this is that Osama bin Laden is a good guy, you might be an idiot 16-year-old leftist. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying that before we sit here and condemn them for how awful they and I think this is the point that What the Sitch, what are these 1,000 9-11s that we've committed <laughs> on the Middle East? You know, I, I would like to see those. Like on a spreadsheet. In the Holy East every shit. Day. You know oh my god. Yeah, guys. We've not killed uh, any innocent civilians. Not, not at all. We, there's no. Uh, what even is an innocent civilian? You know what they actually are going to argue? Oh, it's collateral damage. That's totally fine. When we do it, it's totally fine. Collateral damage. Well, look, I. Everyone Holy is making these shit. These accusations. Holy shit! They're saying, you know, the Israelis' boot is on the Palestinian neck every day. Is it not? Is it not? Right. I just. I would like more evidence of what they're talking about. I would. <laughs> Um, you can go on Twitter and you can see the videos 
You can see the carnage. It's on video. It's terrible. It's fucking brutal. You can do that. What do you mean? So, so again, so again, instead of being honest and saying, when we do it, it's okay. When Israel does it, it's okay. When we do it, it's collateral damage. When they do it, it's terrorism. Okay. Be honest. But now instead of being honest, you're going, I don't even know what they're talking about. What does that mean? I don't, I don't even think anything's happening. What are they talking about? Very dishonest and it wastes everyone's fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like the specifics of what they're talking about. I understand that there's a bunch of crazy right-wing settlers that have moved into the West Bank and they basically set up a gated community and they're harassing the locals like crazy. I, I know that that's happening. But but that's not a, a thousand nine elevens. That's not a thousand nine elevens. Yeah, right. exactly. Incredible. That's like a a community Incredible. dispute. So so we, so again, like like leftists, like leftists, they have no idea about the topic they're they're debating. All they know is their talking points, which is Dave Smith is wrong. That's the talking point. Dave Smith is wrong. He's pro Osama bin Laden. He's pro Sharia law. And that's it. That's all they know. But no idea of any civilians in the Middle East. I don't even know what you're talking about. What even is the Iraq war? I don't know. I don't even know what happened. It was a good thing. We have those in Los Angeles. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. What, what is what's the, what are these 1,000 9-11s that are taking about. place? Right. Constantly. I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, guys, they don't know the answer to that question. Amazing. Um. It's so also being hyperbolic here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, again, as I already brought up, you know, a bunch of times, it's like, you know, usually if, you know, when Americans involved in a conflict with violence, it's like, you know, there's violence against one side to prevent that side from doing violence against another side. Yes. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, there's kind of this illusion that yeah. America. When Obama drone strikes and kills. 90 what was the the percentage was fucking preposterous it was like 95 percent civilians 90 percent civilians something crazy like that what even is that that's not a big deal that's nothing no no why are they mad at that why are they mad hey why were they mad when joe biden blew children into the trees remember that one that just happened it was after the afghanistan debacle they were like oh there's a terrorist and they bombed turned out wasn't a terrorist and children got blown, their bodies got blown into the trees. I didn't even know that could happen. That's got to be fucking gruesome. And they're like, I don't know why the people would be upset about that. Yeah, I have no idea why people would be upset that you blew their kids into the trees. It's weird. That's what, what are they, bigots? What are they, bigots? America's just stomping around in the Middle East doing 9-11s on people. Just... Oh, were they not? Were they not? Because we're journalists or something, right? Or for funses or something. Amazing. Um, But there's also a meme that needs to die. Oh, Which is, unfortunately... A meme that criticizes the regime, I bet, is the one that needs to die. Let's see. I think we base too much of our worldview on fiction. Mm -hmm. We base too much of our worldview on movies and television shows. And so there's like a meme in our minds that like when there's an Osama bin Laden figure, right? Some terrorist, big terrorist figure. We're like, oh my God, I bet you... That this guy, you know, he like was living happily in a building somewhere and then an American bomb, like an Iron Man. Remember, like the bomb that says. But that's not the story with Bin Laden. I think it goes back to like the early 80s. I think this is this is shit that you can actually you don't have to use Iron Man. You don't have to use Iron Man. 
No, is is Dave Smith arguing Iron Man? How many times does Dave Smith have to say that o, that Osama was not justified and he was a bad person? I think he said it seven times so far. I guess that's not enough times. I guess that's not enough times. Tony Stark like lands on the building and it blows up and they see that this was an American bomb and then that's what made Osama bin Laden like I must destroy America because they killed my you know family or whatever like and like well yeah that does happen okay very often the case as was the case with Osama bin Laden that's not so you do know what he's talking about then this is the you feign ignorance the the tactic of feigning ignorance I don't know what they're talking about and then they proceed to talk about the very thing that they pretended they had no idea uh, what they were talking about. And then they're going to, I, I, it's possible then towards the end of it, they're going to say, you know, guys, we had to do it. It's a good thing. Even remotely what happened. Osama bin Laden was not experiencing a thousand 9-11s. But, but he didn't say that Osama bin Laden experienced a thousand 9-11s. That's not what he's talking about. Some breaking point. And then he's like, I have to fight back America. Osama bin Laden was the child of billionaires okay, who lived a very wealthy, privileged life all growing up, okay? And that, again, that doesn't change the civilians that, that American regimes have killed unnecessarily. When he, when he was very young, for whatever reason, he was super into the Islamic religion, always. At least is what when all the writings about him say. He was always into it as a kid. He was always very much into the religion as a kid, despite living in an incredibly privileged environment. And he just kind of went down the pathway of becoming more and more radicalized. And it's kind of, I think, it's kind of the same thing that you see with a lot of these socialists. A lot of these most extreme socialists, they're not... Yeah, Osama fell down the YouTube rabbit hole. Working class people. They're people that lived very privileged lives who are not gaining... I think what goes on is they're in a privileged position. They're not gaining fulfillment in their life. And so they seek it through... An ideology they seek to give their life purpose through the ideology because their privilege isn't affording it to them in fact i think their privilege and wealth makes them feel more desperate to seek out an ideology because then it feels like like almost like oh well i'm you know if i'm so well off and i'm not you know quote fixing the world then i'm you know one of the bad people i'm squandering it right i'm not doing my duty to to help the human race or something and you have like with osama bin Laden. You know, this is a guy who's so radicalized that even when the even when America was sending weapons uh, through all the various channels to the Afghanis to fight off the Soviets, okay, the Soviets invaded Afghanistan. And then what know, happened when uh, America left the or stopped doing that? What happened? Well, their you know government that they wanted, um, and the, is, there, is there any 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 sort of. Uh grievance that you, you even if you don't agree with the grievance could you at least grant them that they would have a grievance doesn't make what they did okay but do you have to pretend i don't know why they don't like us you know the afghani people were freedom. fighting back and the soviets were like a thousand times more brutal than america's ever been in any fucking war ever in that situation um and even when that's going on even when america's helping the afghani you know people fight against the soviets Osama bin Laden should have been on that side. He was even there trying to convince. He hated America so much, mm. even already in the West so much. Yeah, he was trying no to convince no the people in Afghanistan to not use uh, American weapons yeah. because he was so afraid that this would help America like gain popularity in the region. Okay, in the middle of this fucking war. Mm. 
And what he did was, and this is part of like, you know, and this is so par for the course. What he did was when the war was going on, he basically was like, listen, don't use American weapons. Okay. And then he fucks off to like Pakistan and he just sits around like smoking opium and writing letters and shit all day. And then when the war's over, he goes back to Afghanistan and pretends that he was like a guy who was helping fight and he was some big freedom fighter when he didn't do shit. And that's what, what does this have to do with Dave Smith's point? how he sort of gained because Dave Smith didn't say that Osama bin Laden had a, 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 a thousand 9-11s happen he didn't say that of popularity in the first place was kind of like living off of this mythic lie that he was some big freedom fighter when he wasn't anything of the sort stolen valor yes and so just that's why it kind of annoys me when it's like oh you know there was a thousand 9-11s on these people and you know that's what radicalized them it's like oh, okay. yeah well yeah that has radicalized some of them but you're deciding to only focus on osama bin laden but he's not ar arguing about osama bin laden maybe for some people but yeah exactly so you agree with him so once again you agree with what dave smith is saying while simultaneously unnecessarily smearing him as a terrorist supporter. Amazing. That's definitely not Osama Bin Laden's story. He didn't fucking say it was Osama Bin Laden's story. That Glenn Greenwald is trying to get at here is that it's like, look, when what he's talking about in this letter is describing a thousand 9-11s. And if you actually do the numbers in terms of dead, it's probably more than that. But whatever, just imagining that. And so if we're going to sit here and our reaction to that is going to be like, but you're a radical Islamist and all of this is crazy that you want Sharia law. Okay, fine and fine. But seeing as what our reaction was just after one 9-11, I don't know that after, you know, after a thousand 9-11s, Seamus gets in control. Yeah. What do you and, think and, he is going to want? Let me, let me, let me, be some let me, radical let me, Christianity. Let me tell you, based on this letter, based on the letter, what should these leftists do to remedy what they've done? And do you know what the answer is? Become straight, uh, uh, convert to Islam. Convert to Islam explicitly. It just kills me that he just asserts it's the thousand 9-11s. Yeah. Well, well, how? Well, then, if you want to split hairs, okay, he's talking about civilian deaths. How do you want to describe it? You can describe it as whatever the fuck you want, but is he wrong about this? And again, you can. The honest position is, fuck them. They're 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 uh, collateral damage. If you want to take the pro regime position, if you're being honest, you can just be like, yeah, fuck it. We you know we had to tr try to spread democracy everywhere, but you stop pretending that you don't understand why these people are angry. That's stupid. Like citation needed, dude. What the fuck? What do you What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh my god. Well, wh what, the what fuck is the part are you even god. talking about? What in the letter that he brings up is the thousand nine eleven? Oh, it must be all the countries that don't want to live under Sharia law. Right. That's really nine. That's not what. Elevening them. Incredible. The. That's not. He's not. Oh my God. He thinks that he's talking about not allowing Sharia laws. The nine eleven. This is wild. And they talk about this later, you know, because like one of he the. He talks about the death toll too. How many people have we killed in Saudi Arabia lately? Right. So it's okay that we killed all those people because lately we haven't killed that many people. That's a great argument. That's an amazing How many argument. people we kill in Egypt? So the people who have family members that we killed, we can just be like, guys, that's old news. That's old news. Now, look, it doesn't give them... Uh, uh, I, I'm completely against if they try to, like, fucking do terrorist attacks uh, against us. Fuck that, okay? 
but I'm not going to pretend to not understand why they're pissed off. Now, they got to fucking not come over here, okay? And if they come over here, uh, uh, we, we would... Uh, well, this is the problem. We have an FBI that kind of lets things happen because it gives them a narrative. So I don't even know what the... I mean, this is really also fucked at this point. And then you got the southern border that's been open and you definitely have had some terrorists come across the border. Even the Biden administration admits that. So who knows what the fuck's going to happen? So again, no one's arguing that they would be within their rights to kill us in our country. Fuck that noise. But to pretend to not understand why they're pissed off is ridiculous. How many people we kill in Syria? They're killing their own people. Yeah, but that's yeah, usually... But that's also part of the equation. What's going on in all these situations? Yes, that's also a part of it. There's a civil war where people, they're killing their own people and America gets involved. Yes, and then it, they do unnecessary carnage that inflames the situation and doesn't help and makes the situation worse. And it's like, oh, America's doing the 9-11-ing. It's like, wait a minute. Well, sometimes you know, we're they trying are. to break up a fight and everyone's like, you guys, we're just trying to break up a fight and we're just going to drone strike some people and it's no problem. And then like Obama said, we're just going to tort. Hey, we tortured some folks. No big deal. Come on. Why are you mad? We just tortured some people. No big deal. Started the fight. The the one example uh, or like, yeah, I guess it's really like really the only one like big example um, that Bin Laden brings up in his letter is he says, you starved the Muslims of Iraq where children die every day is a wonder that more than 1.5 million Iraqi children have died as a result of your sanctions. And you did not show concern. Yeah, when 3,000 of your people died, the entire world rises in the night. Not yet sat down. Okay. So he, so he says... Look, we wouldn't sell them grain. That's the 9-11. Right. So Fucking he says, grow your own grain. He says... Why are we that, responsible for selling them grain? Why is that our responsibility, Dave? Why well, is well, that a 9-11? Well, hold on. Okay. So he, he says that, you know, America... It's just incredible. Look, if you... Um, like I said, I don't think moral fagging works on the internet. But this guy's simultaneously moral fagging about not getting involved in other countries if an atrocity is happening to people, right? So on the one hand, he really cares about the homosexuals being thrown off buildings. But then on the other hand, he's mocking people for being upset about their starving kids. That's not consistent. That's not consistent at all. So maybe cut out the fucking moral fagging. How about that? How about that? Because that's not consistent. You act like you're this moral person that really cares about homosexuals being thrown off of buildings, but now you're mocking people for being upset that the sanctions caused their children to be starving. That's amazing. That's amazing. Mask off. Total mask off. These people are... That's why... When have you ever found a person on the internet that is moral fagged that turned out to be like an actually decent person? I've never seen that. It's usually people that are moral fagging for some sort of political argument. They're not actually good people. That's been my experience. That's why I don't think you should, moral fag. What are you going to do? I mean, anyway, whatever. It's just uh, it's ridiculous. Because responsible because supposedly 1.5 million Iraqi children died. Okay. So first of all, you have to ask yourself, wait a minute. Why were there sanctions on Iraq in the first place? Right. Oh, yes. That's a good question. That's the but again, the people whose kids are starving, you think they're going to go, oh, well, that okay, yeah, I'm on board now. Obviously, they don't view it that way. First question you have to ask, and the answer to the question is because Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. <laughs> yeah, tried but again, again, a person who's starving kid, if you say to him, sir, I understand your kid's starving, but, you know, Saddam invaded Kuwait, they're going to go, 
Oh, okay. Well, now that's okay, and I'm not angry anymore. That's obviously ridiculous. To steal their oil. I remember that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, that's the first reason. So it's like, okay. So if sanctions don't work, or sanctions are bad because it leads to children dying, then the only other solution is either to do nothing and let Saddam roll over the Kuwait people and just slaughter them, or to send our military in, right? Those are the three options. You've got to send in the military. Yeah. Those are your three options. No Mil other option. Military, sanctions, or do nothing. Yep. Right? Or I guess as a magical fourth option, you're going to hash out the magical peace deal that everyone's comfortable with, right? That, sure, good luck with that. So that's the first thing. So to throw the sanctions at America's feet, even when it was the world was in favor of these sanctions, by the way, it wasn't America. Again, that, again, again, it's just like they fail to understand the concept. It's a very simple concept. There are reasons that these people are angry. To pretend, it's just like, you don't have to agree with it. You can say our interests are more important than the starving kids, or whatever the fuck. You don't have to. But to be like, yeah, there's just it's just this weirdest thing. I don't understand why they're angry. That's stupid. It's just dumb. It's just fucking stupid. Just be, be like, I don't care why they're angry. I mean, look, there's plenty of scenarios you could present to me. Where I'd go, yeah, look, I'm sorry that's happening, but like we got to fucking do what we got to do. And that's a more honest position. But to be and and again to be moral fagging about homosexuals being thrown off of buildings, but then laughing at someone or or at least mocking the idea of someone being angry about their kids starving, that's not uh, that's not consistent at all. The entire world was in favor of these sanctions against Iraq for invading Kuwait. Okay, number one. So to throw that at us is that does not change that the kids starved. That doesn't change that. Ridiculous. Number two, where does this number come from? The 1.5 million Iraqis. How, okay, how, let's, how about if it was 500,000? How about, I'll give you a million, how about 500,000? Children. Well, this is extra annoying too, because that's a highly contentious number. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, how about 100,000? Well, can we do 100,000? It, 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 you're going to split hairs over the number? So what was the number? This is ridiculous. It is. I'm because sure it is. There are two organizations that work together to figure out that number. Okay, then what's the fucking, what's your number? What's your number? We'll go with your number. How about that one? Both of which, Dave Smith and the other guy talking, would not trust in any other circumstance. Who cares? Who cares? We'll go with your number. So it's annoying that later in this conversation, they trust them. That and Again, you are playing a ridiculous game of semantics. Number was created by... The UN, the you know the globalist bureaucratic you know bureaucratic UN working in conjunction with the Iraqi government, wow. also known as Saddam Hussein. Oh man! Okay, right. So the UN is making estimates based off of Saddam Hussein's numbers, and that's how we get this 1.5 million Iraqi children mm -hmm. number. And a lot of it was just like they just kind of like took any change in the rate supposed change right report we're gonna explain away we're gonna explain this away aren't we hey i've seen people explain away the whole uh what was this shit with israel controlling the exact calorie count of palestinians and uh look like here's the thing if you're like hey it's not true this is why it's not true no problem i'm not moral fagging about it what i am pointing out is how ridiculous it is when people defend it when, like, it's one thing to be like, you know, that's not true. That's propaganda. Here's why. Ba, 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 ba. Great. No problem there. But do you know how you sound when you're like talking about how it's like good that they do that? Like, what? 
<laughs> That's fucking psychopathic. Anyway, whatever. Reported change in the death of children, you know, before the sanctions, after sanctions, say, well, it must be the sanctions, right? Any any right. change in numbers. So therefore, yeah, it must... The sanctions had no effect. It was fine. It must be the UN's fault. Therefore, it must be America's fault, the world's fault for the sanctions, even though after... Well, whose fault is it? Is it Optimus Prime's fault? Who is it? Whose fault is it? Is it the shark from Jaws's fault? What, what was his name, Bruce? Is it Bruce's fault? Whose fault is it? The first, uh, you know, I think it was like the first seven months of the Kuwait situation dissipated, and I think um, they came to some agreement. The the sanctions against food import, uh, importation into Iraq was ended, so that shouldn't, so any of that food stuff shouldn't have anything to do with yeah, guys, with anything going it, forward. It's and, only seven months. What are you getting so bent out of shape about? Seven months, your kids uh, having trouble finding food. What are you so bent out of shape about, bigot? Yet, this is the number we're given by <laughs> Saddam, who obviously wants to paint the sanctions in the most... Okay, homo, what if it was 10,000? What's the smallest number that you could give me? 10,000? How about 100? It's the, all I'm arguing is simple. If it's 100, do you at least understand? You don't have to care. But do you at least understand why those 100 families would be pissed off? That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Wouldn't you understand? Don't you? You know, I would understand. That's all. You know, look, I understand. For example, I understand why illegals want to come into this country because America is supposed to be fucking awesome. We are still awesome, but we have a lot of problems. We have this fucking pedophile dementia patient as president. We have a commie infestation, the likes of which I don't know if we'll ever recover from. But this country is still fucking awesome. There's still a lot of great people in the country. I understand why you want to come into the country. It would be dishonest of me to say, oh, I don't understand why they want to come into this country. Why are they doing? No, no, I understand. You, you want a better life for yourself. I totally understand that. That can be true while simultaneously, I argue, you have to come in legally. And also, in my view, you don't have to share this view. We're full. Okay, so I've had enough. You know, and it is what it is. But I at least understand, and I understand why people try to sneak into the country. If you're an illegal, I understand why you don't want to be caught. And I understand why you would disagree with me. I totally get that. But I'm still going to take my position. See, multiple things can be true. We don't have to be ridiculous and dishonest about the situation. Let's be real about the situation. Okay? I want massive deportation of all illegals, and I want the border shut down for at least 10 years. But, and I understand why you would disagree with me on that. Especially if you have a family who maybe you're, maybe you're like almost in. I totally understand. I'm not telling you you have to agree with me. But it's just dishonest to act like you don't understand why the other person, like I can put myself in someone else's shoes. It doesn't mean that I have to change my position. It just means, can't you just acknowledge reality? Just acknowledge what the fuck's going on, that's all. So these people, their children had trouble getting food. And uh, you don't understand why they'd be pissed off about the sanctions? That's all. Isn't that better than trying to split hairs over, like, what? Oh, it was only seven months where they couldn't get food. Do you hear how you sound? That's ridiculous. That's fucking crazy. You sound like a crazy person. You sound like one of these people. Remember in the Jehovah's Witnesses. It wasn't all Jehovah's Witnesses. There was a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses that were definitely against pedophiles. Okay. I think what happens is because the higher-ups covered up for pedophiles, that people might have the impression that the average Jehovah's Witnesses, Jehovah's Witness was pro-pedophile. They were not. <clears throat> the average Jehovah's Witness is like any other churchy, 
right? Pretty good person. Some assholes, but good people for the most part. Look, they're, they've been deceived. You know, they've just, they've been deceived. And it is what it is. But a lot of them are good people. Some of them, though, would do this thing where they would find out about a pedophile and they would start splitting hairs about the pedophilia. And they sounded insane. So they would, they would like split hairs between, like, we're talking about, we're talking about pedophiles sexually assaulting children, right? So what they would do is they would split hairs over, uh, oh, that child wasn't raped. They were just digitally penetrated. Do you hear how you sound? I don't fucking, like, okay, I understand that technically there's a difference there, but, like, one is not necessary. Like, you're, what are you arguing? That, like, it's not as bad? Like, are you crazy? Do you hear how you sound? By the way, I remember when the corporate media, remember the uh, story out of... Um, was it Idaho? Something, was it what? Something Falls, Something Springs, Idaho? This was like 2017. And I remember, and I remember I brought this up because I was like, I can't believe people in the media are doing the same thing. There was a white special needs child that was sexually assaulted by migrants. <clears throat> it's a horrible story. And they like urinated on her and they did all this horrible shit. And I remember, I think it was the Washington Post, this fucking writer in the Washington Post did that Jehovah's Witness shit where they were like, well, they didn't really actually, they were like, well, actually, they didn't like penetrate her, but they did. And I'm like, do you hear yourself? You sound like a crazy person. Like, what are you doing? And they similarly, I'm not going to say they're not defending pedos. I want to be clear. I want to be accurate. I'm not saying they're pedo defenders. I've never seen them defend pedos. I'm just saying that you sound crazy when you say things like, well, it's only seven months. That's, you, you sound like a crazy person. Like, that's really ridiculous. So why do you do that? Why can't you just be like, yeah, I understand why they're pissed off. And then just let make, then let Dave Smith make his point. Why can't he make his point? No one's letting him make his point. It's wild. It's completely wild. And the point is, yeah, some of this shit that happened pissed these people off. That's all. You don't have to accept it. You can say, fuck them. And that's fine. Just be honest. I don't care if you say fuck him. What is this? The internet. I don't give a shit. Negative light because he wants them removed. Right. So Good lord, just, I'm pissed. It, it's just it's just really dumb. Look, this whole live this this whole argument from Dave Smith is like a nine eleven to me. <laughs> that's the level of catastrophe here right right well also i mean i guess it doesn't um surprise because you know it shouldn't be surprised that saddam hussein who was sunni is being kind of defended by osama bin laden who is a sunni right you right. don't see in osama bin laden's letter where he's like oh my god saddam hussein was a horrible monster that like subjugated the shiites in his country you know his children would go around and literally like rape the brides of, you know, of women, you know, rape women who were about to be married oh, yeah. that day. Like Rude he doesn't say that in his letter, right? He just says, oh, you know, how dare you attack this guy who was, you know, happened to be Sunni. That's bullshit. Yeah, Dave Smith didn't argue that. He says, as a second question, what are we calling you to do? Calling you to Islam, the religion of unification of God. Bin Laden attacked us for two reasons, he says, because you opposed... You've obstructed our, our, the life that we want, the rules that we want. 
He says specifically, your attacks on us include fornication, gambling, usury, etc. And what do we want you to do now? Join Islam. Right, okay. but, but see, now you're focusing on the parts of the letter that you want to focus on, and you are omitting or downplaying the parts that Dave and Clint are talking about. And it's and that's and you're allowed to do that. If that's what you want to focus on, no problem. But to act like it's some sort of outrage and to get mad that Greenwald, Smith and and uh, Liberty Lockdown want to fucking talk about the shit they want to talk about. That's just weird. It's just fucking weird, man. But, but hold on, but can, can I just very quick, can I just ask? usury, but not alcohol. That's what I'm saying. All right, okay, we might meet in... <laughs> it's funny, the Irish dude is like, fuck it, I'm just going to get hammered. <laughs> That's great. In the middle there. That's uh, fucking but great. But do you think... Let me ask you this, Tim. Do you think... And I mean this in a real human terms, like trying to put yourself in the, in the position of, of these people. Do you think Osama bin Laden was able to recruit people to be willing to suicide bomb themselves to death because, like, do you think a pretty major factor of that was that maybe they had seen someone who they loved? Well, you know start, what I mean? It's both. This is the thing. It's both. And look, like the like the super chatter said, I will absolutely acknowledge that Dave Smith downplays the ideology. Absolutely. Right? But it's both, right? It's it's a combination. Some of these suicide bombers uh, uh, have had family members killed. Some of these suicide bombers, they fucking, they are 100% the religion. They are the religion and they think they're getting 72 versions. It's both. It's definitely both. Okay? So if you want to argue that they downplay that too much, I'm completely with you. But I'm also not going to get bent out of shape about it because it's like, you know, look, it would be great if you had a person. And I guess that's what Tim Pool's kind of arguing here. And and that's fine. Like, I don't necessarily have a problem with Tim's argument. I have a problem with him doing the Kanye West thing where he's not letting Dave talk. And he keeps like, like, it, we could have saved so much time here if Tim would have just on the first go round when Dave Smith said, I will grant your argument. Osama's a bad guy. Here's my argument. And then all he had to do is be like, yeah, I can see that. And then move on. Why do we? <laughs> it's just so crazy. First jihad. The, the first jihad? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Well, I, 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 I kind of think if you have, I don't know, the first jihad, which is, what was it? Went on for a thousand plus years and they mm -hmm. went from uh, the Middle East all throughout Europe on the Spain. I don't. I, I don't know. Was that caused by a thousand nine elevens? Was it like? Oh, I, I think well, the Crusades yeah, were only hold a small on, handful. This, but I think I think going that I, far back in history kind of obsolete. Yes, like I have no, no, no. I'm I'm fine with that. If you want to go, but look, look. I I think like that's why I always liked Flynn. I thought Flynn had totally understood Islam is a conquering religion. It is a conquering religion. That is true. It doesn't mean every Muslim is, but absolutely, these motherfuckers want to conquer and take over areas. That is absolutely true. So if you want to go back, I don't have a problem with that. But but also, I don't have a problem with Dave Smith pointing out the modern day and that Americans, America's foreign policy has exacerbated the situation. That's all. That's all. I have to make this. <laughs> That's a very funny response. He just accepts his 1,000-9-11 framing. Right, but to say like, well, the first Crusades, you know, they did all this stuff. There were no 1,000-9-11s there. Well, no, um, if you wanna if you wanna take the first, well, actually, from what I understand, the whole Crusades narrative is total bullshit. That like it like uh, the 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 amount of Christian Crusades compared to like Muslim whatever, 
Muslim conquerings, it's like it's like the uh, you know it's kind of like comparable to how they make a big deal about white on black crime, but in, when in reality the black on white crime is like five hundred percent of the white on black crime. I think it's similar with like the Muslim conquerings and like the Crusades. Okay, but hey, if you want to take, I mean, I don't really like the whole. It's a bunch of 9-11s. They used to do that with COVID. But if you want to do that with the Crusades or the Conquerings, no problem. I don't have a problem with that. Which is a funny response. Uh, but to, to answer, so to answer Dave's question, is like, well, how do you think, you know, Osama bin Laden and other groups got people to be on board? I, I think it's too naive or too simplistic to be like, yeah, every single person. But he's not saying every single person. Okay? It's both. Just like when it comes to the leftists on TikTok, it's both. It is some of them are retarded. I mean, they're all retarded, but some of them, they don't even give a fuck about any of this. They just want the views and they didn't read it and they just went along. Yeah, absolutely. And then some of them actually put it into their ideology and they ignore all the negatives about the homosexuals with the Muslims. They ignore all that and they're like, fuck yeah, Osama bin Laden because they're fucking retarded AIDS commie leftists. But it's both. To act like none of them read the letter. I mean, what are you kidding me? That's impossible. How would you know that none of them read the letter? Why isn't it both? It's obviously both. What the percentages are, I have no idea. It's just weird. It's like, no one read the letter. How, how the fuck could you definitively say that? That makes no sense. Some of them read the letter. Yeah, no, some of them can't read. It's true. I mean, you know, it's, it's both. That joined Al-Qaeda or some group like that you know, watch someone die, right? From a Tony Stark American missile. No, no, like... no, it's not a Tony Stark movie. It has actually happened. Okay, it has actually happened many times, and that is part of it. And the other part of it is the religion. Falling into their building. when It's a combination. Oh. It is American foreign policy and the fact that we're the infidels. It's both. It's not either. It's both. A lot of what's going on in a lot of these areas of the country, or a lot of these areas of the world, I should say, are the same thing that we're seeing with why people are kind of like turning to socialism now, okay? There are people who don't like what's going on in their life. Their life yep. is not panning out the way they want for whatever reasons, a million reasons. Yeah, and right? then there's and some I'm people sure, like, a lot that turn to sociali socialism for the ideological reason. So again, it's both. People in the Middle East are living in really horrible conditions, and they want, an, they want number one, a, a person to blame, for why their life sucks and number two they want a solution and here comes a guy and he says hey the person to blame is this evil country called america okay, you're making dave smith's argument now that lives across the world that you've never interacted with the person that's american in your entire life they're this like very easy faceless rich powerful enemy to blame and the solution is to turn your life over to god and you know turn your life over to fundamental islamic beliefs like, right like, that's why these situations are sort of occurring. I think it's far too simplistic to be like, well, it's because America is, like, killing all their family members. Again, it's a part of it. They're not saying that's the sole reason. It is a fucking part of it. Yeah, look, people want, people are joiners. People want some, they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah, yeah you spell it out perfectly. They, I mean, the, their life is going nowhere and someone comes along and offers them a solution. Join here. Again, to completely ignore the people that have had family members killed is ridiculous. Be a part yeah. of our band of brothers. Yes. Like I mean, there are, there, really, there like definitely are instances of, of people who live in like 
a, a decent, you know, economic bracket in a Western European country who would literally leave their job. You know, they're like a dentist and they'll leave their job and they'll go join Al Qaeda or something for religious yeah. reasons or ideological reasons. I've seen reasons. that. Right. And so, Osama bin Laden himself is a perfect example of that. He is a person who grew up in a in the lap of luxury. And yet this is the choice he made for his life was based on this ideology. So the truth of it is it's human nature. Every single person feels this desire to, to join some movement, to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Not necessarily an activist movement, to just join a group, be a part of something. You don't have to get your whole family killed to want to do that. Everyone right. wants to do that. Yeah. And I think there are, you know, there are people that there are some people that are fine, just like I can work a job and I can have a family and like those needs can be met and fulfilled and they'll be totally like gravy. Right. And then there's yeah. people who those needs are not met for whatever reason. Like they can't get a job. They can't get a, a wife. They can't make a family. And that drives people crazy. It right? does. Yeah. And then there's people who can get that and it's still not enough. There's still just, there's some desire, some spark in, inside of them. It's like, I need to do something. I need to find meaning outside of this uh, for my life and my family or, or the world. And that spark can take you to great places or it can take you to horrible places. True. This point, because in the, in the letter itself, he says, 3,000 of your people die and all hell breaks loose. 1.5 million of our people die. And you won't even you won't even blink an eye. The, the point that he's making, uh, setting aside all of the Islamist bullshit, all of the all of the leftist argumentation, is that we don't treat them as if they're real people. We treat them as if they're lesser, and that's true. Well, and 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 until until we're willing to accept that reality and actually like look in the mirror, if I was born in Gaza in 2006, I would be of fighting age today, and I would have never had any sovereignty whatsoever i'm ruled by hamas i'm ruled by the idf if i go he's making the identity politics argument such i just got to point it out here. he's simply pointing out that if he was one of these people that's all that's all here he's saying these people have no dignity We've some of them don't shown them no dignity <clears throat> that's true for some of them we have yeah to dignify them yeah oh, too close to the well, and he says that, like, we don't treat them as people. I mean, that's just fundamentally untrue. It's so... What are you talking about? So untrue. Um, yeah, exactly. Look, we put sanctions... I'm so glad you looked it up. We so, you're giving people dignity when you do sanctions that make it harder for them to feed their kids? That's giving someone dignity? We put sanctions on... How about the drone strike program? You're giving the civilians dignity. Like, when you bomb a wedding, you're giving them dignity. This is hilarious. This is, like, ridiculous. Saddam Hussein because he invaded his next door neighbor, a country that we had treaties with, Kuwait. Right. If yeah. we didn't look at people in the Middle East, if we looked at people in the Middle East as like not people, we didn't care about them. Yeah, we, why, we, we wouldn't care. We'd be like, Guys, oh. we did the sanctions because we're compassionate. Don't you understand? He's, he's invaded Kuwait. Who gives a crap? And like the war in Yemen, that's compassion, guys. Compassion. Yeah, let him slaughter how many Kuwaitis people that he wants. Who cares? Yeah, of course. So silly. Yeah, guys, it's silly. They're showing them... Com when Joe Biden blew those kids into the trees, he was showing compassion. Look Why don't those families understand our compassion? Uh, it's the 
the fact that he's making the identity politics argument on top of he's not making the identity politics argument that's bullshit this is just like oh he's chef. simply pointing out the perspective of some people that you can not care about or you can care about it's your choice just kiss if look at, um, look at yeah, this no, idiocy I, I it's funny look at this idiocy right well like i mean there's something like to be fair there is truth to what he's saying in terms of like if right. so once again once again they point out that they're actually right but they still have to smear them because they're critics of the regime you grow up in a really horrible environment you, you know it's going to be far more likely that you're going to go down one of these pathways so now now okay so you literally are agreeing with their fucking point this is so retarded right to being so retarded sure. joining a pamaf so okay. now the guy that you just called dumb you're agreeing with this point there's something right and that's fine and that's a good point and that's why we should try to make if we can now you're saying it's a good point this is just completely insane schizophrenic this is schizophrenic make these environments not horrible but that's not like the end-all be-all of the story that's going on here that's but not he's not saying it's the end-all be-all everything that's going on here of and people still do have agency we can't kind of let the bigotry He's of not saying that they don't have agency. Low expectations, you know, rule our minds to this extent. Of course, that's exactly what's going on here. The border where I get shot, I would be a complete lunatic. Anytime you bring this up, people say, oh, you're trying to you're trying to justify terrorism. You're trying to, you know, make it sound as if Hamas is the good guys. I'm not doing that. What I'm doing is I'm putting myself in the shoes of people that have been legitimately oppressed. And I'm not talking about the let, let, critical let, let, theory I, I, oppression. I'm talking about real effing oppression where okay, your okay. whole life has been dominated. And, 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 and let me ask you a question. Why were the Marines formed? Uh, the, Barbary the Barbary Wars. Wars. And, and what did what, what did the Sultan say to Thomas Jefferson, which re required what resulted in him saying, you know what? Fine. Then we're forming the Marines. Well, the, the, well, the pirates were bribe or uh, demanding. Uh, uh, when, I love that it's like history lesson right in the middle of Tim. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, funny. okay. He's randomly here, brought this up. I mean, it's, it's a funny point. It's a good point. It's an interesting and point some, against intervention, against non-interventionalism. But when, when the American ships were being attacked by the North African Barbary states, Jefferson and Adams, many other uh, U.S. Uh, agents were like, yo, we got no problem with you guys. Why are you consistently attacking our ships? And you know what the response was? Our religion says we're allowed to do it. Yeah, yeah, okay. But so he said, but, well, if that's what, what you're going to do, I am going to raise a navy, and I will wipe you out. And, and it was probably, it was probably a big mistake, by what, the way. So what the fuck does that have to do with the guy in, in Gaza that uh, Clint Russell was talking about? The right. English well, Empire. Right. That's, no, that's a completely different circumstance. And that's fine. You can bring that up, but as a count, it's just, this is all retarded. British I'm dead Empire serious. Does. I mean, think about the implications of. First off, he didn't get a declaration of war from Congress. He just went about it, un, which having Thomas I think it Jefferson was market, repri market reprisal. That was the, that was the. the point. Well, no, no, no. They got kind of. It wasn't even market reprisal. It was kind of like almost an authorization of military force type deal. By the way, the French and the British had forever just been paying those pirates off, yep. paying their ransom, and I think he ended up spending a lot more money on it than if he had just paid them off. So people died, and he wasted a lot of money. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. The pirate. Is this a plot of One Piece? I feel like a, there's a little overlap <laughs> going on here. No, but it's interesting. The Marines versus the pirates? Well, they do. Yeah, they do say there are the Marines are the bad guys in One Piece. Or sort of the bad guys. But anyway, um, it's, his, his view on this is fascinating. And I think it shows kind of where his view is on a lot of other things. Because at first he says, 
you know, going to war against the Barbie Pirates, Pirates was probably a mistake. And now he's kind of softly like, well, maybe, you know, he's kind of like hedging a little bit. Because it's like, okay, so say theoretically, you have a situation where there, there are, and this is how marauders generally work, okay? This is how like mafia, you know, people work. They don't just come and kill you, nor usually. They just come to you and they say, you need to pay us protection money or we'll kill you, right? They're trying to extract some toll Taxes. from you. Right. Yes. Yeah, they're trying to extract exactly, toll. That's where taxes come from. Or some taxes from you, right? And and the idea is, well, it's more of a hassle. You'll lose more lives and you'll waste more money to stop us through force than you will to just pay us off, right? And it's weird that a libertarian who I'm assuming is like very against taxation, taxation of theft or whatever, is essentially arguing here that we should have paid a tax to pirates just to allow free trade to exist. Did he say that? I, I don't I don't believe he said that. Instead of just fighting I'll them. I'll be right back. Because it's cheaper. And it's like, well, maybe that's kind of like the difference here is that there are people who they don't care if it's cheaper, right? The the idea of it, the ideology of free trade or just having your freedom matters more than like you know, it's worth fighting and dying for. I mean, it's kind of like, I feel like you could have made this argument. People could have made this argument against the American Revolution. They could have been like, well, listen, is it really worth fighting and dying against the British, right? Just because we have to pay a little bit of taxes that we don't want to pay? Yeah. Uh, that's, no, that's a bad, no, we got to kick their ass. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, the answer is, yeah, sometimes you got to fight and die, you know, for freedom. And for a night for your yeah for your freedom and for liberalism and for your protection and for your right freedom to freedom isn't to uh, freedom you know, isn't free freedom isn't free and you sometimes got to fight and die for your freedom so I I just it's a weird to me that he's sort of making this argument against you know fighting against the the Barbary pirates here I I was distracted because we we're at 1776 con concurrent viewers while you were talking about the American Revolution. Look at that. So Beautiful. I that was is... like, look, it's a it's a simulation winking at me. That's yeah, that's that's the simulation. That's God saying America yep. was chosen to be right. the greatest country on earth. Of course, yeah. Pirates were the aggressor. Ruin it. I know. Come on, dude. You gotta fight pirates. Okay. Yeah. But here's my issue with this. My issue with when we go back to like, okay, but look, in the year uh, 1801, a radical Muslim did this. Or that. Here's the, kind of the problem. That, look, there, uh, are you guys familiar with the uh, King Crane Commission? No. Okay, so the King Crane Commission was uh, after World War I. Uh, at the end of World War One, I, I think it started at the Paris Peace Conference, and they were trying to get the British and the French on board, but they kind of pulled out of it, so the Americans just did it without them. But they sent a commission into uh, the Muslim world because the Ottoman Empire had collapsed, and now there were all these territories that used to be ruled by the Ottoman Empire, and they were kind of going on like a fact-finding mission. Like they went there to just kind of like survey and interview a lot of people and figure out what we're going to do with this part of the world. And there's a few really interesting things that they found. Number one, uh, Syria overwhelmingly voted, and Syria back then was much bigger than Syria today, but so it's like the land Syria is, and then I think a bigger area than that. Overwhelmingly, they said, who would you like 
to, to rule you under a League of Nations mandate. And overwhelmingly, Syria voted for the United States of America. So it, this narrative that they hate us because we're free is really not very true. In fact, when we were viewed as the ones who weren't the imperialist force, remember, this is World War One. okay? They, they were like, America, the city on the hill. I mean, I, th I just thought that went out with the Bush era, but apparently it's back. That's incredible. That's all about freedom and doesn't intervene in our part of the world. We love those guys. I like mean, the more accurate thing, if you want to go, the, if you want to just focus on the ideology, okay, no problem. The more accurate thing would be because we're the infidels. They hate us because we're the infidels. That's at least more accurate. They hate us for our freedom is fucking George W. Bush shit. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Anyway, whatever. Nothing but a positive feeling about those guys. And likewise, early on, if you read the early Zionist writers, they were not like they didn't consider the Arabs to be an enemy. So, so my okay. So, he so he, he's talking about the thing that uh, you know I talked about earlier, about you know when they were trying to figure out what to do with these these regions, and you had Syria. They chose you know they if it was up to them, they would have chose according to the polling data that Americans took, they would have chosen America to lead the country, or have temporary right. rulership or whatever the phrase is, the country. Which, as I said, number one. This is Americans doing the poll in the first place, so you, right. you had to take that into consideration. <laughs> okay. I gave him like five dollars to take the poll. Right, uh, but number two, you have to remember, the option was you have three choices: England, France, or America. Who do you choose? It wasn't like what do you choose out of infinite options, and so it makes sense that they're going to say, oh, okay. "Well, the English and the French Empire have like a really bad reputation of being colonizing pricks." So we're going to go with America that doesn't really have that reputation in the 1920s. So right. least bad option. Right. So I don't think that that's applicable to saying, well, in the 90s or the 2000s or the 70s, like because there was an attitude in 1920, does that mean that therefore, you know, they don't hate? Yeah, but again, that's in response to Tim going back to like the year 1000 us for our freedom now because in a completely different world with completely different attitudes where american culture is this massive export that's taken over the world now which it wasn't really doing in 1920 yeah it's a completely different environment social and political my, my point is just that actually a lot of, I'm not saying every, the problem with when you go back to say like the seventh century or you go back hundreds and hundreds of years and go, look, they were being barbaric then. The truth is that everyone was being barbaric then. If we, if we look at more recent and more relevant history, you and realize that actually there a lot of this, the Syrians had no problem with America. The is, they hated the British and the French. And the why is, is that? Social media algorithms are resulting in people sharing things they don't understand. And what, well, I don't, what, I, what I, I don't, I, I agree with you on that. And what yes. I am bothered by is seeing people, I can use this specific example of Glenn Greenwald, <laughs> instead of pointing out what's going on. But again, Glenn Greenwald can talk about whatever the fuck he wants to. This is, t this is a version of you have a responsibility. That is a tactic used a lot by leftists, especially the young Turks. Where they say, oh, and Sam Seed, he loves the you have a responsibility tactic. Tim is doing that here. He's just not saying you have a responsibility. But what he's taking issue with is that 
Glenn Greenwald didn't talk about the thing that Tim thinks he should be talking about. That's ridiculous. People can talk about whatever they want. Now you can then take your Twitter account or your YouTube channel or whatever the fuck you have and you can say, hey, Glenn, interesting tweet. Here's the part that I think is important and I think you should consider this. No problem. But to act like he's like mad. Why is he mad? He's mad at Glenn. Am I missing something? Should I be mad at Glenn? You know, I don't really get mad at stuff. I get outraged. Like when people lie and gaslight, I get outraged. I get I get animated, but I'm never I don't really get angry. I was angry. I, I did a long time ago, and um, it's it, oh, Vimeo's gone. It used to be on Vimeo. I do recall one time that I got really, and maybe you you can remember a time where I was like genuinely angry. Um, <clears throat> there was a video I covered many years ago, and I think it was a standalone video. It wasn't on stream. When Cenk Uger was like defending the ISIS attacks in in the West, and I I, I did I for, for I lost it for for like I didn't really lose it, but for me I kind of lost it on him. I remember, and I called him an animal. And I, by the way, I stand by that. Um, but I was genuinely angry. It's one of the few times I can I can point to to say I you know I was generally angry at that moment. I was because you know why? Because it, it was it was one of the few times where. Emotionally, I remember because I saw that. Remember, um, I think it was a, a terrorist attack in France, and I remember the animal who got into a, like a U-Haul truck and ran these people over. He ran over a little girl, and I just remember the images of like the you know, there's like this kind of aluminum foil type blanket they put over them, and I think they put like the the kid's teddy bear with it. It just it fucked with me a little bit, and I just simultaneously. You know, not fully processing that and then dealing with this rabid baboon spouting off literal ISIS propaganda. You know, we they kill our children because we kill their children. It was like, bro, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, look, I have it, it, multiple things can be true, right? That American foreign policy uh, uh, has killed innocent civilians and children. The idea, though, that it makes it in any way defensible for some fucking muzzy to get into a U-Haul and to run a child of it, ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. And, like, I, I understand it from the ISIS point of view. I understand why they think that. But the idea that you would, like, kind of repeat it as if, like, it's okay, that was insane. But anyway, kind of off track here, just pointing out uh, why I'm, uh, you know, being angry. Because I don't usually get angry. But, yeah, Tim is, like, angry at Greenwald for not focusing on a part of the letter that he thinks that Greenwald should be focusing on. I, I just find that to be, like I said, it's just a, it's a weird thing. It's a very weird thing. But anyway, I don't know. Maybe I should be angry at Glenn Greenwald. I, I don't know. I'm not angry. Misrepresenting the summation of... But he didn't misrepresent. He focused on a part of the letter that you wouldn't have focused on. And like I said, that's okay. There's multiple... This is not an easy subject. It's nuanced. There's multiple parts of it, just like fucking Ted Kaczynski. That's not, that's a nuanced subject, okay? It's the same thing. It's nuanced, okay? So there is a part about foreign policy. There's a part about ideology. I think the best thing would be is if you hand, handle it evenly as a whole. I would love for people to handle it as a whole. But, you know, it's Twitter, and you only got a certain amount of characters. And so Glenn decided to focus on the foreign policy part. I have no problem with the argument that the Greenwalds and the Smiths and the um, Clint Russells don't focus enough on the ideology. 
I will agree with you 100% on that. But I also think that they can cover it how they want to, though. And, like, instead of getting mad, just kind of point out where you think, you know, they're kind of downplaying. Like, let me give a great example of something that happened on uh, on the Tim Pool uh, debate with uh, Horton and um, the propaganda guy from the DeSantis camp, Chamberlain. One of the things that I liked is um, I wanted to hear Scott Horton answer because they asked him directly and they, they pinned him on this. And I'm glad that they did. What did you think? What do you think Israel should have done right after October 7th? And I wanted to hear from Scott Horton because he doesn't I don't think I've heard him talk about that a lot. But he answered. See, that was the thing about it. He gave like what I thought was a reasonable answer. And I was like, see, that's beautiful. That's a question I wanted to hear this guy answer. And 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 on the Tim Pool show, no less, because usually I'm very critical. Like he doesn't let anyone talk. What the fuck? And he's always bringing up like Star Trek. But in this instance, he actually, he, 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 like, because Scott had like a whole lot of stuff he was talking about. He was trying to paint this broad picture of like foreign policy, you know, American foreign policy. And they wanted to mainly talk about October 7th. And, but that's a question I would def, I wanted to hear Scott's answer. And so I was very pleased with that interaction. I'm like, look, they, they cornered him on the question and he answered it, and I thought it was a pretty reasonable answer. Um, and so that's that's like, that's all I want. I just want people to share their ideas, and I don't care who you agree with. Just don't do the tactics, and don't do the emotional. Oh, he should have said this. No, he's going to say what he wants, and then you say what you want. What Bin Laden but wrote I don't for think, the justification of their ideology. I don't think he's mis. That's perfect. That's exactly. But he's not misrepresenting. I'm glad Tim said that. He nailed it. It's exactly what Glenn did. But he, I, I don't. I don't think Tim's right though. Well, did is that I'm going to you know Glenn Greenwald misrepresented what Osama bin Laden said to further. But he didn't. He didn't misrepresent his political goal of what he. You've not pointed out any misrepresentations. What you've pointed out are other parts of the letter that you want to focus on, and that's completely fine. But. He's not doing anything wrong on focusing on the foreign policy thing because that's his that's that's like his wheelhouse. He wants American political policy debate. That's what he did. Yes. And that's and wrong. Dave Dave right. is with him on that project. That's why yes. he's 100% stammering and right. stuttering about all this stuff. Dave is not stammering and stuttering at all. Where, where is Dave stammering and stuttering? Right. Misrepresenting it, I think oh, he literally is. Well, no, I think he's trying to point out what he views as the most important aspect Correct. of that, and I think maybe you're pointing out what you view as the most important aspect. One hundred percent aspect of that. I think. I okay, that is one hundred percent. Like the ultimate charity granted to this. To Glenn. Dave just explained what, in my opinion, is the adult position. I think that's the adult's position. You have what you think's important, and you have... It's like we have to deal with these people like they're fucking children. Sitch, you have the part of the Osama bin Laden letter that you think's important. And Timothy, you have the part of the letter that you think is important. It is just it's all so gay. Oh, my God. Because, Glenn, here, here, you can make... Here's the problem. You can make this point. You can make the point that you don't think... America would have been attacked on 9-11 if we were more isolationist or whatever. You can make that point. It, I can disagree with it, but you can make it, and you can even bring up how bin Laden brought up these things in his letter, right? You can do that. 
But that's not what Glenn did. That's not what Dave did on Joe Rogan. What they both did was they said, these are the primary reasons that Osama bin Laden attacked us that he stated in his letter. And then when you read the letter, those are not the primary reasons. That but Osama you bin Laden. are assigning primary and claiming we must go by your your definition of primary. But, and you the primary reason. And foreign policy is a primary reason. And so ideology is also a primary reason as well. And like, what are we going to split hairs over what's primary and secondary or whatever the fucking other term would be? This is like stupid. Was Sharia law and was the fact right. that America is not Islamic. Yeah, that is definitely part of it. Absolutely. So is foreign policy. True. And you, so that's what transforms. This would be like criticizing who's the guy that went on Patrick Bet David. You know, it was weird. He had like a problem, a beef with Patrick Bet David. And, and I saw his beef with him before I saw the episode. And then when I saw the episode, I thought him and the other Christian guy did a really good job. And I was like, why are you mad at Patrick Bet David? They got these fucking lunatic Muslims to like go along, like publicly say it's okay to kill apostates. Frankly, if I'm the Christian there, I'm like, all right, I, th that's about all. Peace out. Um, I forget the guy's name. So, that, so, so Patrick Bet David had a debate between, he moderated a debate between Muslims and Christians. One of the Christians was a former Muslim. And the other Christian was, uh, oh, I think it's the Jihad Watch guy. Who's the Jihad Watch guy? I forget his name. It's not David Wood. It's this other guy. Anyway. Um, this would be like arguing, like I would assume the Jihad Watch guy, if he were to cover the Osama bin Laden letter, he'd go real hard on the ideology because he's a critic of Islam. And so that's what he would go hard on. And that makes total sense. It would not make sense to me to criticize this guy, uh, the Jihad Watch guy, to criticize him for not talking about the foreign policy. His wheelhouse is the religious aspect, so of course he would go uh, uh, hard on the the uh, the religious aspect. Just like Glenn Greenwald, it's his wheelhouse to do foreign policy. Same with Dave Smith. So it's just, uh, but yeah, that was weird. Uh, and then he he was beefing with Patrick Bet David after he he thought Patrick Bet David was like biased towards the Muslims, and I, I thought he let everyone talk. And then he said that he thought Patrick Bet David was going to convert, that these guys were going to get him to convert to Islam. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know what, you know, hey, maybe he's right. We'll see in a year. Maybe Patrick Bet David's going to go all out of Akbar, but I, I, don't, I don't see it. But anyway, I thought the Christians did very well. Look, it depends what your goal is. If your goal, frankly, if I was a Christian and I was debating a Muslim, and I got that Muslim to, in front of everyone, go along with killing apostates, I'd be like, all right, guys, <laughs> uh, my job is done. Okay? Like, we, like, who's the lunatic? Have a nice day. But, you know, I guess he wanted, I don't know. I don't know. It was a weird thing. But I, I thought that Patrick Bet David, he was like, uh, he said something. It was hilarious. He was like, uh, he's like, you seem emotional or something. It was very funny on Twitter. But, uh, but anyway, whatever. Forms a potential argument or point you can make. Was it was it Robert Spencer? Aunt Jenny saying Robert. Was it Robert Spencer? I, I, I you know what? Let me uh, let me look for the episode. Let me find out who it was. To or just Richard like Spencer? dishonest propaganda. I don't know. Let me look it up. It falls apart. It totally yeah. falls apart when you 
when you know that because America wasn't Sharia or Muslim was perceived as an attack on them, something that's never going to change. That's something that we like have no power to change. Right. That's, that's a, that completely changes the entire argument. Well, I think his argument falls apart. But, but once you know the context of the letter. That's what, so that's what they're afraid of is like, so they're like, okay, if you say that they're attacking us for our freedom, it's kind of playing yeah. to the idea that they, Aunt Jenny's correct. Robert Spencer. Yeah, so after that debate, Robert Spencer had an issue. I, I thought the Christians did fine. Did I, you know, maybe I missed there was like a part where they didn't do good, but I, I, I walked away from that going, hey, good job. And especially the former Muslim guy, he was talking about all the shit he had to go through, leaving the religion. I thought they did a good job, but anyway, well, you know, whatever. You just put forward that therefore they will attack us no matter what. Right. Which they will. You, you have to agree with that. Don't tell me you're going to say, please, my God, are you going to say we have to fight him over there? Because if we don't, we're going to fight him over here. Are you going to do that? I mean, you're doing, they love, they hate us for our freedom. Oh, my God. Um, so they, they are, they're jealous of our power in the oh world. They're going to, they're going to attack us regardless. I don't think our foreign policy, they, a lot of people point to the fact that we had military bases in Saudi Arabia. First of all. The, the policy hasn't worked, but, and, and, I, and I, I try to be honest. I do think it's true, partially, but I don't believe in these like phrases th that are used to get us into fucking unnecessary conflicts. Like, oh, we got to fight them over there before we got to fight them uh, uh, over here or whatever. But like, I, I'm he I, I, I am not hearing any of this while you have a completely porous border that lets these types of people... Yeah, I, I expect there to be terrorist attacks in the country. And that's going to be, again, a nuanced thing. It's not just going to be they hate us for our freedom. It's going to have to do... It's probably going to be like Hezbollah. It's going to have to do with fucking Israel and all this shit. And then you're going to get these fucking children like Sitch and Adam who make these like seven IQ arguments. And then if you don't go along with it or you say, hey, you know, you're using propaganda phrases. Oh, you're simping for Islam. You support the terrorists. It's like ridiculous. But anyway, whatever. Uh, look, I mm -hmm. don't think that's it. I think they're jealous of our power. That's what they well, really respect. They like our power. I think it's a very... I don't think they give a fuck about that. We're infidels, okay? We are the Satan of their religion. Complicated question in a very now it doesn't help us when we're like exporting insane levels of of degeneracy now even if we weren't doing that they would view our like normal let's say we weren't a clown world they still would view us as degenerate but now our society is so degenerate degenerate like, like, like to give you an example the goddamn taliban i don't like the taliban at all fuck the fucking taliban the taliban can suck a dick that's my position on the taliban but it's also true that our society is so degenerate and our current regime is so retarded that on social media, the Taliban has successfully dunked on America. And that is pathetic. That is pathetic. How do you let things get to that level? Now, does that mean that they dunked on you or they dunked on me? No, no, I, we didn't do this. We're against this shit, but they're dunking on our government. 
And our government is a clown show run by lunatic trainees, okay? That's just, a, that's just, that's just, it, it's, that's where we are. It is crazy. Um, and that's disgraceful that, the, that our government is run by people so de degenerate, so illegitimate that the fucking Taliban can make fun of them. And what, what am I going to say? I can't defend the Biden regime. When, when the Taliban, or it doesn't have to be the Taliban, it could be the Chinese. When the Chinese are laughing at us because we're putting fucking trannies in positions, what am I going to say? Yeah, that's true. You guys eat dogs. I guess that would be my response. I don't know. What am I going to say? That's, you know, and they'll be like, ha ha, you know, I don't know. I can't. I wish I could do impressions. That would have probably been kind of funny, but I can't. But uh, yeah, what am I going to say to that? What, what, what can we argue? Hey, you, you are worshiping homosexuals. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know what to, what to tell you about that. So that's, uh, that's very unfortunate. Hopefully we can get some respectability in this next regime. We'll see. Complicated answer. Because it's not like everyone in the Middle East and everyone who's Muslim or practices Islam have like one opinion on everything. There's all these different groups oh, of, of people. Great right, point. But, right. There's all these different groups of people that are all fighting each other. Correct. And for some of those groups of people, it's helpful for them to ally themselves with America. You know, like the Saudis right now, it's helpful to them to ally themselves with America. That's why we but, have bases over there. Right. But for some of these groups Hold of people who are fighting, you know, with other groups of people in the Middle East, like the Iranians, it's helpful to demonize America and to say that America yep. is the great evil. And yep. so it's one of these questions where like, okay, like if the Iranian idea or the Al Qaeda Al idea of the world was the predominant uh, right, so he's talking about Saudi Arabia and the and, and Yemen. He's is he not talking about Yemen and describing it in a way that oh, it's beneficial for Saudi Arabia uh, to be aligned with America. That's a hell of a thing. Idea in the Middle East, and that was allowed to basically just propagate. So yeah, it's beneficial for Saudi Arabia uh, in their uh, in their genociding of the Yemeni people. It's uh, beneficial for them to be. Uh, with the U.S., amazing. Okay. Inform right. countries that would. Is that is that uh, are the people in Yemen? Are they not being thankful enough? I'd love to. I'd love to ask them about that. How about the people in Yemen? Um, should they be thankful uh, for for what's going on? Uh, should they? Are, are we going to pretend to like not understand why they may, might have a bit of a problem? Uh, I don't know. Sell oil what and rich and successful, and they had this hating America idea. There will come a point because of like just the way the world is structured and just because of how culture is structured that we will have to fight each other regardless of whether America's, you know, putting bases in their countries or not. That will come to blows eventually if those ideas are allowed to propagate and become the majority ideas in these regions of the world. So we have to control ideas in other countries. That's a hell of a fucking task. Of course, they'll hit us when they have the upper hand because that's what their ideology demands. Right. And a lot so so then you then okay so then you have to subjugate these people in their countries you have to subjugate them is that how this works and like I said not moral fagging about subjugation I'm pointing out that the price tag is it's not feasible it's not it's not possible to subjugate them and like are they gonna go to war 
look, if you, like some of these, you know, there's got these motherfuckers out here that are built differently than everyone else. And they're like, I want to go to war. Like, do you, you know some of these guys, like they want to go, like mercenaries and shit. They're, they're, they're like, I want to do it. I at least, I respect that. So if you're like, I'll go. Okay, no problem. But these motherfuckers, they're not going to go. You want to subjugate all these people? Why don't you go over there and fight? They're not going to do that. They want other people to go. See, I, I, I tell you straight up, I am not going to go over there, but I'm not expecting other people to go over there for me either. Okay? Uh, uh, it, like, I think that the life of the uh, American soldiers uh, uh, it, it, it should only be risked at the absolute, like, if you have no choice. If you have no choice. But this idea to keep, like, you know, to keep the money coming in to the military-industrial complex, yeah, that's not an, an acceptable, that's not an acceptable trade-off. People aren't fodder. These people think that they're fodder. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll just send all the, we'll, we'll send all the Midwestern kids. They'll, all, they'll go fight. They'll go fight. And they'll, they'll do, they'll help us subjugate all these Muslims. Ridiculous. Of... Uh interventionalism by the way they they seem like they have a big problem and i think we won't know until something happens but it just you look at the combination of not only leftists but also uh, normal people there seems to be a lot of normal people who in the past would be very much hell yeah defend america who are like fuck this this regime is crazy i'm not gonna go die for them and then you get these leftists that are like, you know, they're like, I'm not going to die for them either. And it's like, if you had to like rally the troops, and I, I'm not talking about people in the military, I'm talking about if they, because people have talked about, well, what if there's a draft? Yeah, what if there's a draft? You're going to have the biggest rebellion against a draft that you've ever seen if, if they try to, I don't even think, they've got to know that that's not even going to be possible. Even if you'd say that you're going to jail people, what, well, you're going to jail everybody? I don't think you're going to jail everybody. I think they might be in for a shock if they uh, if they think that a whole bunch of people <clears throat> are going to sign up for that, e even if it's mandatory. And, and then on top of that, have you seen these flyers? People have been sharing these flyers online where they're like recruiting for the military and they put real explicitly COVID-19 vaccine not required not required and also apparently they've started to reach out to some of the people that they that they got rid of saying hey could you come back we need you you know these are people they got rid of over the COVID-19 vaccine that's if they're doing that that shows you they have a huge problem because these are the last people on earth the people that run uh, 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 the military these higher-ups these are the last people on earth that are going to concede something like the COVID-19 vaccine so if they're conceding on it you know they got a big fucking problem on their hands and they have no other choice whether it works or not is an effort to stave off those situations from coming to pass down the road exactly that inevitable conflict because a right. part of our ideology is when we are in the power position we don't have to attack you. We don't have right. to subjugate you. Look, I know Dave will say completely the opposite. Dave will say, look, everything America does in the world is somehow subjugating people. Did he say that? <laughs> it's like America. Now you're assigning him positions that he didn't make. America is, it is it possible he would argue that? Yeah, it's possible, but I would, I'd need to see him argue it. I'm not going to assign people positions. That's not honest. Well, basically, for everything. Just <laughs> like with Scott Horton. I could have said... I think Scott Horton 
is going to totally downplay and defend what Hamas did on Jan on October 7th. And he's going to say, I didn't do any of that because I've never heard him make the argument. It's not honest to do that. That's why you ask a person a question and then you judge their answer. And maybe he gave an answer that some people didn't like. That's fine. I thought the answer was reasonable. I was a little bit surprised. I was like, yeah, that's, not, that's pretty reasonable. Not that he's unreasonable. I don't think he's unreasonable, but I think he has like a, a, a bias. Everyone has a bias. But I was like, that's a pretty reasonable answer. But I just, I fundamentally disagree with that. Argument. I would have loved, and maybe you have a clip of it. I'd love that question to be asked to uh, the, the gray zone guy. I want to hear what he has to say too. I, but I don't know what his answer is and I'm not going to assign it. Yeah, I think they, they you, you said it perfectly. They, once they gain the upper hand militarily, technologically, politically, they are going to attack us. They're going to subjugate us. It's going to be revenge. Uh, okay, so I do think that's true, and that's why importing them into the Western countries is total goddamn suicide. It's going to be a revenge city for as long as they can. By the do. way, what is what is these guys' uh, opinion on deporting illegals and uh, deporting conquering Muslims? Um, now I know that's probably not like a. <laughs> I don't think that would be. See this, but again, I'm not in power, and I have no business being anywhere near power. I understand conquering Muslims is not like a legally actionable term. I understand that. It's just a descriptor. Um, would they say I was Islamophobic? I would love to be... I've already been called... Um, and they view... The, I, I don't think they know anything about this channel. They just view me as like a random person that I happened to like get one in on Sitch. And I actually got a response, which was a little surprising. I don't think they're familiar with the channel at all. So I think they just viewed me as like a random person on the internet. I would love to be simultaneously, though, called uh, an Islamophobe and a uh, Sharia law simp. That would be, if I could, that would really please me. If I could get them to simultaneously argue that about me, that would be hilarious. Do it, right? I just... Well, wouldn't they view it as racist if I said, and like I said, I'll be very clear. If you are a westernized, legal Muslim, I have no beef. I don't know what the percentage is. There's probably some people going, they don't exist. I think they exist. I don't know what the percentage is. Is it a minority? I have no idea. But a person like that, like if, you, if you're if you MAGA, I don't fucking care. I have no problem with you. Other people might. I don't. Okay? You're a law-abiding citizen, or you're and you're based, and you're fucking, you, you know, you're calling out. But I got no problem with you. If you're a conquering Muslim and you're like, oh, my friend, when we get enough people, like these motherfuckers in, in Europe in these videos telling the natives of like Britain, when we get enough people, we're going to build a caliphate. Yeah, you, you look, maybe you could have like a couple of those people in your country. I would rather have none, but like, you know, you could have a couple. But if you have too many, then you're going to get Dearborn, Michigan. You're going to get places where they're playing the, the call to prayer. I don't want to hear the call to prayer. Okay. Now, to be fair, I wouldn't play my shit either, right? Like, I think you're imposing on people with the call to prayer. I wouldn't even, like, something that I like, I wouldn't do that. That's out. That's unacceptable behavior. Now, in your country, it's acceptable behavior, and I have no problem. I have no interest in coming to, you know, Scamfuckistan and telling you what you're allowed to, 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 to play. I, I have no interest in that. I'm not interested in that. I'm not a conquering person. In America, though, this is not what we do in America. Now, here's the other thing that I'm going to say. And I, and, and I say this not because I'm a Christian, but I, I say this for order. 
and, and I might change my mind, but for right now, this is my position. This is a Christian nation. And I say that for order, not for, because I'm a Christian, because I'm not a Christian. Because if it's not a Christian nation, then it's going to be another type of nation. Now, what are the options? An Islamic nation? An atheist nation? We've already seen what the atheist nation is. Look at the public schools with all this shit, with the degeneracy. It's, it's unacceptable. I think it has to be a Christian nation for order. Okay? I could be wrong, and maybe I will regret this position, but this is my position. Because what we've learned over the past decade is if, it, if it's not a Christian nation or if... Or if if, and I'm not saying, like, I want to see fucking lunatic shit in, like, public schools on the Christian side. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying, like, something reasonable that we could agree that's reasonable, which would obviously be, be the removal of all this LGBT stuff in the public schools. And if the Christians want to put in prayer, no problem. I think you should make it optional because I think you're going to get more people. I think if more people prayed, if more people believed in God, that would be good. I think... I think, you know, it's interesting. I forget who said this. I think it's true. There's a difference between what I personally believe about, like, the supernatural and God. That's completely different to the question, is society better off if people believe in God? Yes, I think society is better off. Whether I believe in God personally, irrelevant. It's, that's really not relevant. I think there are benefits. Now, are there pitfalls? Absolutely. Could things get out of hand? Absolutely. But ultimately, I think it's good for society. Now, I'm not saying that means it doesn't matter if God exists. But from the standpoint of whether or not it's good for society, it doesn't really matter. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm saying that, and if I could somehow prove that, that'd be a great mystery of the universe that I could prove. I'm completely open to that. I'm just not, I'm just not there. But leftists have almost made it completely moot whether or not God actually exists. It almost doesn't matter. Again, I'm not saying to people who personally believe in God it doesn't matter. I know to them it's very important. And I'm not saying it's an irrelevant question. I'm saying from the standpoint of like how society should be run, I don't even think it matters. Because I, I used to think of it like, well, if God exists, then that means that that would be the proper way to run society. But now we've seen, because it looks like we only have a couple choices, right? Like, we, what we saw what society was like if it was mostly run by Christians. And, then, and now we've seen over the past 20 years what it would be like if it was run by the secular humanist or whatever you want to call this group of people. doesn't mean all the secular humanists are kid-fucking lunatics. I'm, I'm sure some of them are very fine people. But now we're, or, or whoever. You want to, athe I don't know what group you want to assign this to, communist, whatever. But you, we've seen what has happened with another group group running it. Now, maybe there's a, a group that can run it where it'll be like in the middle and it won't be like, because it, it could be strict if it's Christian. I understand that. You know, you have to understand, especially if you're new to the channel, like for me to reach this point is not something that I ever thought would be possible because I am very adversarial to much of organized religion and especially to religious cults. Um, but I'm just trying to like figure out and just because I think this is how it should be doesn't mean it's going to happen. But, you know, I'm just looking to see, like, you know, was it better when Christians were running shit or is it better now? Well, it was better when Christians were running shit. And also, the Christians called a lot of this shit, and I think they should get credit for it. 
doesn't mean that like you have to get on your knees and obey them with everything. I, I, and, and frankly, if they start fucking with me, I'm going to have a problem. But the thing is, I'm not really seeing I'm not getting fucked with. Like, are, like, are the Christians fucking with anyone? I, I'm not seeing that. I, I see them, and it's not just Christians, there's other people too, but I'm seeing them go to these school board meetings, and what are they doing? Are they screaming about Harry Potter or, or magic or... No, they're, they're, they're screaming about, righteously, about this insane indoctrination that they're doing with the kids. So, you know, maybe, hopefully, now that we've seen this grave evil that they'll focus on that and we won't get the memes, you know, the meme stuff where like in the early 80s, they're like bringing up every toy, Toys R Us and how it's demonic. And like, I don't care if you think that. That's fine. You can, it's your, and especially if it's your kids, you can, it's up to you. But, you know, trying to enforce that on other people, it's silly. That's a silly thing. That's, you know, I don't fucking care about Harry Potter. If you don't like Harry Potter, that's fine. But if I want to read Harry Potter, I'm going to read Harry Potter. But in light of, like, the surgeries and the, 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 the gender stuff, Harry Potter is not, it's just not important. This shit's important. So hopefully they can kind of maybe focus on important shit and not, like, you know, hopefully the creationist versus, hopefully that's, that's over because I don't, I don't care. I don't really care at this point. Um, but anyway, it's, it's interesting. So uh, uh, we'll see. I don't know. I, 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 what was my initial point? I, I think I got off track. But ultimately, oh, yeah, yeah, as far as the, uh, the Muslims. We're, we're on the Muslims. But yeah, it, it's true that they will, getting back to what they said, why I paused the video, that they, that they some of them do want to conquer us. And people like that, you can't give them power. But if they are not opposed, if Sitch and Adam are not opposed to these, to these uh, immigration policies, and they might be opposed to them because they do get some stuff right. They got Rittenhouse right. But if you consider it racist to want to deport conquering Muslims, then what are you talking about? Then, then you're going along with what would allow the people that you are acknowledging would conquer you. You're allowing them to conquer you. In fact, if you're, doing, if, if you're going along with these immigration policies, you're handing them the sword. You're giving them the sword. And you're not even making them fight for it. You're not even making them go to war. They're taken over without even firing a shot. Not as much in America as in other places. And it's not, percentage-wise, the leftists, they say they do this trick where they focus on the percentage. No, no, no. You have to look at how it's a small, like, it's not, they're not the majority in the UK. But they take over neighborhoods at a time. And so when that guy Adam was completely beclowning himself against, um, what was her name? This was on Patrick Bet David. Um, the, the British woman who just got it reinstated on, uh, on Twitter, I forget her name. Um, he, he, he brought up the percentages. That's dishonest, though. The percentages don't change the rape gangs and all the shit that's happened in these concentrated areas. You have to focus on the concentrated areas. Anyway, I'll find out her name. I, I forget it. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, try, we're trying to avoid that. This is why we have military. If you're trying to avoid it, then you're obviously for the type of policies that I support immigration wise but i don't know if they are they might be bases in saudi arabia because we're like well wouldn't it be better if we promoted those people that were friendly towards our existence in the world wouldn't we want more of them existing in the world than these other people that hate our guts what is yeah. wrong with that well that's a good foreign policy yeah but again again it, this is not how in execution it works out how many more debacles do you need before you go you know what like the idea is great but it's not practical 
I mean, this is part of why America and, and Western democracies want like the rest of the world to be a Western democracy. Right. Or yes, something. they understand our perspective. Uh, by the way, when I said Adam, I apologize. I didn't make it clear. I was talking about the Adam from uh, Patrick Bet David. Something similar. Remember we watched that clip and he was going after this British woman and he was completely embarrassing himself and she destroyed him. I, f I forget her name. I'll, I'll find it. To that, because, you know, it's very rare that, you know, liberal democracy. Hopkins, Katie Hopkins. These attack each other. Uh, yeah. You know, open warfare. And liberal democracies can disagree with each other and they can kind of exist next to each other without killing each other. Where... That's not really true. I mean, that's obviously not true of communist countries, right? You know, it's, mm -hmm. very, it's very contentious for communist countries and liberal democracies to live near each other. It's very contentious for radically Islamic countries to live next to each other. Like, part of the reason, like, like if the Saudis, theoretically, like, just if the, if the Saudis controlled the entire Middle East, I don't know if they, I don't think they would be allied with America. Because they wouldn't need to be, like their alliance with America, is of because it's convenient to them and helps them at the time. But if they don't need us, you know, at least I mean things are changing now. But I'm saying in the past, you know, you know, with the Saudi king, you know, is obviously more in control than his son now, and his son is seen as more kind of secular. But you know, under the, you know the king who is more under more like a like a religious aspect, America's secularism is a direct threat to the ideology of these countries. And Western democracy is a direct threat to these countries. And so it's not so simplistic to just be like, oh, we should just, you know, throw our hands up in the air and let everyone just duke it out themselves. Yeah. I've looked up before democracies that have gone to war with one another, and it's like a paltry list. And most of them seem to fall in the, the category of some type of civil war situation. Right. Yeah, but yeah, but when like country versus like the country, Irish, it's very rare. Right. Yeah, Irish War of Independence. The thing right. that I'm always looking for is Canada and America go to war with one another, right? Sure, right. France yeah. and America go to war. Right. Or just like, you know, France and Germany, once they're both democratic, like they went to war all the time. Then when they became democracies. Of course they did because they, they were had democracies, small they don't, right? Authoritarian groups of leaders that hated right. each other's guts and forced everyone to go to war with one another. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I mean, we're that's, trying to avoid. But I mean, that's kind of the issue. You know, if you had other systems of governance that seem to be more respectful of other countries, I don't know if we would be in this situation with this fear of like communism spreading, with the fear of like radical Islam spreading and things of that nature. If they were just respectful of everyone else, I mean, you'd be like, okay, you know, go do what you want to do. I don't, but they're not. I don't think it's necessarily the respect as much as I think it's a decentralization of power, which I feel like the libertarian should be cognizant of. Because, like, yes, democracies can go to war, but with that uh, democratic power decentralized, something has to happen. A 9-11 has to happen. So the population is in favor of going to war over something. It can't just happen because, you know, I, I'm the king and I've been disrespected by some other nation. Right. The population is going to go, oh, okay, we'll get over it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
I mean, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, the de decentralization of power is important here. A lot of times they don't really, I mean, a lot of libertarians aren't really in favor of democracy. They hate democracy because they think democracy subjugates them. But it, aren't they in favor of decentralization? They're in favor of decentralized money because they're in favor of decentralizing power. They don't like the government because they want decentralized power. They mm -hmm. look at markets as being better because it's decentralized power. Right. I don't see why democracy doesn't get on that decentralized power list. Well, I think, I mean, I think most of the trends are in favor of democracy. Um, they just don't like some of the outcomes produced by various democracies. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what I'm I would say. Out. What I'm I pointing out, the, the, the letter has two questions. The first one is 50-50 between the prevention of Sharia law and allowing of homosexuality along with foreign policy from the United States. And the second part is that the U.S. is not Islamic. If you're going I, I, I to claim that. his three grievances are U.S. specific U.S. foreign policy actions, you are misrepresenting what Ben. Well, he, he also says that he was. But he did mention all of those specific grievances that Glenn Greenwald laid yes. out. So my guess would be, and maybe this is a more charitable interpretation, but I think that what Glenn Greenwald is saying is essentially that, like, what, kind of my position on this, that well, obviously it's a given that Osama bin Laden's a bad guy and an Islamist. Like no one's real. I, I mean, I guess some crazy sixteen-year-olds are, but well, the dishonest people uh, are using this argument as a tactic to distract, for some reason, from the point about the regime, uh, um, uh, foreign policy. And uh, so they're claiming that you support Osama bin Laden or Sharia law, uh, and, and it's it's uh, it's very dishonest. But no normal person is really questioning but that. But that's not but the point. At, okay, let me look at so, his grievances and now here. let me clarify for you again. <laughs> if so, uh, I yeah, it's just, it's, he's just not going to let Dave. Bin Laden point. says I attacked you because of these things, and Glenn says actually it was these things. That's misrepresentation. But so so bad. That's not what he said. That's oh, it's based that Tim misrepresented Greenwald. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's it's just it's annoying because there is um subterfuge going on in the conversation. Because you can't look at what Glenn Greenwald tweeted. He he didn't say some here are some of the reasons bin Laden said, you know, we need to think about this. Maybe if we weren't involved in the Middle East, he wouldn't have tagged, blah 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 blah. He said these are the primary reasons. He used the word primary reasons. Okay. And Dave essentially said the right, same. But you're, you're playing a semantics game over what is considered primary. Thing when he when he was on Joe Rogan, these are the, the foreign policy is primary. Primary reasons that he laid out. Yeah, we all know bad. What, right. We all know. And again, dishonestly framing the argument as just oh they just they hate America. They say America's bad all the time. Everything is America bad. No what the word primary means. We all know why you're using this language in the way they're using it. It is not, uh, I'd say it's not fair or honest, depending on what level of spectrum of charitability you want to give here. It's not fair or honest to try to be like, well, we all know that Osama bin Laden is a bad guy. We all know he's a, a fundamental religious Islamic crazy person. So we don't think we need to mention that when we say he had legitimate grievances. That obviously when you like when you say the word he had legitimate grievances, that does not put in people's mind he had a bunch of crazy fucking grievances and maybe one or two of them you agree with. That's not what those words put in people's mind. And it feels like this is a, a gaslighting attempt 
for people who either didn't read the letter themselves or are just kind of twisting it around for their own political purposes to try to like retroactively be like, oh no, what I said was technically true. When you say he has legitimate grievances, you are taking away the argument that he was a bad person. Bull fucking shit. Bullshit. If you're a child, if you're a fucking child, well, who, who? If do you can't walk and chew gum at the same time, things because they have legitimate grievances. This are... is like saying, you know, this is like the people that you know freak out if you read uh, uh, Kaczynski's book. They act like you know they want books banned, or if if you read Mein Kampf or any of these things, this is like childish behavior. Or acting in self-defense. But he didn't argue that. He didn't argue that it was self-defense. Um, That's the problem with that argument. I think that's how most people interpret it. You being dishonest is not Glenn Greenwald's fucking problem. Yes, of is course. It's a you problem. That's that why way. they make it this way. Yes, yeah. look. Um, but, I just want to say, but you can argue, and I think it's fair to argue. Yeah, this is very similar to how leftists argue. That a person has legitimate grievances, but then their solution or what they do is not legitimate and is immoral. Yes, then all of a sudden you're arguing on proportionality. You're saying, right. look, the grievance was this level and the 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 uh, response was out of proportion. Right, that's a good point, yeah, exactly. But look, I don't want to have that argument. Well, then you don't have to have it, but other people are going to have whatever fucking argument they want to. Especially right. when the... the, the arbiter of arguments? I mean, who talks like this? Uh, when the primary argument that he is making is that you guys need to become Islamic countries under Sharia law. Otherwise, you're attacking me every day. It hurts my feelings. Yeah. If that's the primary reason, then that's argue, not a legitimate but, grievance. But, that, but that Glenn Greenwald didn't say that was a legitimate grievance. Events at all. End of story. Shut the fuck up. Well, again, no one's arguing that. Go away. He yeah. didn't have legitimate grievances. He had insane, crazy grievances that some psycho killer, serial killer would come up with. And that we should be getting rid of, like, obviously. So, Yeah, and yeah. if you, if it was true, if Glenn's point and Dave's point were accurate, that, yeah, he said a bunch of crazy stuff, but his primary grievances were, like, American foreign policy, that, would, that should be, you would think, that should be, like, the overwhelming majority of the letter, and then maybe there... It doesn't have to be the overwhelming majority of the letter. It'd be like a it couple, just has to be in the letter. Well, you know, there'd be, like, one or two lines about all this real law stuff. But as Tim is pointing out, that's not the case. That's not the case at all. Like, the whole Sharia law stuff takes up the majority of the letter. Yeah, of course, because he's dealing with crazy fundamentalist religious people. That's part of the propaganda. Yeah. They're not. They're going to be bored. What well, military bases? Who gives a fuck? Right. Talk about God some more. I mean, and, and, you know, bring up Palestine in the beginning for so long, too. Like, that's something that he really personally... That's all, like the whole thing with Pat, like and this was kind of dishonest too. Like when he, like the reason that Bin Laden cares about Israel and Palestine, it's not because he he's like he's some bleeding heart. Oh my God, the poor Palestinian people are being subjugated. It's because the Israelis are Jews, and the Palestinian are not. Okay, right. they're people that are more that are more likely to be, you know, practicing Islam. Yeah, there's no grievance. It's just because they hate Jews for no reason at all. They're just rabid anti-Semites. That's the only reason he cares about it. If if the religions were nothing's going on with the 
implementation or the installation of Israel, that was smooth and lubed. Just went right in there. In the Israel Everyone Palestine. was like, oh, this is a great idea. I totally agree with this. Here is my land, sir. Palestine situation. He wouldn't bring it up. He wouldn't care. He'd be in favor of it. He'd be like, oh, why is America not supporting Israel crushing Palestine? <laughs> like, so like the whole thing, that's why I just say like his legitimate grievance doesn't even make sense because the whole thing, even if you think like, yes, I don't agree with what Israel's doing to Palestine, his reasoning is completely different than your reasoning. Okay, yes. you're looking at it from a perspective of some humanitarian crisis of you thinking people should have natural rights. He's looking at it from a perspective of this is some non-Islamic people subjugating Islamic people when the Islamic people should be subjugating the non-Islamic people. Great point. Exactly right. Exactly right. He's forcing his perspective onto this when he shouldn't be. Dave is. Right. Only you're allowed to force your perspective. Other people are not. Yeah. And so is Glenn. So, look, you want to read some Super Chats? Uh, All right. So, let me, uh, we got some breaking news here. So, I think that's pretty much the coverage. I think, I think, do they stop here? Hold on. The, the, um, jank ones. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me, uh, get to some of this breaking news from the internet here from Gunfox. All right, uh, where did where uh, where was? Oh uh, yeah, that was Rumble, right? Let's see, Rumble here. There was some sort of launch. Yeah, Rumble's having uh, issues apparently. After upgrades, Starship achieves numerous successes during the second test flight. Yeah, interesting. Uh, uh, Firmament was uh, trending on Twitter. I think was this the, what it was uh it was yeah and, and because they were arguing there are people flat earth people that are arguing that it blew up cuz it hit the firmament and that was very interesting I have no fucking idea um but uh I thought that was an interesting hashtag to uh, go down a bit of a rabbit hole um let's see here with the uh, Federal Aviation Administration and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service approving the final sign-off and license uh, and SpaceX saying the rocket is uh, ready, Starship uh, sets sail from Starbase on its second test flight uh, on Sunday. Let's see. Liftoff at the first attempt followed only a one-day slip to fix an issue with Booster 9's grid fin actuators. Uh, let's see. Uh, for the second flight, SpaceX made several changes to the booster ship and the launch pad, resulting in numerous successful milestones. Uh, d during the... Uh, First flight, Booster 7 experienced fires in its engine compartment due to a buildup of methane, uh, which is a result of propellant leaks in the aft section of the vehicle. Uh, these fires led to wire bundles mounting and burning, leading to loss of control. Most of the boosters... Um, where is this? Oh yeah, uh, most of the boosters are leading to loss of control of most of the boosters' engines from the flight computer. To mitigate the engine fires and loss of control of each vehicle, SpaceX upgraded the engine section 
purge system with larger supply tanks and more vents to allow the gases to be vented out and away from the vehicle. The second biggest upgraded system is the flight termination system to both vehicles as SpaceX added larger explosive charges and relocated them to a more effective location for the termination of the flight. An exciting change for this flight will be the introduction of hot staging. This is where the ship will ignite its engines and separate from the booster. While some of its engines are still running, this will add some more payload capacity to the ship and keep the separation system simpler. After the first flight test, the orbital launch pad will uh, had a massive crater dug into it while the engines ramped up to full power. And then even more damage was done because of the liftoff to Booster 7 was only running with 30 engines at 90% throttle, which puts its thrust-to-weight ratio just above 1. This resulted in a slower initial ascent and the stack taking longer to clear the pad than SpaceX predicted. To prevent something like this from occurring again, SpaceX had been working on a water deluge system before the first flight. However, Elon indicated shortly after the first flight that the system wouldn't have been ready in time for that first flight. After the first launch, SpaceX got to work quickly on repairing the damage, along with the preparations for redoing the entire foundation of the launch pad after everything was installed and all the concrete was poured spacex installed the water deluge flame deflector significantly increasing the robustness of the launch pad the water pressure for the system is very high which is expected to protect the steel plate uh, itself from the raptor's exhaust this will prevent the rock tornado that was seen during the last launch with these upgrades, uh, Elon Musk said the launch sequence will be modified to reduce the engine ramp up time from six seconds to three seconds. The pad is expected to survive with significantly less damage than after the Starship's first integrated test flight. After, ahead of launch, there's been uh, no indication that SpaceX is changing the countdown other than the engine ramp up time mentioned earlier. Also, the trajectory of this flight test was set up to be the same as what the first test flight was supposed to be. Unlike the maiden flight, Starship stuck to the plan with a clean liftoff and all 33 Raptor 2s running without issue as the vehicle flew out to south of Texas. Hot staging debut, de debuting on the flight also worked as planned with Ship 25 firing up uh, its six Raptors and moving away from the booster, Booster 7, having completed its primary test and attempted a boost back burn before letting go during the attempted relay. Ship 25 got very close to orbital velocity before it too was destroyed by the flight termination system, although both losses of vehicles should not detract from the numerous successes achieved during the second flight. For this launch, the hope was for the upgrades to Booster 9 to be effective, allowing the stack to reach stage separation without many issues. That was achieved, the main goal of the first few few test flights is to test the booster and work out potential issues with its design. Once the goal is achieved, SpaceX is expected to begin testing re-entry and uh, booster recovery. Uh, the vehicles for the third flight are slated to be Ship 28 and Booster 10, both of which will have several upgrades. To get approval for the third flight, SpaceX will have to get a launch license modification as Revision 1 of the license number uh, for the second flight notes that for the orbital flight test mission, uh, 
only unless this license is modified to remove this term. Additionally, if there's any sort of anomaly during the second flight, a mishap investigation will be required uh, before launch. All right, so we'll see what happens with that one. But it looks like, yeah, so they, they, they terminated the rocket, apparently. Um, so I guess they would argue that uh, they didn't actually terminate it. It's, it's, it, it hit the filament and uh, filament, firmament, firmament. And uh, so it's like a conspiracy. I don't know. I have no idea. Probably, uh, <clears throat> probably they uh, destroyed the rocket, but you never know. Okay. Let me go to the next one here. Um, so yeah, I think the rocket was supposed to blow up and leftists are arguing like, ha ha, it blew up. But they, they, that was part of the plan. So I don't know if that's really an own from leftists. But anyway, we'll see. Okay. Let's have a look at the next one. More breaking news from the internet from Gun Fox. Appreciate your support, sir. He says, I'm sure the left will spin this as white people bad. They called me a slave. Witness testimony exposes alleged RSF-led campaign to enslave men and women in Sudan. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Maddie 16 was blindfolded when a strange man felt for his biceps. He was looking for a strong boy to use as a farmhand. The size of his muscles helped the man determine Mahdi's price as he brought him uh, from a militiaman who had captured him in West Darfur. They hit me and called me a slave. They kept hitting me, Mahdi said of his captors and other unknown men. I crouched down and they smacked me in the neck. His howling testimony was among dozens, including accounts from women um, who alleged sexual enslavement collected as part of an exclusive documentary by CNN about the humanitarian toll exacted by the ongoing fight between Sudan's ruling military and the powerful power military rapid support forces. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they spun this somehow or they claimed that it's Donald Trump's fault. That would be uh, very interesting. Um, the documentary, which will air Sunday, exposes an RSF-led campaign to enslave men and women in the largest city controlled by the paramilitary group in the Darfur region. A CNN team uh, in the Cadian refugee camp of Adre across the border from El Gehenna spoke to over a dozen witnesses who described the abduction of people in mass with women forced to perform sexual acts in exchange for food and water and both men and women being traded by their captors their accounts shed further light on the violence and the genocide scored, scarred western Sudanese region over the past five months. To protect the witnesses and survivors, CNN is not identifying them by their real names. The apparent atrocities peaked after the RSF, which a CNN investigation has shown is backed by Russian mercenary group Wagner, captured El Ganina in mid-June. In the days that followed, a man named Khalid said he saw RSF uniform fighters escorting over a dozen shackled women into the El Gehenna Industrial School, where he worked as a teacher. They flogged them with whips and used uh, them on animals while the girls were screaming, said Khalid. Um, he only came out of hiding when night fell throughout the day. He said he saw the fighters forcing women into classrooms at gunpoint, after which he said he heard sounds that include torture and rape. Many of the women uh, appeared to have been trafficked where um, their, their style of dress can display affluence and where the tribal and racial mix is typified by lighter complexions. Several Sudan-based rights groups um, 
have told CNN they believe that the RSF abducted dozens of women from the Capitol. Rights group activists say they've spoken to scores of local sources who said women appeared to have been sexually exploited. CNN spoke to four other witnesses in addition to Khalid, who said they saw evidence that RSF is trafficking with women from the northern Sudan. A woman said she saw an RSF fighter approach the driver and ask how much he was willing to sell the women for. She recalled hearing the driver boast that he had handpicked the women and no amount of cash would make him release them to the RSF fighter. The trafficking of women from Arab-majority areas in the north of the country has become a widely discussed practice in Sudan with widespread reports of RSF fighters demanding ransoms for their relief in Darfur. Captured women from non-Arab tribes appear to be treated differently. The apparent sexual exploitation of women tends to involve shorter periods of captivity and their abuses reported by dozens of witnesses, survivors, and activists to be racially fueled. The RSF, a largely Arab fighting force, has been accused of ethnically cleansing non-Arab tribes in Darfur. The RSF not, has not responded to CNN's request for comment. The paramilitary group previously denied allegations. According to Human Rights Watch, uh, RSF raped several dozen women and girls in uh, late April and early June. The assailants appear to have uh, targeted people because of their ethnicity and in some cases because they were known activists. Several former uh, Defari abductees told CNN that fighters from the RSF and their Arab militia allies hurled racist abuse at them during their captivity. One 22-year-old woman uh, said she was kidnapped uh, by a fighter from her home and detained in a brothel. She said she heard her captor receiving money in exchange for her enslavement at the brothel. Um, it, it was the equivalent of $10. He said to me, to all of us, you're slaves. To us, you're not free. Between beatings, she said she recalled him saying, you are dirt, you are a disgrace. In Arabic, the word for slave is a racial slur equivalent to the N-word. Another woman told CNN she and the female members of her family were raped in captivity for days. They locked my mother, myself, and my sisters for up to four days and raped us. On the fifth day, we fled. We saw some of the Arab militia on the street, and they flogged us with whips. They told us to run for our lives and cursed us, calling us donkeys and goats. The children were exhausted, barely walking a few steps before they collapsed. CNN also found evidence of the enslavement of males as part of the attack. Maddie, the 16-year-old boy, told CNN he was kidnapped with his brother and heard the RSF fighters negotiating his price to work as a farmhand. He listened to the back and forth between the captors. Uh, they felt his biceps and said they wanted a strong one. He said he spent 10 days in the house and was sold uh, before escaping and making it to safety. The brother who was taken at the same time as him was killed by RSF, he said. The documentary will be aired on Sunday. In recent months, CNN uncovered how the Russian mercenary group Wagner has backed the RSF throughout this war, as well as evidence of arbitrary executions, wholesale destruction of homes, and forced displacement of Sudanese civilians. So this is probably, now I'm, some of this is probably true, but I imagine CNN is going to frame it as a um, reason further reason that the uh, United States needs to go to war with Russia, I would imagine. Because the only time they pay attention to this kind of shit is if they can use it for their advantage uh, and, and advocate for war. So we'll see what happens. All right, here is another one from Gunfox, breaking news from the internet. From Gunfox here, this is uh, MSNBC. 
Are men too emotional to lead? What are you? Are you fucking kidding me with this shit? What a gaslight. Women have heard the refrain for decades. To be female is to be inherently too emotional to effectively lead. Women, according to this historical trope, do not have the temperament needed to command respect and stay calm under pressure. Counterpoint. The recent embarrassing behavior of male lawmakers in the United States Congress on Tuesday. Two equally contentious moments on Capitol Hill. Once again, to highlight the ludicrous nature of the sexist stereotype, while also positing a new question. Perhaps it's men who are too emotional. Okay, men being retarded does not change the fact that, on average, women are emotional and think emotionally. That is just a stone-cold fact. There's nothing you can do to change that. But whatever, you can pretend that these guys being fucking retarded is somehow a, a, a refutation of what everyone knows to be true. First, there was the alleged physical altercation between Tim Burchett and Kevin McCarthy. Burchett accused McCarthy of elbowing him in the back, unprovoked during a conversation with journalists on Capitol Hill. It was a cheap shot by a bully, Burchett said, and then I chased after him. McCarthy denied elbowing Burchett, though the confrontation was witnessed by a congressional correspondent for NPR. That still doesn't mean anything. This is not the first time McCarthy has been accused of physical confrontation in his book, Adam Kinzinger accused McCarthy of something similar twice. Kinzinger is a fucking bitch and a lying bitch, so I don't trust anything he says. I don't like McCarthy either. Matt Gates, a man not exactly known for keeping his cool, has since filed an ethics complaint against McCarthy over the alleged assault. Meanwhile, the Senate, in the Senate, a hearing of the Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee almost ended in violence after Senator Mullen of Oklahoma challenged the president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters to a literal fistfight. In a social media post this summer, O'Brien called Mullen a clown and a fraud before threatening to fight him any place, any time. Mullen said the committee room was the time and place. I mean, it's like ridiculous. This is all masturbation. O'Brien says, okay, that's fine. Perfect. Stand your butt up then, Mullen said before rising up from his seat and preparing to remove his wedding band. Thankfully, Senator Bernie Sanders was there to force Mullen to back into reality. The internet certainly had fun roasting the latest batch of temper temperamental tantrum throwers. And yet, according to a 2019 study, yes, oh, we have a study, estimated one in eight Americans still think women are less emotionally suited to run for political office. That's a dramatic improvement over the 1975 numbers, but still a significant enough percentage to swing elections. In 2000, then Stanford University student John Gibbs founded a think tank that argued women didn't possess the characteristics necessary to govern, adding that men are more likely to think logically about broad and abstract ideas in order to deduce a suitable conclusion without relying upon emotional reasoning. It's basically, it's an obvious observation, but as you've seen in the Elon Musk situation, you're not allowed to make obvious observations anymore. Gibbs went on to become the Republican nominee for Michigan's 3rd Congressional District in 2022. In 2019, then-Michigan State House Speaker Lee Chatfield faced criticism after he suggested Attorney General Dana Nessel and Governor Gretchen Whitmer were driven purely by emotion. Well, he's wrong about that. They are driven purely by evil. They are two of the evilest bitches I've ever seen. So he's, uh, he's, not, he's partially correct. Um, Chatfield said, we've also have to use sound science when trying to do that. Uh, and we can be driven purely by uh, emotion, refuting allegations. He was referring to the sexist trope, saying that he was relying on the argument he made for years while in office. In 2019, 
Representative Donkey Teeth called out a critic for arguing that the Congresswoman's frequent crying, crying only reinforces the stereotype that women are too emotional for politics. We also have plenty of evidence highlighting female leadership skills with studies suggesting women are better leaders in times of crisis. Yeah. Uh, but perhaps the best example of an overly emotional man is the Republican Party's presumptive nominee. The twice impeached former president has spent the past year sending unhinged so social media posts and attacking judges and prosecutors and preparing to go to trial after allegedly inciting an insurrection because his feelings were hurt when he lost the 2020 presidential election. Yeah, what a bunch of fucking bullshit. All right, let's get to this one. We got this next one. Uh, again, appreciate your generosity, Gun Fox. This is, yeah, Argentina. They elected a libertarian. President-elect Malai vows to end Argentina's decline. Libertarian outsider Javier Malai swept to victory in Argentina's presidential election on Sunday, vowing to halt decades of economic decline in a country reeling from triple-digit inflation. Holy shit, that is absolutely fucking insane. Hopefully we never experience that. A self-described anarcho-capitalist pulled off a massive upset by ousting the populist Peronist coalition, which has long dominated Argentine politi uh, politics, um, with 55.7% of the vote, Malai thumped his rival, economy minister Sergio Massa, who scored a 44% of the vote and rapidly conceded defeat. Yeah, they're having like a 2016 election night in Argentina. So shout out to anyone in Argentina that's based. Uh, apparently there's footage of leftists crying about this. That's fantastic. So enjoy the victory and strap in because they're going to fuck with this guy probably like they fuck with Trump. He said, Today begins the reconstruction of Argentina. Today begins the end of Argentina's decline. The model of decadence has come to an end. There's no way back. Latin America's third biggest economy has suffered decades of crises under interventionist governments being on welfare that resort to money printing to finance spending, fueling inflation while borrowing heavily only to default on their debt. Access to dollars is strictly controlled, leading to thriving black market for greenbacks and analysts warn the peso is ripe for a sharp devaluation. There is no room for gradualism or half measures, said Malai. Malai's main platform has been to ditch the ailing peso for the U.S. dollar and dynamite the central bank to do away with the cancer of inflation. However, analysts warn the country is too low on dollar reserves for the move to happen anytime soon. This is the change that us young people want. I'm not afraid of Malai. I am afraid my dad won't be able to pay his rent. The Argentine peso isn't worth a thing, said Juan Ignacio Gomez. I'm not afraid, he says. Thousands of Malai supporters waved flags and chanted freedom as they celebrated outside the campaign headquarters. We're tired of Peronism. Malai is an unknown, but better a madman than a thief, said a 50-year-old. Absolutely. Malai, a 53-year-old economist with wild hair and thick sideburns, has drawn comparisons to Donald Trump and Jair Bolsonaro for his abrasive style and controversial remarks. Both former presidents congratulated him on social media. U.S. Secretary of State Blinken said he looks forward to working with the president-elect and his government on shared priorities. AIDS commie president of Brazil, uh, Lula, uh, wished good luck and success to him. 
Malaya's Against Abortion vowed to cut ties with key trading partners China and Brazil, insulted Pope Francis, Francis questioned the death toll under Argentina's brutal dictatorship, and said humans are not behind climate change. Earlier in his campaign, he took to the stage wielding a powered-up chainsaw to symbolize the drastic cuts he plans to make to the bloated state. The lesser evil Malai's red-faced rants against the thieving, corrupt political class struck a nerve with Argentines struggling to make ends meet and fed up with politicians they see as the architects of their misery. He carried out much of his campaign on TikTok and other social media, firing up young people. Others were spooked by his style in the election, and it polarized the nation. Teacher Katina, Catalina Miguel, among a dejected crowd at Massa's campaign headquarters, said she was in shock. Malai will find us on the street defending every right he seeks to challenge. Half of Argentina does not support him, the AIDS commie said. On the other end of Malai's chainsaw, no, I don't want to do this. Could you just let me read the fucking article? Thank you. On the other end of Malai's chainsaw are millions of Argentines who depend on welfare assistance and generous government subsidies of fuel, electricity, and transport, with bus tickets costing only a few cents. Meanwhile, the country's coffers are in the red, with a $44 billion debt with the International Monetary Fund looming, looming over the incoming government. Political analysts uh, said that the Argentines should brace themselves. Whoever comes into office has to make some quick decisions that are going to hurt people. As Malai is set to take office... Um, December 10th, his rival will still be in charge of the economy for three weeks. Analysts predict a rocky ride with the strictly controlled peso ripe for devaluation. Michael Shifter of the Inter-American Dialogue think tank in Washington said Argentina is part of the regional trend of a real weakening of political parties and the emergence of an outsider who has a powerful message that resonates. Just get rid of the political class and everything will be okay. Well, Godspeed. Godspeed, hopefully, um, hopefully uh, he does well, and they're probably going to fuck with him a whole lot. They are probably going to try to make this guy's life a living hell like they're doing with Trump. But we'll see. We will see. Um, all right, let me check uh, some of these super chats here. One moment. All right, we had uh, Cooper Sees the Truth says, Oh, yeah, such an honest breakdown of Osama's life. He said Osama was trying to convince people to not work with the U.S. during the Soviet occupation. He must have been doing that on weekends because his day job was working for the fucking CIA. And then he says it's really easy to say bin Laden's issues weren't about American foreign policy or politics. If these liars just claim the reason he has a problem with the policy is because of his religious beliefs, nice try, nice try your regime propaganda peddling horse. Yeah, this, this has got to be some sort of government op in the YouTube space. That's what I think is going on. But I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they just really like the regime. Totally naturally. Um, by the way, thank you, GunFox, for the breaking news. I sincerely appreciate the support. Let me go to... Um, Big Chris says, with the old school all white guy army recruitment commercial and these guys talking like old school neolib slash neocon, something's up. They sold out. Oh yeah, that was another thing. Right. When I was talking about the um, the flyers that said the COVID vaccine was not um, required. Yeah, in the commercials, there's new commercials for recruitment and they're all white people. They're, they're not doing like the tranny stuff. 
So that tells you that they're, they're, uh, they, they realize like that yeah, something is going on. Absolutely. Silky Johnson says, breaking news, HB, can you read page 9 and part a uh, page 10 on death sentences? A chapter titled, Violent End of an Unworthy Man, quoting, Nigger Columbine Universities, get a break from Sitch and Adam's hysterical woman faggotry. I don't have that handy. Uh, I wonder, how easy is it to find on the internet? I'll look for it at the end here. Let me just read the rest of these. Um... D Black Goku says, and I quote, So my nigga Krillin was all sheet main. That nigga Vegeta owes me some paper. Eyes gone pimp, him's wife Boma ass. Faux payment. So we's rolled up and knocked on the door. And not the dough. I thought it, I thought he'd put the dough, but it's D-O-O-R. That's weird. And my nigga backhanded Vegeta and told Boma to suck him's dick. She did and called him daddy, unquote. Oh, that's a hell of a thing right there. Well, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's amazing. All right, there you go. That's uh, nigga ball Z, as they say. Again, quoting. Gasai Ray Lane says, HB, these two faggots are why, as an American, I can completely understand the hate Americans get. These two basically prove anyone right when hating on us for what we do. Agree with you, this is some gay op shit somewhere. I smell fish and not their pussies. Yeah, something is fishy here. I agree completely. I agree completely. It was hilarious. I remember when Aiden Paladin and Spoon went on to that show. And you could t- Spoon's like a reserved guy. You could tell the level of anger and disgust that he had toward these two fucking retarded Americans acting like their shit didn't stink. That was, yeah, it, it is like, it's just like unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, you know, I, I'm not going to not all Americans. It is not all Americans, but but uh, it's some Americans, and it is definitely those motherfuckers. <laughs> it's definitely. It's incredible. Um, yeah, something's going on. Something's going on. Basinski says Lula is Biden and the Democrat Party's vassal to install a progressive worldview here in Brazil. And and uh, that's what you're talking about. It's pissing off the normies here because all the tranny and climate shit is being imported to idea subsugation. Yeah, that's that's that sucks. And people don't want it. People don't want it. But they're going to try to force it on them anyway. Silky Johnson says, well, it looks like your commie sense was on point, HB. Brand new flags, marching or matching clothes, no retarded AIDS commie pedo faggots roaring like chimps after they ripped apart a fellow monkey. Totally organic Nazis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see if uh, what my prediction, we'll see if it comes true, where um, there's huge talk of anti-Semitism. There's a huge narrative about Elon Musk. And right on cue, the red guys, the red Nazis, and they got unopposed with pristine video footage, which will likely be used primetime Monday on MSNBC to talk about, look how big of a Nazi problem we have in America. I could be wrong about that, but we'll see. But yeah, right on fucking cue. Right on cue. It's a hell of a thing. All right, so uh, it was requested that I read death sentences. But I don't... It was on my old laptop. But I imagine I can find it. What was the name of the guy that wrote Death Sentences PDF? I imagine. What the hell's that guy's name? Dr. 
Oh, what the hell's that guy's name? Death Sentences, Doctor, PhD. The hell's that guy's name? There it is, Matthew C. Harris. Bang. Even on Google. Even on fucking Google. There, ladies and gentlemen, this is a real book. So it was requested for his breaking news. And I, I read everything as long as it's legal. You know, it's 10 and up. Details in the description. Silky submitted death sentences. Chapter 9 and part of chapter 10. I will tell you, this book is real. This is written by a real person. And this guy was able to get a PhD, I believe, out of UCLA. Matthew C. Harris. This is a real PhD. Now, where is the... Uh, I'm going to need a, uh, how do you do a table of contents? Okay. This is, this seems to be, so it is, um, he gave me the, uh, which one it is? A violent end of an unworthy man. Oh, actually, there should be a, Oh, okay, here we go. This this will give us what we need. PDF. I'd like a PDF, please. Can I not get a PDF? I just Why can't it just put it in the... Uh, it's weird. The reader isn't giving me a table. Am I missing an obvious table of contents here? Uh, let's see. That's weird. Why is it not giving me a table of contents? What am I missing? Viewable files. It's not Harris Duke, right? No, that's something different. What page is it? It's page 9 and part of page 10. Oh, I guess we'll just go to page 9, right? 5, 7, 9. Yes, here it is. I got it. All right, very good. Ladies and gentlemen, as I read this, I want to reiterate, this is real. This is written by a guy named Dr. Matthew C. Harris that actually was able to get a PhD from UCLA. So that's the thing you got to understand. This is real. He actually wrote this. Can I uh, make it a little bigger? That's a little smaller. Let's go bigger plus sign. Okay, here we go. Number one. Violent end of the unworthy man, nigger Columbine universities. Again, I'm quoting Dr. Matthew C. Harris here. It's quoting. And, you know, this is a, a stunning and brave black man, so who the fuck am I to in any way editorialize what he's saying? That's, a, that's bigotry. <clears throat> i got to make it a little bigger. Okay. Are you ready? Here we go. Quotes. Kikes are poisoning our culture, and rap is basically ground zero for the genocide of nigger. Kikes cannot be allowed to steal nigger culture. Kike rappers are an offense to a nigger soul that offers a glimpse as to why cultures become anti-Semitic. I guess he wouldn't like third base. I liked third base. I thought third base was fantastic. But anyway, <clears throat> gas face. That's a great one. Quote. Hunt those pale Muslims, the infiltration of the nigger soul. The infiltration of the way of living and feeling and a way of defending themselves in their spirits. 
To step past that boundary and take away a man's feelings of his being and connection to his ancestry. To step in and not give him anything in return, but to steal one of the few things he had is unacceptable. Kikes have stepped into nigger culture to the point where it's more than unacceptable. There's no point being sensitive or outraged or offended. Violence against Jews should happen. Again, I'm quoting Dr. Matthew C. Harris. Retaliation and retribution for what they have stolen is legitimate and a good thing. Quote, Nigger stop sympathizing with kikes. They are trying to genocide you with lies. They are not any better than white people in terms of how they treat nigger. They don't give a fuck about nigger, and nigger act like they somehow get a pass. They poison our culture and their media It's obvious with obvious garbage for the soul. I hate crackers and kikes. Don't act like they aren't ruining our lives. Don't act like they aren't the problem. It's bad enough that nigger let red mongoloids say nigger and pretend that chinks and gooks look cool doing minstrel shows. I've never seen a chink or gook minstrel show. Is that a thing? That sounds interesting. Again, if you are just joining us, I am quoting everything I'm saying here. I am quoting from a real book written by a stunning and brave black man named Dr. Matthew C. Harris. Back to the literature here. Um, Oh, yeah, we left off at red mongoloids. Okay, quote. They look hilarious, you slant faces. Ain't nigger, you can't even talk to me without staring dumb as fuck. You copy me, and that is an act of war. You steal my energy, and now you should expect retribution. Stop acting like red mongoloids are nigger or like salsa. Ain't stupid as fuck. Yes, you all mongoloids as red mongoloid is your race. The bullshit is over. Who are the red mongoloids? Are that, is that the Asians or, or Indians? This guy hates everybody, by the way. I don't know, but but he said the bullshit is over, ladies and gentlemen. Let me uh, scroll down here a little bit. Oh, that's not the scroll. We'll use this scroll. There we go. There we go. The unworthy man is trying to fly a plane without wings. The unworthy man pays himself from nothing to... Whatever he wants. Perpetual lies. Blow it all up. The unworthy economy is a system of unworthy men paying themselves money from nothing. The unworthy man invents money from nothing and it goes nowhere. Violence will solve everything. Again, quoting Dr. Matthew C. Harris. The unworthy man is his own payee. It's just his own bullshit. His entire system is a lie and to put him above nigger. It's rigged, kill them, again quoting, the unworthy man pays himself from nothing. He lies that he can't afford to give nigger more, disprove him with murder. Again quoting, he is worthless, obliterate him, his extermination is now, declare genocide my nigger. There's no nation, nigger more than Americans, nigger own America and everything in it. Words ain't shit, nigger, it's time to win. Uh... Toms spend their lives trying to stop nigger. Nigger mail pipe bombs, not checks to college departments. Nigger mail pipe bombs, not checks to college departments, sole priority. 
Nigger don't need therapy from the man who owes you riches. The unworthy money is nothing. There is nothing holding society up but Matthew C. Harris's permission. Again, I will reiterate, I am quoting from the book, Death Sentences, written by Dr. Matthew C. Harris. If you have any issue with any of the things said by him, you can talk to him about it. The unworthy man isn't enough to fight against nigger. He has no soul. Only nigger has soul. He owes you for owning your ancestors. And you let him tell you that you need to go to therapy? You nigger need explosives and daggers in his trachea. You don't need his advice about how to restructure your mind and soul. You need to attack him, nigger. Attack with the brutality of beasts who don't decide. Nigger have nothing to lose and all the soul. Nigger stop holding back, say, while you spit on their faces. Uh, nigger owe you nothing, not even respect you unworthy trash. Again, quoting from the book Death Sentences, Dr. Matthew C. Harris, and I will continue quoting this black man. Quote, nigger stop trying to be right. Be violent. Nigger, they ain't your friends, and nigger heaven is overdue. This is the Matthew Harris world to enjoy. Exterminate them all. The unworthy man owes you his life. Celebrities, media, and Toms try to hold nigger in lies. Kill them. Toms afraid to lose jobs. They don't care about nigger. Unworthy feminists pretend to be against the unworthy man while they are coordinating together as one united by oppressing nigger. The solution is nigger must do violent upheaval. Nigger must do destruction, pain, and violence. So Tom's run. Unworthy feminists pretend to be against the unworthy man while they lie together as one oppressing nigger. The unworthy man has no future. Chop off his head, behead his children next. He ain't able to stop nigger. Nigger go riot and kill these lesser men. Nigger go riot and kill the unworthy man. Nigger go riot and kill the drone man. The drone man man? I don't know who that is. They blood is long overdue. Impossibility is dead. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, that was as requested. Page 9 into page 10 of the, the publication uh, of Dr. Matthew C. Harris called Death Sentences. It is available on the internet for free. Uh, you can it's it's a, it is a, it's an astounding work. It is uh, it is uh, it's it's really I've never seen anything like it. Um, and you know what? You know what's funny? Before the rumble censorship of Nick Fuentes, I thought that some of this might go over the line when it comes to what is protected speech. But I was incorrect about that because when rumble um, censored Fuentes, I uh, went back and looked at what's called the Brandenburg test. And there was a part of the Brandenburg test. Uh, it was, I think, the third case. There's three cases that they use. The Brandenburg test is what's used to decide whether or not something is protected speech. Not whether or not you agree with it or you think it's good or any of that. Whether or not it's legally protected. And the reason that this third case is the one that I choose to focus on is because I want, I, I have, I'm just trying to be consistent. And my position has always been 
legality should be the standard when it comes to free expression, legality. Because if, it, if, it, if you don't have legality, then it's a person's opinion. And then it's gonna be whatever that person's sensibilities are. And I, I, don't, I think it should be legality. So the third case of this guy, this black supremacist, uh, is the farthest example. It, it is like the example of the closest a person can come to the line without going over it. Um, the other two, you know, are kind of there as well. But this third case was very explicit because the guy, and I don't agree with doing this, and I think this guy's an asshole, but it was ruled protected speech. And this is something I did... I consider myself very pro-free speech. I didn't even know this up until recently. And by the way, the people that did know this, credit to you. Because I do recall there are people uh, arguing that threats of violence are actually protected. Now, not that, like, I don't recommend doing threats of violence, and it depends on the threats. There is a threshold for what has to be included in the threat of violence. It has to be a direct threat, and it has to have imminence. Okay, those are the things. And by the way, Robert Barnes, as much as I disagreed with his take on rumble censoring, he was factually correct when he talked about Brandenburg. Because and, and, he admitted, he admitted that uh, what Fuentes said did not meet the threshold and did not have the eminence. Now, he did then, incorrectly in my view, advocate for rumble to censor Fuentes, and I didn't agree with that at all. But it, factually speaking, he was correct with how he represented uh, Brandenburg and so and and that's not surprising because he's very good on legal shit I think Robert Barnes I, I like Robert Barnes I think he does a good job and I like Viva I think Viva's like an earnest guy I do think he was wrong when he said that that this was not what Fuentes said was not protected I think he was wrong about that factually and so I think they disagreed but whatever but anyway the scenario in this case was a black supremacist was threatening people with violence if they went to this white guy's hardware store. Now that's something that's insane. I think you're an asshole if you do that and, and you're a piece of shit. But if my standard is legality, I am not the arbiter, right? This has been resolved in court. Now, if you don't agree with it, then advocate for them to relitigate. But I'm not, I, I just wanna know what the law is. What's the legal definition? That's what I go by. And this is the legal definition what, what this guy did, as much as I disagree with it, was considered protected speech because it didn't have the imminence. The threat didn't have the imminence. It, it, it didn't have all of the, the factors needed for it to be considered illegal speech. So it is with that in mind that this book, Death Sentences, as insane as it is, it's completely protected. Um, so I thought that if you say, kill, kill this person, kill that person... I thought that that was over the line, but apparently it's not. Now, I don't recommend doing that. I think you're going to get a visit from the FBI if you do that. Uh, frankly, you'll get a visit from the FBI if you share a meme they don't like. But from the standpoint, and this is why I reach it like this on stream, and I, I understand if people don't like it. I have no problem with that. I have always presented myself as a free speech person, and I try to be consistent. And when you do that on the Internet, people are going to send you shit like this, and they're going to say, read this. And that's okay. They're they're kind of seeing if you're full of shit or not, and so, and and so the internet kind of regulates in its way, and that's why, when you say you're pro free speech, someone's going to go, oh yeah, well, why don't you read death sentences? Gladly, I will gladly read it, and uh, no problem. 
So there you go. So that's the whole thing. So there you go. Death sentences, Dr. Matthew C. Harris. And uh, this is probably the craziest manifesto I've ever read. Um, it, cause, because it, 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 it devolves into pure insanity. I mean, first of all, what I just read was pure insanity. But it, um, it, it just devolves into the word nigger being written over and over and over again. And it's just, it's just uh, total insanity. By the way, uh, um, Nick Ricada has a segment called Unbreaded, where he reads from death sentences. So there are other commentators that acknowledge the genius of Dr. Matthew C. Harris. And I believe Unbreaded was from a, he made a kind of like a, I don't even know what you would call it, an insane asylum music video of some sort, where he keeps saying the word unbreaded in a weird way. And that's where it came from. And uh, it is, uh, it's a hell of a thing. But uh, yeah, shout out to Ricada uh, for giving zero fucks and reading from this masterpiece. Very good. All right, so we're going to uh, end it there. That is the end of the stream. Uh, next stream is uh, Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for all the people that sent Super Chats and Streamlabs and breaking news. Sincerely appreciate your support. You can get an archive on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash Hard News Network, or on uh, Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com, or on Twitter, at live uh, HNN. Uh, let me uh, actually we have hold on a second one second we have a couple that came in let me read these gun fox said hb i can send i can end the gaza tiny hat war very quickly it will only take five b1b bombers with some nice napalm bombs if they want to really make sure add some gas to the mix it'll be over in 30 minutes fire forces them underground and the gas does the work interesting yeah i imagine the uh, probably the biden administration would probably not be fans of it although it really depends i think if you got a certain group out of there maybe they'd go along with it but i don't know i i, I don't know um titbanger says hi hb random question as far as you can recall in all sincerity trying to be as unbiased as possible. What would you say to these two questions? How many quote-unquote right-wing riots have there been in America since 2015? How about left-wing riots? Thanks. So right-wing riots... Oh, by the way, there was a question about... I think I missed a question. I'll go back and look. Someone asked a question about uh, people moral fagging on the Internet. Okay, right-wing riots. So what would the right-wing riots since 2015 be? January 6th. Um, anyone got any other ones? January 6th? Uh, let's see, right-wing riots. There have been things that they have lied about and said were riots. For example, when people legally protested the Michigan Capitol during COVID, they said that was a insurrection but it was completely legal and there was no violence so i wouldn't count that left-wing riots i mean you could just count 2020 first of all the left-wing riots that i remember i remember the riots after trump was inaugurated um i don't think there were riots at the women's march but uh oh no 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 was that the women's 
was the women's i don't think the women's march was on inauguration day antifa rioted on an inauguration day that's a left-wing riot obviously there was a billion left-wing riots during uh the george floyd thing um there's been plenty of you know there's riots in atlanta over cop city what they call cop city uh, it's. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know what the number is. But uh, there's been way more left-wing riots than right-wing riots. Um, if people have an example of other right-wing ones that I'm not. Oh, Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Yeah, Charlottesville. Um, yeah, Charlottesville is the second right-wing uh, riot. And um, yeah, so Charlottesville and January 6th, I think, are the right-wing ones. Now, maybe if you want to go worldwide, you could probably find some that were right-wing. I think Spain right now, like the populist, you know, seems like a right-wing type of protest. I don't know if it's gotten violent yet or if it will, but uh, that would be an example. But yeah, way more uh, left-wing riots, certainly. I thought uh, someone asked me. Oh, yeah. Silky Johnson says, what's your opinion of people that interject morality into an argument or an analysis or an argument? Do you think it adds to it or it's just their way to steer the discussion in their favor when morality may not have anything to do with the topic? I've not seen it translate successfully on the Internet uh, unless it's something obvious. For example, uh, people obviously are against kid fucking and uh, only a leftist AIDS commie lunatic is going to disagree with that so yeah you can like you can you can talk about how ridiculous it is that leftists are like mutilating kids and stuff because people obviously they they agree that it's wrong to mutilate a kid but for a lot of this other stuff it usually just comes off as like a a a manipulation tactic or like virtue signaling it just doesn't seem to work i mean maybe you're you've been able to see people pull it off i'm not saying it's impossible to pull off I'm just saying that I've not, I just, it doesn't seem to, it just doesn't seem to, to work. Like I said, unless it's about something obvious. Um, so like the example we saw tonight of like, you know, Adam on the one hand is, is moral fagging about homosexuals being thrown off of buildings, but then is like mocking people who were upset that their kids were, were starving. That's not consistent morally. That's like, that's like ridiculous. Deborah Messing says, breaking news, two-minute Twitter video post regarding our friends to the south. All right, let's have a look here to see what's going on. Oh, is this Argentina? Is this going to be the based Argentinian guy who, uh, who um, it's like his victory speech or something? I hope he does well, and I hope he's the real deal. You never know with these people. It's politics. Most of the people in politics are total frauds, so you never know. But this guy says the best stuff. It, again, if the subtitles are correct. That is definitely my style of politician telling people to shove the state up their ass. I know it's not everyone's, but it's definitely mine. Oh, no, that's uh, it's not it. Did I uh, not put this in correctly? Let me check one second. That's weird. Is, is uh, Rumble just not working at all? All right, I'll look up uh, Rob. Hold on a second. Am I not streaming? No, I'm streaming. I guess we're just dead on... I guess we're totally dead on Rumble. Okay, that's all right. We can figure it out. It's Robbie Starbuck. So we'll try Twitter. 
Robbie Starbuck. I imagine we can find it. There we go, Robbie Starbuck. Yeah, it's probably this one right here. Let's see, Robbie Starbuck. Javier Malai. Here we go. This guy. This guy says good stuff. Here's an example. Contra quién van? Contra los liberales, porque los liberales somos los únicos que les digamos, le, le enrostramos a los políticos que ellos no son la solución, que ellos son el problema. Los, los políticos son una suerte de sociópatas que quieren hacernos creer que nosotros somos inválidos mentales, inválidos en todo sentido, porque no podemos vivir si no fuera por ellos. En realidad, los que no pueden vivir sin nosotros son ellos. Es decir, si el país se separara entre los que producimos de un lado y del otro lado, queda la mierda de los políticos, los sindicalistas, todo este conjunto de parásitos se hunden, se mueren. Separemos la Argentina, en la Argentina del Norte y Argentina del sur, ¿sabes qué? Los que estamos dispuestos a laburar nos vamos a la parte más pobre del país, le dejamos vaca muerta todo. Aún cuando se quedaran con todo, se van a hundir estas ratas porque no sirven para nada. En cambio, los que laburamos y sabemos ganarnos la vida, ¿sabes qué? Nos va a ir bien. Nosotros somos gente de bien, gente que labura y no vivimos abogando por la envidia, el odio, el resentimiento, el robo, sí, el trato desigual frente a la ley, que es esa inmundicia de la justicia social, que es lo más injusto que existe, porque implica robarle a una persona el fruto de su trabajo para dárselo aquí a mí se me da la gana pero de dónde salieron esta manga de sátrapa sabes por qué porque además en todo ese proceso no solo que destruyeron la economía empobrecieron a la gente sí desde el año 70 hasta ahora el estado se triplicó y multiplicaron por seis el número de pobres sí y sabes quiénes fueron los únicos que progresaron acá los políticos entonces saben qué quieren digamos quedarse en este país saben qué tienen que identificar el enemigo el enemigo son los políticos hay que ir contra los políticos ellos son nuestros enemigos ellos son los que nos hunden en la pobreza ellos son los únicos que progresaron con este verso de la justicia social y la redistribución del ingreso la verdadera redistribución del ingreso fue desde los que laburamos a los parásitos de los políticos a ver digamos por qué nació el liberalismo para salir del yugo opresor de los monarcas Digamos, esta casta que tenemos, son como los monarcas, y ni siquiera se autoheredan. Son los mismos que estaban en el 2001. No se fue ninguno, estos chorros se quedaron todos. Y hay más, porque además se multiplican, porque tenés que agregar la parentela, sí porque además tenés que agregar la, la amante, porque tenés que agregar la familia del amante. Y crece, y crece, y crece. Y el... Pretty good. Pretty good. The enemies are the politicians. That sounds fantastic. Uh, yeah. Here are the crying people. Here are the people crying. La Argentina es responsabilidad del nuevo presidente, del presidente electo, y esperamos que así lo haga. Le hemos además planteado al presidente electo y al presidente de la nación la responsabilidad de mañana mismo poner en marcha mecanismos de enlace y transición político, think, social y económico. I think that's the AIDS commie um, conceding. This one's great, this guy. Pero, pero ¿Me puede definir zurdo de mierda? Todos los que al zurdo de mierda no le podés dar ni un pero, milímetro. Pero ¿Me puede definir zurdo de mierda que no Todos lo los que, digamos, los colectivistas, <risa> los que ponen, digamos, o sea, esa idea. A ver, ¿Por qué es... le pones de mierda, digamos? Porque son una mierda. O sea, pero si... no, pero, pero es que si pensás distinto te van a aniquilar. 
Ese es el punto. Es decir, vos al zurdo no le podés dar un milímetro, porque le das un milímetro y lo tomas para destrozarte. Correct. Es decir, usa, digo, o sea, vos no podés negociar con el Correct. zurdo. No se negocia. No se negocia con esa mierda, no se negocia porque te van a llevar puesto. Si tienen un golpeador que caga trompadas a la mujer, digamos, si es de ellos, ¿entendés? Se pone el, el pañuelito verde y grita todo el tiempo contra el neoliberalismo, lo ocultan. ¿Me entendés? O sea, si de repente hay alguien que acosó a otra, a una, un periodista que acosó a otra periodista, lo ocultan. Es decir, a todos los de ellos lo ocultan. Todas esas aberraciones la ocultan. Ahora, si vos estás del otro lado, a vos te van a estropear. Te van a matar, te van a dar con lo que sea. No les importa arruinarte la vida. ¿Por qué? Porque no pensás como ellos. ¿Y sabes qué es lo bueno de todo esto? Hay algo bueno de todo esto. Porque como el error es humano, como todos nos podemos equivocar, ¿sabes qué nos obligan? Nos obligan a ser mejores. Y como estamos siendo tan mejores con ellos, como los estamos aplastando en la batalla cultural, los estamos pasando de arriba, porque no solo le ganamos en lo productivo, somos superiores moralmente, somos superiores estéticamente, somos mejores en todo. Y les duele, les duele. Entonces, como no pueden pelear con las herramientas legítimas, se, ap se apalancan en el aparato represivo del Estado, poniendo torres de guita para hacernos miedo. Y aún así no pueden, no pueden, tuvieron que bajar la nota, tuvieron que bajar la nota, ¿me entendés? Que están perdiendo, están desesperados, están perdiendo la batalla cultural, los zurdos de mierda, por primera vez se ven acorralados los zurdos de mierda. So that's, that's the, the most, as far as a politician, that is probably... The most I've ever seen a politician fully understand AIDS commie leftists, he seems to totally get it. So the question is, is he just talking or is he going to deliver? That's the question. But uh, that, yeah, he's, uh, he's fucking, he's fucking, he says the right thing. So we'll see what happens ultimately. All right. Very good. All right. That is the end of the stream. And next stream uh, is uh, Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Again, thank you all the people that sent Super Chats and Streamlabs and Breaking News. Sincerely appreciate your support. Again, you can get an archive on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash hard news network or on Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com or on live uh, at live HNN. Wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive, I appreciate it. And I'll see you guys Tuesday. I am the hard bastard. Thank you for watching.